Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece book club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Matt. The middle one! East! Jason. Now, just a moment, you filthy pirates. Joel. Am I Vegapunk? <laughs> Laura. This is gonna be trouble. Melissa. Gotta go, need to get back to my job. Violence! <laughs> <laughs> Dave. First, I'll hit him, and then I'll bite him. <laughs> and we are joined again by a special guest. This week we have Kev D.O.G. And may our past cross again someday, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get what your name was supposed to mean until just now. <laughs> of course. It, see, I, I, I'm like That's One Piece. You know, my name itself is very multi-layered. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think about it, so many different ways. That's, that's really good. <laughs> Welcome, Kev. Good to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. You know, I, I was put on by many people. I was put on, like, my man Parvision, uh, my man Hidden, and I would give a huge shout-out to to dawn of the world you know she specifically was like yo you got to get kev to talk about that peak you know what hey that sounds great sounds great to me uh so kev you are also a one piece youtuber shock at all you know the brain rot was so real i had to start making videos (laughs) so briefly what's your one piece story like how'd you get started reading it and what kept you reading it and why'd you want to start a youtube channel about it so uh i'm gonna give a shout outs real quick Hello. Uh, I know he will not watch this or read this because he's for some reason loves One Piece, but it's not internet One Piece active. But my friend Josh, back in high school, he was like, yo, the series that's really good, it's getting crazy. And this was during uh, Wano and the manga and Whole Cake Island anime. And he was really trying to put me on to One Piece because he loved it so much. And I wasn't super into anime, but I was like, anime's kind of cool. So I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> I got to Serp Village's finale, and I stopped watching. Not because I dislike Usopp or Serp Village, because I actually liked Usopp from the start, but because school, you know, college, sure. you know how mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, but then, sometime like, uh, uh, during, <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Then during quarantine, uh, right when it picked up, there's a video that popped on my YouTube search bar by the best guy ever, who is another One Piece YouTuber type dude. And he did a lecture on One Piece that was, I think, over seven hours. <laughs> that sounds right. Now, I didn't watch the lecture because obviously I didn't know what One Piece was. But from the other stuff I saw him do, I knew, okay, that means One Piece has to be at least a little bit interesting. It's got to be you worth know? your time. Because, yeah, just, exactly. Like if Just, just interject it? really quickly. So the screen name is Best Guy Ever. I thought you were giving like yeah. a uh, like a and the best guy ever, my friend Mike. But no, that, okay, that's the user. <laughs> no, 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 he's no, he's the one that actually name. got me on to Guilty Gear. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, that, I love that. Yeah, that's video. an interesting the Guilty Gear lore video. Oh my god, just dice game. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I so I thought to myself, okay, One Piece is probably pretty interesting. I like the other videos this guy's done before, so I might as well check it out. And so I start reading and then I get to Arlong Park that same night and I'm like, oh no. So then the next day I finished all of Alabasta and then the day after that I finished all of Skypea. And then you said, oh, and then the day oh after- I'm in some real fucking yeah. trouble here. <laughs> and, then, and then the day after that, we reach a, an impasse. We reach an impasse. We get to peak fiction itself. Water uh-huh. set and any slot. We get to peak I fiction. I thought you said the baby backfire. And I'm thinking to myself, 
Oh, uh, I see. It was irrelevant, so I skipped over. <laughs> to try to As kill you that should. Now <laughs> oh, here we go. No, no, I didn't. I didn't actually. Oh wait, we forgot. <laughs> we were talking about agendas. How can yeah, we, we forget forgot the, to bring up this agenda. The, the anti-Foxy agenda. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, Foxy's that guy. Foxy's that guy. We can't. We can't do that. But but anyway, I'm reading through, and I'm getting to you know Annie's lobby. You guys probably know what's coming. I want to live hits, and I'm sobbing reading oh, yeah. a book yep. on my monitor yep. and i'm just like i need this to be slow <laughs> so then from that point on immediately i messaged josh josh i'm on any's lobby he instantly calls me and then we start watching from then <laughs> and now i'm here actually no i could go further <laughs> i get it i get caught up and then we hit a chapter you guys have obviously already co- covered, uh, chapter 10, 15. Now, it, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, uh, we all have our little, like, agendas, theories, you know, characters we like, stuff like that. And one of my biggest theories was about the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Vegapunk, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's perfect <laughs> that we're, you know, we're getting into this. And I had a theory about who Vegapunk could be. And I'm not going to say who until later, because I want to <laughs> keep it, keep it. It's your trap card. Um, exactly. Oh, yes. And all I'm going to say is that Big Mom, in Chapter 1015, she decides to do something different. And she makes an attack called the Mazer Cannon. It was at that moment that I knew I had to get my voice out about this Vegapunk theory. I had to. Where's the Mazer Cannon from? Godzilla. And that's all I'm going to say. If you know any scientists from Godzilla, then you probably know what I'm talking about. That's what I decided to do to start my channel. I'm like, all right, well, I'm already this far deep, (laughs) and now now I have a theory, so now I have to get my voice out. And here I am. You know, we've never even met Dr. Vegapunk yet. He could could be so multi-leveled. He could just be many people to many different things. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, Kev, for what is sure to be a very long episode of this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah I mean, I, two, multiple of my goats are <laughs> you know, main characters in this, so I'm very excited to get them. Uh, before we get into it, we do have some emails. Uh, or Dave, did you want to do your thing first? Um, I just had something I wanted to bring up. It's not mm-hmm. huge, but like I, I kind of came to this, figured this out over the past few um, uh, weeks, and I haven't been able to work it into any episodes mm-hmm. um uh, i was thinking about it, it was something in the um in the you know like the second part of the the nika episode you know the one that the, the second recording that, sure. that kicked this off it led to me again going back and like kind of resynthesizing a bunch of information that we already had yeah um in light of new developments and i didn't i didn't realize this before now so I want to talk about Shanks a little okay. bit. Okay. And talk about Shanks. So, going back to the Paramount, the end of the Paramount, where yeah. he shows up and, and negotiates the, the end. Mm-hmm. What we originally thought happened at the there, like based on the information we had, was that Shanks, with one arm, by the way, uh-huh. fought Kaido. Yeah. Kaido. Yeah. To a draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, everyone knew he did that <laughs> at the time. Seemingly, yeah. And then, knowing that he did it, he shows up and is apparently still strong enough to get Sengoku to negotiate. 
Mm-hmm. And Sengoku had not has Sengoku had not really fought that day. He was still basically fresh. Yeah, he just got big. Mm-hmm. Right. And this all this time, at least to some degree, I had low-key not really liked that. It had, it had kind of felt to me, this is just a very, very vague gut feeling, but it had kind of felt to me like Shanks was being put on this level of, like, like the story had already told us in, like, very clear terms that, you know, Whitebeard and Kaido are the strongest people in the world, mm-hmm. but, like, she but was being, Shanks. it was being implied that Shanks is, like, as strong, if not maybe even a little stronger than them. And I was, part of my, my brain was kind of going like, it's like he's going to end up being treated as more important because he's important to Luffy. And that felt weird. And because he's the author self-insert. Or something like that. <laughs> um, and, but then, but then, we get to Emu. And to the reveal that Shanks is like talking to the five elders. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I still don't know what in, what in the goddamn was going on there. <laughs> but it's. I'm wondering now if maybe the actual reason he was able to negotiate there is that Sengoku knew about whatever his secret position is that allows him to be some sort of seemingly some sort of go between or middle ground between, between the government and like the world of powerful outlaws. And so it was his political position and not not really his like strength. Yeah, that made him able to maneuver that. Like, I don't know, I, I, this is just something I've been thinking about that sort of makes some things come together for me. I love that, too, because if I remember, I think Sengoku says something along the lines of, because it's you, I'm willing to think this mm-hmm. through, so that fits as well. Right. And there was a lot of things that could have meant at the time, but it fits in. I'm, I am wondering, I spent a lot of time thinking about how many of the government and the settings big secrets does Sengoku know in having been Fleet Admiral. So Remember also that they had to tiptoe around Doflamingo. Right, yeah. Because he's such a wild card. Right, yeah. Anyway, that's that yeah, was that Joker. was all. It's a Joker joke. <laughs> there have been look, there have been so many layers of them, we can't we're immune to Joker jokes at this point. <laughs> Every week on this show, we read and discuss another volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week we are reading volume 105, which is titled Luffy's Dream. Before we get into it, we've got some emails to read. They just keep coming. Indeed. <laughs> we have seven. We'll see how many I can do. Uh, first up is from Corbin, and it is titled Volume 105, Jinbei is a Straw Hat. I'm sorry this is so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the preemptive apology. We would never have it any other way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but usually we, people apologize for that, and then it's like a modest couple of paragraphs. Right. We've never so. had the apology appear in the subject line before. <laughs> I do love that. Before the FB, before the SBS even started. Yeah. <laughs> We're future signing uh, the apology before the email. Oh <laughs> I just saw a bad email just now. <laughs> Hello, piecemeal crew. Remember all the way back in Fishman Island when Luffy asked Jinbei to join his crew? Great, me neither, so let's recap. (laughs) (laughs) Not long after Luffy got a blood transfusion from Jinbei, Luffy asked him to join the crew, and Jinbei essentially said he would after he took care of some other business. At the time, I sent in an email asking how long each of the new readers thought it would be until Jinbei would actually be part of the crew and sail with them to their next island. (laughs) The email was read in the episode about volume 67. 
Uh, well, you have made it to volume 105, and it has finally happened. Jubei is finally at the helm of the Sunny, coming along to the next island with the rest of the crew. That Yay. being said, let's see who the closest was with their answer. Oh, God. Jason said chapter 824. Dave Ooh. said chapter 900. Matt said that Jay and Dave are both pessimists for thinking it would take that long. <laughs> he said it with a knowing <laughs> smile. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> and I could be wrong, but I think I heard Laura quietly say, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is chapter 1058. So congratulations to Dave, who was simply the least wrong. <laughs> Sometimes being right just means being the least wrong. Didn't I win the the Fishman Island one too? Yeah, you're on fire. Oh man, it's just, okay, it's, which is a listen, thing that happens commonly in this show. That's true. Listen, it's just guts. Yep. It's like The Price is Right. You know, you, if you're a bit under, but you're the highest there, you're 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 yeah. gonna We're go. We're just gonna give that one to you. No, just don't I don't. I don't know all the media that Jay has consumed, but I feel like Dave, maybe because you've consumed such long form media as um, Homestuck, maybe you're just prepared for like this could take two thousand chapters. I'm here for it. <laughs> I guess it. Yeah, I guess it. I, it like over calibrated my. You know, yeah. guessing here because everyone tries <laughs> to guess things over there, and no one ever is correct about anything. He's that he was he was too crazy. Well, <clears throat> Dave did circle really close to predicting um, the fact that the gum gum fruit is not the gum gum fruit. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> when when was that? It was um it was when the um the devil fruit was spawned over in. Uh, Punk Hazard. Uh huh. Axolotl fruit. Man, smi Smiley got you thinking <laughs> something crazy is gonna happen with Luffy. Smiley. You started commenting character. about how like the rubber is a is a man made thing, and it oh. and it kind of got you towards that track. You're right. Yeah. We're going back to the uh. arms arms fruit now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my agenda. <laughs> True. You're a baby five truther. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, baby five is good. Baby five is, uh, baby five is, baby five is the key. I'm not gonna slander mm -hmm. baby five. I do have to say really quick. Uh, back when I still uh, watched a lot of One Piece YouTube, I know for a fact that Tekking wrote an email or a letter to Oda specifically asking about the implications of the arms arms fruit. I don't think that Oda has ever answered it in SBS. <laughs> but you're uh, not alone, Dave. That's sadly. what I'm trying to say. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, in the weeks following my first time seeing Jinbei finally get to be part of the crew. I realized that I think he may be among my favorites. Getting to see him yeah. laugh and be happy is just so pleasant to me, and I find myself enjoying him more and more each time we see him with the crew. I'm glad he's finally fully a part of this adventure. Uh, anyway, by the time you're reading this email, you've made it to the start of the final saga of One Piece. So they say. <gasps> it's Allegedly. the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. I hope you're prepared. I'm not. At the time of writing this, the latest chapter is 1080, so I don't currently know much more than you all do. But what I do know is that I probably get to be one of the first people to say, Welcome to the Final Saga. <laughs> you, are, you are the first person. Great job. Enjoy the rest <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the ride from here, and I'll be waiting... Uh, actually, I have no clue where I'll be waiting, since I'm writing this email so far in advance. <laughs> but I'll still be waiting somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, no longer on the shores of Wano. You're on the shores of I don't know where. 
And Corbin writes, P.S. Writing an email this far ahead of time feels really odd. For reference, I'm writing this the day your episode for Volume 90 came out. So it really feels like I'm writing a time capsule for a couple months into the future. <laughs> that was a you lot here. <laughs> I'm going to say this um, in a way that doesn't spoil anything. At this particular moment in time, we don't know where Luffy is. So even we, we <laughs> literally don't know where we're waiting. <laughs> even oh, if you true. wanted to that spoil that. <laughs> in an additional email, Corbin writes, PPS, hello again, piecemeal crew. It's me again but now from about six weeks after I initially sent this email. (laughs) In the subject of the email, I wrote, I'm sorry this is so long. I wrote that because I initially had a significantly longer email to send, but then decided that a good portion of it was simply not necessary and removed it. Um. Hence, the email is probably about a normal length now. However, I forgot to change the subject line. This mistake has haunted me for the past six weeks, and every time Tyler reads an email, I remember the ghosts of my past and consider appending this message. So I finally decided to put those ghosts to rest and send this. Anyway, hopefully the ghosts are at peace now, and I hope you have a grand old time sailing ahead. Farewell, Corbin. Oh man, I've been there. Shasta Corbin. I've, I've, I understand. I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing uh, feeling, you know having Jinbei. Yeah, yeah for real. It's, it's an Honestly, amazing, it's a truly amazing. It's surreal. I Jinbei, it's been so long he, since, he, since he Brooke is, joined. He's not on the, um, he's so, he's not on the, you know, the big splash at the top of the page with all the straw hats, so it keeps freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because you haven't gone to the Jinbei incident in chapter 1077 or whatever. <laughs> um, the Jinbei, the Jinbei incident. incident. I, th- I'm going to make this very, very quick, Tyler, because I know we have a lot to cover, uh-huh. but when I was reading week to week through Wano and Jinbei showed up, I actually was one of the least impressed people. I was like, yeah, he's fine. He's a, he's a um, what do you call it, from D&D, the guys who can only do good all the time. Oh, like, yeah, he's a paladin. paladin. Yeah. yeah, when I went back through and I reread, like, I think there is something to the fact that he's normally very... Um, reserved but then he has like the mm-hmm. boisterous laugh when he really gets into it and like that really does endear <laughs> me to him a lot uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. he's one of those friends that when you really get them laughing you know that you got like a killer joke <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. there you go he does yeah, not pity that's laugh that's the good shit that he yeah, doesn't exactly he doesn't do a chuckle uh, our next email is from ken of red lions and it is subject line the elephant riding rabbit in the room Ahoy, piecemeal. Congratulations on making it to the end of Wano, the longest arc in the series by nearly 50 chapters. So far. Don't edge don't your bets like that. <laughs> do edge your bets. Homer Simpson telling Bart, the longest, so the longest in the series so far. Longest arc of One Piece so far. <laughs> uh, it was a wild ride filled with a host of crazy new characters, some of the best fights since the time skip, and a crazy reveal that has shaken the fandom to its core. It was great to finally see Jimbei formally join the crew. And we finally witnessed toppling of not just one, but two emperors. Two. It truly was a milestone for the series. Yeah, damn. Oh, God. Uh, all that said, I'm writing today not to talk about what I loved with this arc, but one of my gripes with it. The writing of Carrot, and to a lesser extent, the Minx as a whole. Full disclosure, Carrot is one of my favorite characters in the series. I loved her interactions with the half of the crew that traveled to Whole Cake, and then seeing her forced to do nothing as Pedro sacrificed his own life gutted me. So when the arc ended, and she was still sailing aboard the Sunny, I was really excited to see her involved in Wano. And unlike other travel companions Vivi and Momonosuke, 
she didn't have the obligation to return home and rule the country. So there was even a chance that she could join the crew. She didn't have an obligation to return home and rule a country so far. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I, God. Uh, Axe one. I want you to, I want you to, Mm -hmm. I want you to finish the email for first, obviously, but. I, I I really want to talk. Yes. <laughs> just, just I'm so curious to see what. That also, is. really quick, I will out myself as a carrot agenda proponent as well. That's uh, another one of my agendas. I too wanted her to stay on the sunny. I will say, uh, Acts one and two passed without carrot doing much, but that wasn't a red flag yet. A lot of the crew were also taking smaller roles in early Wano so that the Akazaya Nine could be properly introduced. <laughs> Even sure. as recently as Chapter One Thousand, I was still pumped. She and Wanda had just started fighting Perospero, and that was looking like it could be an exciting and emotional battle. Pedro's protege and childhood friend working together to defeat the man he sacrificed his life to stop. Instead, the next time we see them, they've already lost, and the only explanation given is bad weather. This is where my hope turned to dismay and frustration. I don't hate the idea of Cat Viper getting vengeance, <clears throat> vengeance for Pedro instead, but a lot of the emotional attachment wasn't there at that point. Cat Viper only found out about Pedro's fate minutes before the encounter, and he needed someone else to point out who Perospero even was. <laughs> uh, so what we got was a girl with 100 plus chapters of history with the villain being made to watch on the sidelines as a man with considerably less gets the victory. I can't even be excited about the actual combat since both fights were basically the same a powerful-looking opening hit before cutting to a defeat because of the clouds. The only difference being that the moon came back for Cat Viper in the end, and the girls weren't so lucky. And then out of nowhere, at the end of the arc, Carrot is told that she is going to be the new ruler of the Mokomo Dukedom, a position she didn't want and that doesn't mesh with her desire to explore the world outside of Zoe. Right. Uh, if this was what Oda had planned for Carrot all along, it would have been helpful to have seen her step up and help lead the Minx while the Dukes were with the rest of the Akazaya. Ironically enough, there is a scene of a Mink offering to take such a, <clears throat> such a position at the start of the raid, but it wasn't Carrot, it was Shishillion. It really felt like a decision made after seeing how popular she was outside of Japan, rather than the intended end of her character arc. Kind of like <laughs> throwing them a bone that she got so high in the global poll. Uh, And honestly, maybe I would have been more accepting of the choice if not for the reason given. Why does inheriting Pedro's will have anything to do with ruling? He wanted to join Roger's ship when he was young, and then set sail to search for Poneglyphs to prepare for the dawn. If Carrot was going to fulfill that will, it seems like it would make more sense to head out to sea with the future king of the pirates and help bring about the dawn of the world. Telling Carrot to stay home and rule for Pedro felt like emotional manipulation, bringing up her mentor to get her to agree instead of letting her make the decision. Finally, it is absolutely insane that Carrot didn't say goodbye to the crew. She had been with them in-universe for multiple months Mm -hmm. and out-of-universe for over six years. Or at least Chopper. There wasn't... Right. There wasn't even a moment between her and Chobro. (laughs) This baffled me so much that I was convinced that she had to have stowed away again. Thanks for listening to my rant. I know these emails are usually more positive, but this was something I feel very passionate about and needed to put into words. It's time to put Wano behind us now, so let's enjoy all of the wonderful sights in Egghead. <laughs> Sincerely, Ken of Red Lions. I think I remember actually like having this conversation with Ken on the, in the mess deck. Probably. And, uh, <laughs> we, we, we theorized that 
Like, well, maybe maybe she just stowed away, but like attempted to stow away on the Straw Hats crew, but accidentally got on the wrong ship. She's on kids' ship now. <laughs> oh no! I did a, no, I did a, a unironically. Of, that was a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. I will say too the thing about um, Carrot not being the one to defeat Parasparo, and then Cat Viper came in. Cat Viper already had an overriding concern. Like his duty was to fighting Kaido in some way. So that also doesn't sit right with me. In addition to all the reasons that Ken outlined. Hmm. And like I said when we read the chapters, like. It would have been cool to have Wanda and Carrot get the finishing blow on Parasparo and then have the pair of Dogstorm and Cat Viper take out Jack. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems obvious. It's a rare misstep on Oda's part. Could you, I'm sorry, just really quick. Uh, the, um, hey, Cat Viper, I'm going to need your help for five seconds. Five seconds? I can last that long. As a call out <laughs> ring. I would love that. Oh, that would have been good, actually. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think it's a misstep at all. Yeah, I don't think it's a misstep at all. Like, Lay it out <laughs> from from the beginning. I was like, Carrot will be the leader of Zoe. That is Carrot's role in the story. Really? This has to be where her character goes. And because I was sold that the Scabbards were all gonna die, oh. I was sold. Mm-hmm. And I know it's One Piece, so no one dies. <laughs> so, but I was sold. I was like, okay, Inuarashi and Nekomamashi, they're both gonna die. Mm-hmm. Then we need a new leader of Zoe. Who better than the person who inherited the will of the past, is known to be an emperor's ally, and is incredibly, you know, athletic and, you know, uh, what's what's the word? Extroverted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that she would have been the perfect choice for the leader. Well, I mean, yeah, we are for sure going to see her in the Avengers portal scene in the at final the end war. Of, <laughs> exactly. Uh, One Piece, like, the inevitable. It gives her, it gives her a great purpose to become, you know, relevant in the story again, while also giving her the sort of title of like she is the representative of the Ming. she is the ally she was that part of the story in a single character it's like how vivi if we think about vivi we think about all the stuff in the baroque work side yeah you know what i mean yeah when i, I when i think about Karen, like i think about su long and like i don't i don't dislike Karen at all it's just that's what i personally thought would be best for mm-hmm. her character so I do obviously understand some of the points they were saying, like her not saying bye to the Straw Hats. I think that is kind of crazy, yeah. obviously. Um, sort of like, um, I think another crazy thing is like not seeing Yamato's reasoning for wanting to not join the yeah. crew. And let me be 100%. I did not want Carrot or Yamato to join the crew. I just thought they would be better as allies. So I'm fine with this. <laughs> um, sorry for Yamato and Carrot. <laughs> if anyone... If anyone joined the Straw Hats, it should have been Momonosuke. Let's just be honest Whoa. here. It should have. Because Joel would have quit the Odin podcast. I would have immediately. <laughs> hey, Momo's goat. You can't deny. Momo Momo has Joel leveled has up. has continually up. denied. <laughs> I literally Momo's signed off the last up. chapter with, I do not like this character. Um, <laughs> but he did level up, though. People are, he has gotten stronger. He can now withstand a couple of kicks from his sister. <laughs> <laughs> now when he said my name is kozuki momonosuke that hit that really hit for me i'm like he's finally maturing he's finally maturing but anyway back to carrot like i do like carrot and i do think carrot is you know an enjoyable character but i, I personally very satisfied with her role as the leader of so now giving the other duke to like wanda i think that's not nearly as cool because we don't really know wanda we're not attached to wanda just, she's just kind of like, there 
she's there exactly she's like like you said pedro's childhood she's friend. the one that so introduced like, us to the minks pretty much exactly yeah. she's like the friend of a friend and carrots are friends <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean we don't know wanda like that. i will say but <laughs> the the wanderlust thing uh i do agree that like that's kind of weird weird but she's also not the first ruler we've seen to have wanderlust so i, I guess i can kind of i can let that one slide it only just occurred to me that maybe at the end of the series, and this is literally a thought that I just had just now, but like maybe Luffy's <laughs> gonna have his own twenty kings, and so I love the idea of Carrot being oh, one of his twenty. I do really like that. Oh my lord! I see. That's another mm. thing. I completely agree with that because we already have so many. We have Shirahoshi. We have Vivi. We have Carrot. <laughs> literally have Dalton, every island like, they've gone to. No <laughs> I can literally keep going, which is the craziest part. You might even put Iceberg in the mix if you want to be that guy. <laughs> uh, but but that he's would... kind of a king. He's a he's a mayor king. <laughs> that, um... He's, a he's an elected king, which, as he's you know, is an oxymoron. But still, it counts. <laughs> we got Eliza. No, 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 we got Elizabello. But um, but um. That would be, huh, that's an interesting one, because there, unless it was for some very specific reason, that would, I feel like that could get into, like, you know, just getting rid of the old system to replace it with a new system, like, yeah. just with a person we like <laughs> at the top this time. Right, I but don't it's know. good this time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. See, but, so, <laughs> and what I love about that idea is, like, I personally think there's a very strong parallel uh, between Emu and Luffy with emu being like sort of the nightmare while luffy is the dream and i think the 20 kings thing would just really put the nail in the coffin for that so i would be incredibly happy if that happened and i i feel like too as ship dynamics go i wonder if i mean carrot's kind of a personality copy of chopper sure um Mm -hmm. and yamato's kind of a personality copy of luffy which is why they get along so well. Yes. Both they have the same two brain cells, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I get that of, like, you know, every every person that joins the crew kind of has their own little niche, I guess, yeah. in yeah. terms of personality. Mm-hmm. There's your and also, and also, Luffy said 10. <laughs> we got him. Unless he's not counting himself. Yeah, yeah I can't argue uh-huh. against yeah, that. Yeah, if we're not counting himself, Vivi's the Back final one. Back to the... One. Uh, <laughs> No, we got Kuma back. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Next from Luke, we have to be read after that chapter, post uh, chapter 1044. <laughs> and unfortunately, we got this after we had recorded that episode already. Uh, I mean, it's tech- it's after. Yeah. yeah. yeah Any time is after now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, it's after midnight. We can feed that gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, hey, piecemeal crew, this is Luke of the Prisma Pirates finally writing in. Whoa. I've long lost track of how many voyages I've taken into the Grand Line, <laughs> having first roamed these seas back in 2007. Man. That said, retracing these waters with you all has been among the most memorable, and I'm especially happy to be revisiting Wano alongside this crew. While each episode of the podcast always brought many laughs and new insights, I'm most grateful to have heard all of your thoughts and feelings towards Yamato. My appreciation for him has increased 100-fold, <laughs> and I'm even more excited for when my younger sister reaches Wano for some of the best trans representation in the manga thus far. <laughs> Can I pl- please Aww. pause, please pause? Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, who wrote the email? Luke. Oh, Luke. Luke, you are super based. <laughs> Thank you. I have... 
Yo. The amount of Yamato people, like, dude, it makes my skin yeah. crawl. You know exactly <laughs> oh, what we, yeah, We've had like, thorough conversations. Bro, no one that. calls Yamato she. No one. <laughs> like, just get it through your skull. You might want to fuck Yamato, but Yamato's still he him, <laughs> right. bro. Dude. Just get it through your yeah. skull. Like, trans people Boku. can be... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> reacts to giant just, robots uh, the same way as everyone else in this yes. Every other person. Exactly. That's unironically one of my favorite things in the manga. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's the most emphatic demonstration of gender that Oda has <laughs> the ability mean. to display. That's Bro. his only god and, um, in the courtyard. Thinks the giant court robots are cool. Yeah. And it's it's not like the bathtub scene was a thing on purpose. Yeah. It's not like they. Yeah, that really was that was impressive, reason. honestly. You know. I was really I was really yeah, surprised all... by that. Now, but Yamato is booby. <laughs> <laughs> Yamato has fine. Therefore, that's bro. a great point, actually. That's good gender's man. I didn't consider that. I didn't consider that. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I'm not I'm not yeah. you know I'm not gay for we real. Had, but we hadn't thought about that. Uh, now the main reason I finally decided to write in is because it's Wano. <laughs> More specifically, because you've now reached the revelation that shook the community to its core and recontextualized the entirety of One Piece overnight. Seeing the introduction panel of Gear 5, where Luffy is beside himself with laughter, is among my favorite panels in One Piece and manga in general. Mm -hmm. Whenever I imagine unbridled freedom and laughter, I can't help but picture that moment. And inversely, picturing that moment never fails to bolster my spirits and make me smile. What's more, there are... So many thoughts to be had. So many themes of the story converge around Gear 5, from questions about free will versus destiny to the powers that liberate and bring light to the world. Luffy being the explicit sun god, while his powers only symbolize what the sun represents, seems to suggest that the most explicitly powerful devil fruits, like the Admiral's Logias, aren't always the quote-unquote true holders of a given title. Ace would have had the most textbook power to be the sun god, but it was his overshadowed younger brother who reached that point. <laughs> Here's to seeing what other overshadowed devil fruits and users might really be hiding in terms of potential. That's about it These from me. Are also, <clears throat> they're also well written. <laughs> what are we going to hear from the Chop Chop Fruit Man? What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> true, I, true. I had to miss the episode when it was said, but really quickly, in case it wasn't covered, um, Caribou described his fruit as being a hungry girl. And I know that yeah, several people true. have pointed out that that's kind of odd because very few people have ever personified their fruits. So keep your yeah, eye right. on that man. There's like something weird about him. There's something weird about Caribou? No. <laughs> no really? Like really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I, would, that, I wouldn't give him a second thought otherwise. Clearly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wait to drop a bombshell about Caribou. <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait. Oh, so frightened. Yeah. That's about it from me. I'm looking forward to hearing how you all feel as you continue to sit th- uh, sit with this latest revelation and receive countless more in the chapters ahead. Happy sailing. Thank you, Luke. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, these emails are so nice. They're like they're like so well <laughs> our, written. They're like very our fans polite. are the best, man. Like <laughs> I don't know where what happened. Mm-hmm. Tyler just Tyler just did something here. Especially about Yamato. Usually, I just get. So we have That's we have cultivated a, a a specific kind of community. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what yes. the big difference is. We're not on YouTube. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that's one of the big differences. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think it helps that book club is in our title also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, last email this week. I think uh, we'll just do one more. Yeah. Because it's also specific to this volume. Uh, it's from Zed, mm. and it's Zed's Theory Corner, Volume 105 Edition, Zehahaha. S- sensei. 
<laughs> oh, actually, I'll save it for the end of oh, the okay. episode because Zed has requested me to do okay. that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Oh, okay. In the email. Well, stay tuned, listeners. I see, I see you, Zed. Zed knows best. He's doing, he's doing those YouTube, like, stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just said we're not on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, he got the Mr. Beast invitation. Of the <laughs> we just defeated the Mr. Beast pirates. No, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, before we start the story proper, we got to do our cover story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which takes a wild turn. In this volume, do, do we also w- want to attempt the author's notes? I don't. Is it on the wiki? I didn't even look. Well, uh, I think Melissa managed to find them last time. Uh, that was just because I had the volume. Mm-hmm. I don't have the volume copy oh. for this. So no I luck. I could, I could double check, but I don't. No, we're just gonna go. Okay, okay. okay. go. We go. <laughs> We've got a scholar. Uh, gonna... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so this week on Germa's uh, An Emotionless Excursion, uh, Katakuri and Oven arrive to recapture the Germa siblings. Blam! And then Caesar attacks them with poison gas. He then rescues the Germa siblings while still begging them to rescue him. <laughs> this guy. Bro, you just you just defeated the guys that were... Okay. Uh, Caesar attacked with a hallucinogenic gas, causing Oven and Katakuri to attack each other. And in parentheses, I wrote hypnotism. No, <laughs> it's hypnotism. It's always hypnotism. It's truly the greatest power. Pure aerosolized hypnotism. Even observation <laughs> hockey is no match for hypnotism. Oh my god! <laughs> That's why Django is going to be so Absolutely. top. Two. You guys just wait. Django I've been saying it. The Marines are sleeping on Django. <laughs> it's because he put them to sleep. Where the fuck is this Golden Week? <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, I mean, he's running a bar now. It was Golden yeah. D week. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Germa siblings and Caesar that. escape Whole Cake Castle. Meanwhile, though, over in Chocolate Town, the entire island is encased in ice. Uh-oh. Hey. What? Uh-oh. Cracker That's lies frozen cracker. solid. Not Cracker. Uh-oh. As <laughs> Not my he's one of the big three. Not Cracker. <laughs> well, now it's the big two. Oh. <laughs> it used to be the big four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember no. snack? <laughs> no. I remember. I remember. No, no, it's okay. I remember snack. I refuse to. I have a trading yeah. card with snack on it now. Of course you do. <laughs> Doesn't he have uh, just like <laughs> one canonical on-screen appearance? It's not even in the... Well, I think at the end of the manga we saw him. Yeah. We see him more in the anime. Yeah, he shows yeah, up during we see a the Rouge, escape. The Rouge fights with snack to irrelevant characters. <laughs> So, so far. far. <laughs> so far. Whoa, guys. A rouge on Elbath, guys? I maintain that a rouge will eventually be important. He's gotta be. He's the only one that hasn't had a moment yet. Yeah, he's the only member of the worst generation that hasn't had much camera time yet. Well, like, and it would be, it would, conversely, it would be genuinely I think it would odd. be very fucking funny if he just never did <laughs> it. Would, that would also be funny. He's he, just a weird big guy. Yeah, that, that would also be extremely yeah, exactly. funny. <laughs> I forget. Hey, it's like... It's like, uh, you know, some people just fall off, you know? <laughs> some people just never get on to fall off. Oh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I forget if it was in an SBS or an interview, but Oda said, like, getting to Tress Rosa even, like, I'm surprised more of the supernovas haven't just bowed out of the series yet. Like, I <laughs> figured that I would have found ways to just write them out, but they're still here, still doing stuff. Arusha's grandma gets, like, sick and he has to go take care of her in the hospital <laughs> we never see him again. 
It would be very yeah, funny if Arouge is just the one guy who's like, you know what, I'm retired. It's fine. <laughs> he's a nurse. Yeah, actually. He's a priest. Yeah, he's, he's in a starts a shrine. Cracker lies frozen solid as Brule weeps, and we are told oh. that Pudding has been captured. Oh no. That's a lot of information in this one page. What's yeah. gonna happen to Pudding, guys? Uh, she <laughs> was taken by these silhouetted intruders we saw earlier, who turn out to be oh. Van Auger and Kuzan. Oh no. It's been a while Black since we've seen Kuzan. Wow! <laughs> and all of it has been in cover Friendship stories, Friendship ended with Kuzan. <laughs> Kuzan no longer my friend. Quite a <laughs> chilling revelation. Honestly. Uh, nope. I, I, when we got to this point, I was like, did, were we supposed to know this? <laughs> were we supposed to so know that, in, that he's working with them? Back in Dress Rosa, it, yeah. you know that Blackbeard was talking to mm-hmm. Aokiji. Yeah, it's and, been stated. Uh, Burgess. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like when one of like the Marines, like you know, con- briefings that somebody mentioned it. I'm pretty sure. I think it came up in Film Z also. Oh, it did. Yes. I think that it might have been given to us in drip feed. So like, I think we knew that he was yeah. talking to Blackbeard, and we knew that we were missing one yeah. of the ten Titanic captains. So I think people guessed. But I think that's oh, right. I this see. might be yeah. the first time that like we know 100% for sure he's holding Van Otter's hand as they think Do- <laughs> Doflamingo oh, yeah, mentioned something at along. the end of Punk Hazard also when Kuzan showed up to save Smoker. Unsavory like, he, he heard rumors, it. I believe. Right, yeah. So I just have a question real quick. Uh-huh. What do you guys think Aokiji is there for? You know, is he undercover or is he genuinely working with Black? I mean, he can't be undercover. We already did that plot twist. <laughs> same same, oh same reason I don't believe Hex is a celestial dragon. Um, I I truly have no idea. It's like he's obviously an extremely like principled person, and like the mm-hmm. fact that he right. was ever in the Marines is has always been weird to me. Like, I think it's just a an emphasis of like because of the realities of what holding on to power in this world means they have to recruit people who are even vaguely willing and have and just like are really strong like have really powerful devil fruits um just because like regardless of whether they're actually suited for the position or not <laughs> um but in that case like why didn't he leave before this like if, mm-hmm. if, if he if he's like opposed to the government or something I personally, at this point, reading week to week, it was immediately assuming that he was undercover because he looked up to Garp so much and he cared deeply about all the other lives that have been lost that I couldn't see him sacrificing his morals. But who knows? Maybe I was but, just like, reading him wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's fair, but like, would he think that continuing to work for the government would mean holding on to his morals? Like, he, he, mm. he helped commit Ohara. Like, he knows right. that they are not better. Like I guess you could, mm-hmm. I guess you could argue about you know who's worse, but like, <laughs> like you, you know, like right, it, his it, hands aren't clean. Yeah, and the government's hand, and he and mm-hmm. then he knows in a way that probably not very many people do that the government's hands are not clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am I know. fascinated. But many people, many people think pirates are infinitely worse than the government, though. Yes. That's the thing. Because the, I, I know because, for me, it's because of the king of the news. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, my, the DJ of words himself. My immediate God. assumption for this is that he he's he's using Blackbeard to he yeah you know to to get to whatever his goal is must yeah, somehow align with Blackbeard's, which yeah. just makes me wonder what the fuck is Blackbeard after? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a lot to say about Blackbeard, but we'll we'll get to it. Did Aokiji have his Marshall. own uh, scene where he got the shit beaten out of him and he came out of the bar and the chairman was there to be like, dreams are never endless! Because I was like, I like what you're selling. I'm joining you immediately. I think, like, whatever he is doing or thinks he's doing, it has to serve his sense of lazy justice, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. So whatever he's got cooking... Unless he's got a new justice. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Because mm. for Maybe him, Maybe after his clash with uh, Akainu, yeah, you know, his, his justice might have changed. Because for him, I like if, when he says something like that, I believe it coming from him in a way that I don't for most of the others. Like I don't think mm. Akainu actually believes in justice. I think he's full of shit. But <laughs> Aokiji, I believe it, and I think that he has been serving the navy up to this point, like because that's the it was the best way he could think of to serve justice in an imperfect world. Now, per- now perhaps he has he thinks he has found another way. I have a question immediately to back up with you thinking Akainu's full of shit. Mm. So, who's who's more full of shit, Akainu or Green Bull? Who's worse? <laughs> the, the guy who admires him. Green Bull I don't think even pretends. Like Gr- Green Bull, Bull is a fucking like social darwinist Twitter nutjob. Like <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I don't. We don't even need to have a serious conversation about Green Bull. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That is not. That's not an alignment chart that I've seen. The Marines on like how they would handle Twitter or what kind of a yeah. they would run. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. is just about the memes, like straight up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He just Kizaru's Twitter <laughs> would absolutely be lit. Kizaru follows Drill Peace. <laughs> oh yeah. Fujitora unironically would post rise and grind photos. Right. Like the, the pleasant sky background. He would be like. He, he would post the same um, motiv- motivational statement every single morning. I, yeah, exactly. That's definitely a Fujitora mindset. Yeah. Uh, returning to Wano one last time. In the flower capital, Miyagi and Tristan treat Shinobu and Raizo, who both fell victim to Ryokugu's suckening. Like, what do, what do we even call it? Like, is that what we're yeah, calling it? No, that's the best that I got. I call it the gawk gawk no me. <laughs> no. The, 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 mm. thirsty, the, the thirsty fruit. Mm. The thirsty fruit already exists with smoothie. That's the thing. That's the thirsty fruit. It's so scary. Kinemon apologizes for not being there to fight with them all, having been tending to the survivors of Okabore Town. Uh, his wife was left with a terrible burn on her face, but is otherwise unscathed, thankfully. He says that he has to say after 20 years, she's just as beautiful. And Dogstorm <laughs> is like, dogs like cheese, but not that much cheese. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Dog- dogs like cheese, yeah, 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 yeah. Dogstorm does not like Frankie's savvy romantic movies. I'm I'm with Kinemon, though. She, she handles the burn scars with grace. Indeed. And I'm happy for these two. Uh, Cat Viper and Dogstorm call Carrot in for a discussion, where they decree that she will be the new king of the Mokomo Dukedom. Goodness. And and she just goes, King? Yay! Sure thing! Okay. <laughs> Alright. Wait, what? Huh? She's called in by HR to be given a promotion. Mm. You've shown a lot of uh, initiative <laughs> these last couple of weeks, Karen. She's the picture of Michael Scott getting the promotion. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to uh, also we're, we're we're back to king being a gender neutral term, which is yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two of them have elected to stay in Wano and are leaving Zoe's care in the hands of the younger generation of minks. Now, 
Momonosuke and Hiori are introduced to their grandfather, and all of the vassals admit that they already knew Sukiyaki's identity. <laughs> all of the vassals of except... <laughs> Kinemon had no this, fucking this idea. This is the funniest fucking joke. Especially, the, sh- shout-outs to, shout to Kinemon, you know. I feel, I feel bad for manga only sometimes. I, I'm gonna emphasize sometimes. Because the anime experience was my man, Foxfire Kinemon. <laughs> truly built different his voice his voice actor might be the best one in one piece it, it truly just every line every line is funny this uh, every single this line is the, and this is the funniest funny joke in one piece maybe. yeah yeah so. that and the uh the thing of the math i don't know if you guys have ever seen the, the edit <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> i can envision that very clearly yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i have it saved i'll try and send it if i can find it <laughs> Uh, Robin informs the other Straw Hats that Pluton is in Wano and asks if Luffy wants it. Uh, he's good. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> yeah. mm. nah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, we know somebody good, else after Pluton. So we don't need and I, Robin, Robin just, yeah, I figured. <laughs> we are always speculating and talking about Robin and Luffy's relationship, but like this is, I think, one of the first times that we've seen it canonically like confirmed that she's just like, "Do you want some information?" I guess that's technically in a slightly later part, and he's just like, "No." She's like, "Cool, okay, cool. I'll keep this file away for later when our lives are in fucking danger." I guess <laughs> I'll keep it in my brain instead. It's fine. It's a safer place for it, and she knows it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Caribou is creeping around and overhears once again about the location of an ancient weapon. Oh no! God damn it! Fucking Caribou, yeah. man. <laughs> he is we'll, second we'll o- second we'll only to Buggy, I think. <laughs> I I do want to say, I am I'm personally appalled. You guys just skipped over Tama's beautiful scene with Nami. Right? I'm <laughs> so getting to it. Okay, okay. Don't worry. Also, Jesus. Christ. I just wanted to put those two things together since they're related. So Jesus okay, Christ, okay. Matt, I just saw the actual <laughs> It's that specific panel if, or whatever. If you search Kinemon in GIFs, it's the first thing. That that specific episode. Yeah, it's so it's so fantastic. Oh my God, he's, really, he's really going through it right now. <laughs> I believe in him. Uh, as mentioned, Tama walks in. Uh, she's now training to be a ninja under Shinobu, who got hot thanks to Ryokuku's powers. <laughs> She got taller as well. I don't know what you mean. Got an unexpected side effect. So surely the same thing must have happened. I'm desperate to Tristan. I need the. I need to know. I need need to know what happened to Rizo. Oh yeah, Rizo. Most of that juice that uh, Greenbull took out was from his head. (laughs) Days later, Momo finds that all of the straw hats are gone. Hiori informs him that they said all their goodbyes that morning. Momo finds Kinemon, who was also snubbed a farewell by the Straw Hats. <laughs> the scene of of Momo just going from room to room, just trying to just be like, "Hey guy, oh, oh. hey guy, oh. oh. <laughs> teach me how to sword." Oh. I, I also really like that he keeps like some of them he calls by name. It's Luffy and Zoro and Usopp, but yeah. Nami is still O Nami, and uh, Brooke is still Bone Kichi. Yeah, <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Uh, down at Tokage Port, the three billion berry captains are in an argument. What else is new? <laughs> yeah, the Wait, world would end if they stopped arguing. <laughs> and there's there's one brain cell between all three of them, and it belongs <laughs> to Law. Law called dibs on that long ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. I 
I love this scene this so much. Very it's good. very good. It's it just funny. It feels so alive. Like I'm just seeing the people move in the background. You see them just arguing. It, it's so just nice. Yeah. I, sa- so I said nice. this at the beginning of the raid, but anytime we get kid Lu- Luffy and Law, it, yeah. just doing anything together, it's <laughs> like you X marked long ago at Sabaudi. You X marked yeah. the shown in rivalry between the yeah. three of them. I could not have just dreamed. literally these three in a room together. I, I, <laughs> a, a room, Tyler. A room. Oh, <laughs> that, and then that room is going to start some shambles. Oh, after they get <laughs> a re- a re-room with these characters. Sounds like the name of a fucking Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> re-room of shambles. One, one piece re-room. Uh, they have each decided to leave Wano on the same day, and they are now trying to figure out which of three islands to sail to on a log pose without all going to the same place. Uh, Kid and Luffy both choose the East Island, and Law chooses the Northeast Island, allowing him to move the furthest ahead. <laughs> Idiots. You Stupid pick the children. middle? Stupid children. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our first reading. Oh, we have Luffy, Kid, Zoro, and Law. So I'm taking Kid. Uh-huh. I assume that Laura will do Luffy. Yes. If it's all right. If... Unless you want to do Law. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> unless you want to voice law, oh, my. <laughs> Sophie's, Sophie's choice. <laughs> no, for voice <laughs> the wording is very important here. Uh, yeah. So, Law and Zoro. I'll do like the one Zoro. I'll do the one Zoro line or whatever. Okay. I'll could be I'll could be lore. Lore. Okay. Lore. <laughs> Trafalgar. Lore. Pick a different day, Straw Hat. The alliance is over. We're enemies now. Too bad. We already decided on today. Oh well. Guess we're all going now. Let's pick directions. The log pose needles are fixed in three directions. Northeast, east, and southeast. Pick one. The middle one. The middle one. Northeast. So I get my choice. <laughs> going northeast means I move the farthest ahead. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you pick the middle, stupid children. No, I lost my straws. I'm sorry, everyone. East! Every direction is dangerous. It doesn't matter. Just help us load up, Luffy. Darn, I lost, even though I'm the Emperor of the Sea. (laughs) You're gonna rub that in my face, huh? But when it comes to Emperors, the one who really makes me mad is him! The genius jester, Buggy! (laughs) The goat. I can't believe this. Huh? What's this? It's Crocodile and Hawkeyes! Why are they showing that they're Buggy's followers? That's not possible. Not for Hawkeyes. Well, if he's got two men of their stature working for him, he deserves to be called an Emperor. You know he's an idiot, right? How did that happen? (laughs) Seems like this cross-guild company he leads has started putting bounties on the Navy. The Navy's been used to doing all the chasing, but these days, they have to fear assassination from civilians. While we were stuck here in a closed nation, the world around us has changed quite a bit. No complaints about our respective courses. Once we set foot outside of Wano, we're in a fight to the death like all the others. Let me just keep going to uh, the bottom of this page. Okay, okay, okay. Flap. (laughs) (laughs) What is that, Trafagar? Copy of the Rogue Poneglyph. You have just as much a right to it as we do. Only a trifling man would sneak out to a head start. So Kaido did have one of them. The same thing we took off of Big Mom's general? Fwa fwa fwa! We're going to have to put all of our strength into this task. 
if we want to take part in the all-out war over the One Piece. What? You mean finding the man with the burn scar? That's not enough to go on. Huh? Burn scar? What do you mean? You don't know? <laughs> Sounds like we've got the advantage. <laughs> Come on, tell me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. That kid voice is like some ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that you just captured used the kid. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, whoa. The kid is Matt's spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I was like, yeah. <laughs> his, his outside is my inside. Uh, so a couple things to talk about here. Yeah. Oh, cross guild. The cross guild. Mm-hmm. The cross goat? guild. Mm-hmm. So now it makes I, sense I... that Buggy's an emperor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to. Also, the pudding bounties on the navy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love. And I love that. Yeah. Um. And I love that kid talks about it like, oh, this is brutal. This is cutthroat. I love this guy's style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just Buggy. Yeah. All characters. <laughs> So I'm sure he, I'm sure he resents don't... being made to respect Buggy in any way. <laughs> mm. So unfortunately, I don't think it'll show up, obviously, on, um, you know, because this is like a podcast, uh-huh. obviously, but I'm just going to pull this up when I can. Uh-huh. Um, if you can see on Discord, if you can see, the second this chapter came out, I made sure, I made sure to do a favor. You started you start <laughs> thinking really Imme- hard, like Kinemon. Immediately, I got oh. this printed. Oh my god. I'm like, awesome. this is, this is Pete. Oh, right? wow, oh, yeah. So you Pete. printed love, off the poster. Oh, I love <laughs> the, I was like, yeah. I love the, I love the Sun Pirates flag. It's a fantastic poster design. Thank yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, as, exactly. as we learned like, later, is... Buggy has the best marketing team. It's professionally done. Has... Yeah. Graphic design is his passion. <laughs> like, I just had a terrible but... thought that Buggy and Morgans could team up and the world would end. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, actually, can I? I really want to bounce off that. Really that would quickly. be a power sure. to pass so, Metal Gear for sure. I think, I think genuinely, no joke, the end game One Piece War, right? When I, well, now that we know we got two, four goaded emperors, you know, I think all four of them are going to make it to Laugh Tale, and Big News Morgans is going to be the person who's, like, televising the final war for the one. <laughs> right. Oh, man. And Buggy will be a drone camera. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be too perfect. Or we just have a hand that, floating around in the sky holding, holding a, a transponder He snail. already did it in Marineford. Yeah. yeah, he did it in Marineford. That was makes it work oh God, so much better. Right. Broadcasting it, too, would also um, uh, reflect what Buena Festa was doing in whichever one that was he was from. Stampede. Stampede. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and we know Festa. the movies are meant to be like sort of trial runs. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Prince. if any of you guys have seen the Strong World movie, but that was a very big Wano trial run. Yeah. I think it's so just interesting. And there's also the possibility, what if Buggy hosts a Davy back fight? Oh, God. That could be crazy. <laughs> no, but like unironically, though. Like, yeah, it would because be great. No, yeah. Oda's very full circle when it comes yeah, to I think, that. I think one of my favorite thing. You go. Fine. It's one of the only ideas that Oda has never circled back to in any way. Yeah. It just yeah. It baffles me. As yeah. much as I personally hate the Davy Back fight arc, the one of my mm-hmm. favorite theories that I see going around for how like th- this series is gonna like kind of uh, escalate is that the all the four emperors are all gonna have like a four way Davy Back fight. Oh my god! Yeah, that'd be amazing. Because not it's especially like especially what if they? It would be a great way to get Luffy and Shanks to fight without it being oh that's like, tragic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, and hear hear me out. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be kind of crazy. So there's a big <clears throat> relatively relatively. Uh, cool thing going on 
where what if, you know, all of them have the info and the knowings on of what the One Piece is going to be, but obviously right here he mentions the man marked by flames. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, what if the info on the man marked by flames is the final thing, the link up to get to them? Maybe. You know, obviously I'm not trying to spoil anything, but <laughs> we still know nothing about that character. <laughs> so what if that's, you know, the possibility? Yeah. Uh, up on the flower capital roof, Yamato makes up his mind uh, <laughs> to go to Luffy and the crew, which is very uh, phrased. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like Oda's mm-hmm. such a way to. Uh, I have obfuscate. I have feelings about how Yamato said these words. <laughs> <laughs> so Oda lies to us. <laughs> yeah, lies. Uh, he says he's going to me. live the Kozuki Odin way. Mm. And go with the pirates to see the world. Yeah, like Kazuki hey, before did. that, before that, what happened? Guys? <laughs> it's that. like you don't know your Wano history. Exactly. Uh, as... your Wano 101 class. I did. I skipped one 101. I remember Kazuki Odin. He loves being in Wano. <laughs> he He's like George talking... Bailey in that way. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, to be fair, in Yamato's point of view. He never got to experience... Oh, that's, that's so sorry. I have to say that again. He <laughs> never got to experience the joy of what Wano is. It's only true. trapped yeah. on uh, Onigashima. Yeah. So why true. would he leave Wano? You know but you know. Yamato has not actually lived on Wano yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fair. We'll get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, as Momo, Yamato, and Kinemon race to reach the Straw Hats before they sail off, a Rakugo performance of the tale of Onigashima begins for the townspeople. <laughs> and this is the I, guy that was that took over for teaching as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I'm very curious. What did you all think of this scene? Because I know many Loved people it. who did not like this at all. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Best part of the why? best part of the volume. One of them, anyway. Best part of the end of one. I, I, I genuinely, part. I think Rakugo is a very cool art form. So Agreed. I, I thought yes. it getting representation here was a, was a really cool move. Is is what is um I know I've heard it before. What remind me what Rakugo is? It's a single person storyteller on a stage performing an entire play themselves, basically, um, where they are narrator kind of, and it, all characters. Uh-huh. There's kind of like a rhythm to the talking, uh-huh. and it weaves in like language puns. I was about to say like yeah this. because there's because um, there's a villain in in. Um, Fours. In Comrade Forze, yeah, who is, a, <laughs> who is like the president of the Rakugo Club, yeah. and is like constantly like doing these bits while destroying it, his enemies. It's, it's said that really good Rakugo mm. performers, like you, you eventually stop seeing the performer. Uh huh. You like start to see the characters, that right? Doing, yeah. yeah. Despite them being mm. a single person on a stage, uh-huh. and that's cool. largely sitting it's, down the entire time. It's a really cool art form, and it's really hard to localize. Yes, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> So there's, al- two- there's also a manga all about it on Shonen Jump. And it's pretty good. And it's yep. really good. I would also recommend the anime movie that's on Hulu, at least in America, Inuo, which means Dog King. It's not a rock ago, but it is all about performance and about Japanese history, so my brain connected on that. Oh. <laughs> um, I will say, whenever a character sings in manga or in written form, I just I, I immediately skip over it. My brain goes, this isn't relevant, and I just completely <laughs> ignore whatever's happening. That's fair. You can't. It's no, unless it's I'm, so whole cake island it's must Scott have been Pilgrim, crazy. which actually did like put musical notation in the fucking page, like borders of yeah. the page. 
Uh, yeah, Yo you ho can't. Ho. Yo ho ho. <laughs> That's actually um really interesting. I never knew that. Um, I will say I don't hate this. I'm just saying I'm neutral on it, and I couldn't. If you quiz me on this, I'd be like, I don't know. They talked about Wano or something. <laughs> uh, Momo remembers all of the time that he spent with Luffy and grows frustrated, saying, "We may not have been the best of friends, but after that long journey, do I really mean nothing to you? Is, You're is a cold this, man, Luffy." Is this the is this the movie where a kid gets a dog and then he has to like give the dog up for adoption? It shows the the, <laughs> the sequence of them meeting and all their time they spent together. <laughs> I thought you were better than this. Don't mistake rudeness for independence. Uh, the three captains prepare to set sail from Tokage Port as the Dragon Shogun arrives. Boy, what a what a I hadn't put that together until now. What a phrase, the Dragon Shogun. Yeah, yeah. And having it be literal like so, that that kind of rules. So, and Momo's kind of cool now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he can very effectively cosplay as being as being cool. Momo is Still he can't fly apparently. He's, Too he's, scary. He, it's a work in progress. Yeah. So, L- look, you don't. You don't just get over your your fear of heights. That's true. But but also, I, also uh, irrelevant to anything. But in these panels, we get to see kids fucking awesome ship again, which is yes. always a, a treat. It's so good. I, I treasure fucking, every moment I get with it. With his fucking T Rex skull for a prow. Yeah, who knows how long it's going to be Punk. before we see uh, kid again? It could yeah. be five hundred <laughs> chapters. It could be two chapters. Who knows? Uh, we're gonna read again. Uh, so, who would like to do Momonosuke Yamato? Kinemon, Luffy, Zoro, Nami, and Usopp. I would love to do Yamato oh, Jesus once. Christ. Okay. <laughs> I'll be Samba. While the Theo give is me, away. Give me whatever's left. Yamato, <laughs> I will play. Jason, you do Usopp. You got it. Uh, I can do Dave, Nami. you're still on Zoro. I got it. Melissa, <laughs> you're Nami. Yeah. It's going to be Kinemon. Yeah, we need Momo and Kinemon. Who's left? <laughs> Uh, who's who's willing to do a, a deep cry live on stream right now? Who's going to do a deep cry? You know? I feel like a, a lo- most of us have done at least one so far. <laughs> I definitely have. I'm ready to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my daily life. This is where I go to escape from the crying, honestly. <laughs> yeah, the end, the point, end of the chapter did almost make me cry. Matt, did you call someone yet? Nope. Which one do you want? Either. Wow. <laughs> Only best Kev, friends. Kev, do you want to do one, or would can, you rather can sit do out? that to each other? I, I might be Kinemon. Okay. Be Kinemon. Yeah. I don't know. The fact no one snatched up the man. Uh, you, go for it. Do you have the Viz version? If I, if I wasn't a regular, so the, yeah. the script might be different. <laughs> no, I do. I see it. Yeah. On the scans. Honestly, I I just feel like I ate so well getting to be getting to be my boy. <laughs> Kid, yeah. <laughs> that I'm, I'm not I'm not particularly hungry for anything specific after this, so uh, I'll just okay. take whatever you want to okay. give. Well, you can do Momo then. Okay. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> hey guys, we came to see you off. Momonosuke, Kinemon. I don't know who's. That's probably Sanji. Sanji. You know, it's Theo speaking from yeah. outside the comic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Theo, how'd you get in there? <laughs> Grr! Luffy! Huh? 
Luffy, what do you think you're doing? We've been with you longer than anyone, and you're going to leave us without a word to a- Oh, sorry, Kinemon. <laughs> funny grammar. Okay. The Shogun is furious with you. Explain yourself, you cretin. You're here now, aren't you? <laughs> Luffy, this is an order from the Shogun. Don't leave me! I'll miss you so much! Please stay with me forever! I don't want to say goodbye! In Kinemon's face. <laughs> <sighs> the Shogun of Wano. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. My Shogun. My Shogun. It was because of all of you that I survived. It was because of all of you that I was able to laugh and smile. You avenged my father and my mother. I cannot thank you enough. I'm too stupid. I don't have the words to express my feelings. But I'm scared of what is, of what is ahead. Please. Please don't go! This is pathetic, man. <laughs> Momo can't help it. He's still just a little boy. Usopp! I got it right here! <laughs> we were waiting to give you that. Ha! Some shogun you are, Momo. You might be better now, but we know who you are inside. You're an idiot and a coward and a weakling. <laughs> but I think of you like a little brother. <laughs> wow, Luffy. <laughs> it's a flag when times are hard just remember our adventures at sea fly this flag over Wano if anyone shows up causing trouble let them see it they'll know that if anyone messes with my crew they're picking a fight with us you'd call me one of you Kinemon, Yamato, Momo if you ever want to be pirates just say the word we'll come right along and pick you up yes but we don't let weaklings on the ship I know watch out for him Yamato I will! Set sail! Keep it together, Shogun. You can do it, Momonosuke. Are we doing the rest? Yeah, okay. Just the end of the page. Kinemon! Yes? Someday, in the future, I will surpass Kazuki Odin. <laughs> and I'll be there to witness it. Me? No! No! <laughs> that oh, no. is so good. <laughs> Mato has been cute the entire time that he's been here, but this is my favorite, the little, like, speech bubble. Me? Pointing. Me? Yeah. It's for me. I, I also <laughs> like that, like, Yamato is the person that Luffy relies on, on this, on this, <laughs> this country. Well, I know you've got this. Keep him honest. Look, yeah, they exactly. share the same brain cells, so right. Luffy yeah. knows... <laughs> I, I also I also didn't notice the first time I read this that when um, Momo is spilling his guts, Frankie is fucking sobbing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> He's losing his Of course mind. he is. I mean, mm -hmm. of course Momo's pretty hard-boiled. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> I love... Uh... Man, I just... I was thinking about this earlier. Like, there's some... Cra so there have been some shows where I feel like this is going to be crazy. Can you imagine what the casting calls... For later One Piece, if the live action makes it to the later things, are going to look like, you know, Kazuki Odin, uh, yeah, ni nineteen feet tall, born to boil, <laughs> eighteen years right, so old. Yeah, interpret in, in this scene. Yeah, in, interpret that. you into oil. In, interpret that that phrase however you want. If you know what it means, you're suited for the role. Need the, <laughs> if you feel it in your heart. Yeah, you are here. Must exude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, Must be the epitome like, of machismo. I, 
<laughs> well, I'm like I was just thinking. You need to look. You need to look submissive and boilable. <laughs> no. Oh dear. Submissive and boilable. That's crazy. Is that our first strong uh, title contender? Sorry, nope. I've been on the internet too long. No. no um. You're a good. I, I was just thinking. We are now casting for Doflamingo. You must exude fuckboy energy. That is, <laughs> that is all you must be. Murderous. You need to be the nasty Just the man. worst piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the uh, the meme going around of the Ryan Gosling. No. Uh, oh no! That's all they need oh, for yeah, Doflamingo. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Uh, it would work and I'm, I'm not I'm here for it. Ryan Gosling's heel I'm, arc. Please. <laughs> I mean, um, never mind. Oh, Barbie, if only there was someone who could Barbenheimer. Give me Ken Flamingo. (laughs) I will take this moment, uh, just real quick, to report in uh, as a translation note um, Uh that Oda's lying less in the Japanese version when Yamato (laughs) says uh, he's going to go to Luffy and his crew. um, Because Japanese has several different particles that denote um, a destination or like what you would use as the word to um and Uh, the one used in that is it's it's not the one that you would use to say like i'm going to the store it's uh it's one that puts it's like moving towards something it's putting the emphasis taking emphasis off of the destination Hmm. um and putting it more on like the traveling the, the path yeah like oh I'm, so, I'm, so it's so it's kind of like i'm going to walk the path that kozuki odin did no i'm talking about for for when he says he's gonna go like, to go luffy to and his crew. Luffy and the crew yeah i assume i assume a better word would have just been i'll go see right <laughs> yeah because yeah. like you're not gonna be with them you're just gonna talk i to think them, i think this is just like, oh, i guess I'll this see is him. just one of those instances where uh Stephen paul uh, he he doesn't he doesn't have future knowledge, so he just kind of had to right. Uh huh. Yeah, that's fair. Guess that's fair. to the best of his ability. Oda also lied to the official translator. <laughs> yeah, Stephen yeah. yeah. Stephen wanted you know Stephen wanted Yamato on the cover. Like any sane person, Relata- would. relatable. Well, yeah. and <laughs> to be fair, Correct. I do Correct think base. I do think that up until very recently, Yamato wanted to go with them and said it several times. I think that yeah. the scene we saw last volume that I pointed out where. Yamato mm-hmm. kind of had like the exclamation mark appear above his head. That was him realizing, "Oh, I gotta protect this idiot. He's still yeah. eating yeah. inside." I and I can I can <laughs> easily see it being like because like you know as far as Kazuki Odin goes, what he says is true. This if you want to to truly relive the life of Odin, this is what you got to do. It is also a convenient excuse for him to yes. stay <laughs> and protect his country. It's and also it's and and. Luffy says, if you ever want to be pirates, just say the word, and we'll come right along and pick you up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we we know they're probably going to have to come back here at some point, because there's a fucking ancient weapon here. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> there's, there is there's one of those yeah. here yet. I, I don't so we're going to come, we're gonna come back to that. Don't you worry. <laughs> it also, I mean, it makes sense for, unfortunately, I say that because I wanted him to be on the crew, but it makes sense for Yamato to stay... To keep it safe because his devil fruit right. 
is this like is the guardian that, uh, spirit Okami Wano. fruit? Yeah, the guardian yeah. Wano. Exactly. I was gonna say the second they confirmed that was Yamato's fruit, I was like sold. Yamato's yep. not joining. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was yeah. like, that's like, that. it might sound it might sound pessimistic, but I was up when they revealed that. I was pretty. Turns up. out, I was just like, yes, Yam- Yamato's still Momo. changed, but just now <laughs> by the story. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool and yeah. he likes it. Changed yeah. by the plot. Oh I will um, send out a shout out to YouTuber, I think it's FreeAZ. Um, his point is that we actually have like four different characters who all seem like they were going to join Luffy's crew. You have Tama and uh, Momosoke mm. and um, Yamato. And so I think his point is that they'll all eventually join in the portal scene like Tyler was talking about. There's not going to yeah. be immediate crew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's gonna That's be cool. a, there's it's, gonna be a grand fleet right. at some point. Yeah, I, I I completely agree, and that's why I'm I'm fine personally with like with only the... Jinbei joining because Jinbei is long deserved yeah. Yeah. Uh, to join the crew, mm-hmm. obviously. And I think if we do get another one, it's probably gonna be Vivi. Uh, who, but if not Vivi, I don't think we need anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And she's already a straw hat, along with, uh, you know, the goat that is Karu. Karu <laughs> needs to join the, the most world. important character. What do not Karu talk about Karu again this week. <laughs> we can't do it again. Oh, hey, God. I'm just saying, Karu had the X. That one's not your fault. Karu had the X. Don't worry, that one's not your fault. We can't talk about Karu two weeks in a row on Wano. Who doesn't like Karu? Who doesn't like Karu? That's not the point. We'll explain. Exactly. We'll, exactly. He's, we'll explain later. Karu is a good marketable plushie. You know? <laughs> like a good marketable plushie. Uh, Nami navigates her crew to Hakumai. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can leave this nation. <laughs> and move closer to Karu. <laughs> True. Wait, wait. Hakumai or Hakurumai? <laughs> you said Nami was getting the Karu together? Oh my god. The Karu? Yo, Yamato is not joining the Karoo? That's crazy. Well, that really at this got... point, this is an official mutiny. I hope you know that. <laughs> it's, Joel, it's long overdue. <laughs> they are, uh, Nami would like to travel via the formal port, but Kid goads Luffy and Law into sailing directly off of the waterfall. <laughs> so we... safe and secure. Yeah, and we need we to talk. The... We need to talk about kid's fucking face when he does this <laughs> he looks so evil yeah. like i i love the detail in their eyes yeah like, i posted it it's just I posted it's it so in amazing this man wakes up and chooses one. absolutely yes. I, and I then kid had an idea a wonderful <laughs> idea kid had a wonderful awful idea awful idea <laughs> i will say to uh no hang on i had a moment uh, we have the opposite of Jesus take the wheel with give me the wheel, Jimbe. Luffy, no! <laughs> Satan, give me the wheel. Luffy, please stop <laughs> no. taking the wheel. I like that also how clearly this demonstrates that, like, Law thinks he's above it all and he's not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can be manipulated every bit as easily as anyone else. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, <laughs> as all three ships hurtle off of the waterfall back to the Grand Line below, the Rakugo performance reaches its climax. The storyteller recites, With a great bellow of thunder, Onigashima and Kaido the Dragon King plummeted to the earth. At last, the storm clouds that covered Wano for over 20 years began to clear away. But then, with the chants and festivities of the flower capital in the background, hard as it may be to believe, there stood Orochi, burning and baleful, and he said, 
The wrath of the Kurozumi clan will curse this country unto its last generation. But the fair princess had witnessed 20 years of Wano's suffering. Her gaze was unwavering. Be careful, princess, said Denjiro. But she pushed the samurai's arm aside. And then our princess Hiori stood her ground and delivered her verdict unto the burning Orochi. In her hand, the fan bearing the Kozuki seal. On her lips, the memories of twenty years. Thinking of father, mother, brother, and country, she spoke. Say it with me, everyone. Kurozumi was born to burn. Yeah. 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 And I love that the I love okay. that the audience is literally doing like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. So this, this I, it's not everything, but this goes a long way to make up for her other really big moment getting, you know, being in the same. Oh no, this is everything. Being in the same volume <laughs> so, with Mika. She <laughs> may as well just have killed Orochi right yeah. there. She fucking put out a fan and went. Thwart, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone remember what Kurozumi means? Black coal. Oh. Black charcoal, right? Yeah. Oda, yes. you're just brilliant. The way that I mean, obviously they're <laughs> they're showing you Odin right here, but the parallel between was born to boil, born to burn. Yeah. Oh yeah. As so... soon as they hit that that parallel, I just fucking cheered. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm very curious um, about this as well, because I remember the week this chapter came out. And people were very not happy. Very, very not what? happy. Because they what? were just like, Hiori, you are racist. That was basically Wait, the what? epitome of what uh, there, there is a bit of me instead of, that, that, yeah, I, I kind of get what that's coming Because instead of just Orochi, right. it's Kurozumi. Yeah. It's the it, whole clan like it's, that it was It could be interpreted as continuing the cycle she's, of violence. She is a exactly. little bit perpetuating oh, the exactly. cycle. Especially, I, I, it's especially I, sour... Now that I know that that Tama is a Tama is a Kurozumi, and it's like, oh, exactly. I don't I know. Think, I considering but, some considering what Oda says in one of the SBSs for this week. I think that might be intentional, but yeah, like there's c- considering because it she's ob- you know she's evoking Odin's famous line, right. but o- but course. Odin didn't yeah. say yeah. Kozuki was born to boil. Right, because his name is Odin. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. She's doing it off of the pun of whatever name fits, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, right. but the pun... Oh, I see. Oh, that's why she says is, that. ...is okay. the family name and not the name. Oh, right. okay. So I think I think this is fascinating. Yeah. Um, so at this point in the story, we have not gotten a... And I assume this is going to happen, a Wano cover story. Mm. I think that has definitely happened. And maybe this will be something that's covered in it. Maybe Tama learns about uh, her lineage... Maybe what I think it would be amazing, because obviously Momo and Tama, they're, you know, they're tight. I'm hoping maybe <laughs> there's some sort of, dis- not discussion, but like, I think that's what the cover story could talk about uh, very, very easily. If it's not like Yamato's adventures through Wano, <laughs> you know, which was very obviously could yeah, be Yeah, equally likely. <laughs> yeah, but I-, I definitely think this will be brought up again. <laughs> And I remember a lot of, like, I can't even express, a lot of people were very unhappy with this. That's, like, a lot of people. That's interesting. Like, that's not, the, the, what exactly the demographics and priorities are in the One Piece fandom, just, just that I hear through this, like, continue to surprise me. Like, I I, I would not expect people to care about this. I don't think they're wrong for caring about it, but I'm just a little surprised. 
And it doesn't happen as much with One Piece. Maybe it does. I'm not on Twitter anymore. But I know that in My Hero Academia, there were, like, some people who were, like, violently upset over the smallest thing. Like, oh my god, I can't believe that Midoriya said that he wants to save someone. It should be he needs to save... Like, really small, small <laughs> things like that. And so, like... I mean... I feel like that's... I feel like that's dismissing the point of the argument, though. Like, you're saying one word difference, but this one no, word it's, difference this is, is this so is much fair. more than just... Like, this is not... Like, I think ra- it, I don't know if like racist is a stupid word for it, but I understand what they're talking. No, of course, because people are dumb. Yeah, but I un- <laughs> but I understand what people are talking about right. if they take issue with. This. Yeah, they're saying like it's continuing the cycle, but the main thing uh, is uh, that goes against that is like Wano was never about like ending a cycle of hatred. That was never the point of Wano, right? But this just makes it intriguing. Like, oh, it seems like this could instill one. Well, like I, so it's well, like, oh, this is going to lead to the plot of the Wano cover well, story well, like or whatever. I, well, yeah, in the SBS, um, somebody you know calls out, you know, Kurizumi was on Tama's parents' gravestones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Oda is like, as always, Oda is like, holy crap, great job noticing that. <laughs> um, and he says, mm-hmm. Otama's real name is Kurizumi Tama. Should we and. The, as someone said earlier, the translation that we're reading for this SBS is quite bad. So sure, I'd, it's the fan translation. Yeah, but I so I don't know, or I don't know exactly, you know how to take take all this with that in mind with that great assault. But he says Otama's real name is Kurazumi Tama. Should we hate her then? In the last scene, Hiora clearly said Kurazumi were born to burn. Um, if you look at her story, you will understand that Hiori meant only Orochi. But how will people? Yeah, but how will people react if they found out that Tama was from the Kurazumi family? Mm-hmm. Please imagine it. This has always been a big social problem. Like that. So, exactly. So, like, See, even Oda. Gets that, it. Yeah. Like, even, that, even, like that hatred. I mean, towards... he's a descendant of Oda Nobunaga. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Oh my god. The, that hatred I... towards the Kurazumi name is what led to Orochi in the first place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the cycle of hatred. It'll keep going and going yeah. if there's more. Violent inst- violence instilled into the culture of wherever you live. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to make this especially interesting because we know Momo as the shogun is not going to like it if Tama is pointlessly yeah. murdered. Like by some people crazy are person. people are are affected by their experiences. Um, exactly, and and the, yeah. and the point Oda is trying to make is that like you know you don't have to read it as like you know Hiori herself is is prejudiced or whatever. That's not how she meant of it. Of course. But it is still interesting and no It could be interpreted a different way by some crazy yeah. person in Wano. Yeah, like Oda, Oda is, I think he's explicitly... Or some crazy person on Reddit. <laughs> well, but, but, but Oda is specifically calling attention to that, is my point. Mm-hmm. It's also really yeah. interesting yeah. to me that Sukiyaki, who was unknowingly the catalyst for the entire thing yeah. by being born, uh, is also unknowingly ending it by raising Tama. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. We, pa- we, so, we yeah, passed over that, I've, but... Um, I'm, I'm... There's two important like aspects of this I would want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't think this is a perpetuation of violence, an anti anti class, anti clan kind of a thing from from Hiori for two reasons. Number one, she's doing the pun. She's doing right, the bit yeah. because she's referring to <laughs> sure. Kurizumi as black charcoal, yeah. born to burn, born to boil. It's 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 like poetry, right? <laughs> Number two, uh, don't say that. This <laughs> Don't say that schlock. <laughs> Don't say that Lucas schlock, bro. Don't say that. Look, listen, you may have gone too far in a few places. Number two. <laughs> these are not Hiori's words. These are Hiori's words as quoted in a Rakugo play. Yeah, exactly. That is an interesting point. That's true. Yeah. 
which actually is all about um, like overemphasizing. It's dramatic. Yeah. It's meant to be over the top, and specifically overemphasizing puns. Right? Yeah. She may not have even said that. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Well, yeah, it's, that's we know she gets her let the meat we, cake. We moment. saw the scene. Where oh, that's where true. Oh, I, I thought. Oh, I thought the idea was that it was like showing us a part of it that we didn't see. Right, but this, this is the continuation. But of the no, scene. that's like you're probably right. This probably is not literally what happened. I don't. I don't <laughs> think it is. Yeah. Yeah, the only point I was trying to make was that I understand why people might get upset, but I think if people were saying that Hiyori did a bad thing, I was like, you, you're obviously not reading the same manga that I am. But I do understand <laughs> yeah, that like if that's, other people that's... heard the words and use it to do bad things, I could understand that as well. Jesus fucking Christ, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can I help you? We're not going to talk about it. No. <laughs> I'm thinking on bad. You should put. You should change it to say quack. I'm thinking on God quack. fucking damn it. <laughs> I Tyler's, am saying Tyler's absolutely gonna cut this. Yeah. yeah, and he should. And he should. Oh, do you think so, Matt? <laughs> is, is the reason so. you guys like? Is the reason you like uh, kids so much? Is that like? His, his relationship with Law is just like your relationship with your best friend, Tyler. <laughs> I'm thinking that when the podcast comes out, Tyler's just going to say, any talk you heard about Karu is not true. Karu does not exist. <laughs> Didn't happen. Karu's like uh, Wyoming. Podcast right. listeners. Right. Exactly like You Wyoming. did not hear this. This, this, this episode is going to come out and it's going to be my track only and it's just going to say we read volume 105 and it was good hey all I'm going to say is the, pod, the podcast listeners never being able to hear it is very very strangely uh, perfect timing volume. Mm. volume 105 never existed exactly, exactly. Uh, the narrator takes over from here reading this has been the saga of the mighty samurai, regaining their lost glory to shine as before. That's all the time we have today. While our ways might part for now, may our paths cross again, someday, somewhere. And <laughs> then we get, finally, the end. The ba end. Ba-bang, indeed. The curtain <laughs> closes <laughs> on Act 3 of Wano. I'm shocked no one did the... Yo during the uh, <laughs> Yo shock one did Oh it it'll, yeah. it'll be in the anime you know it <laughs> Oh of course of course mm -hmm. I I love this ending part so yeah. much Momo just smiling where shall we fly this flag it's so just like <laughs> yeah. it's so powerful uh -huh. it's so powerful. here comes the future <laughs> What do you guys think of a of a arc with axe oh, I'm I'm the wrong person very to very ask good. <laughs> yeah, I read Homestuck. It, 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 this is I'm in the yeah, Act Act Five, Act Six, Intermission Three. <laughs> what do you oh, think about bro. an arc whose Act Three is longer than Acts One and Two? Oh, is it really? Where's yes. Act Four though? Where's Act Four? Though? It's gonna happen one day. <laughs> that, that'll be, that'll be the cover story. Where's Post One? <laughs> what was it called again? Was it called Intermission with the Felt? I forgot. Yep, the Intermission. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. We need that. Absolutely. That, 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 was, the, loves, that was the Odin flashback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Oda loves mobsters, so. Personally, I don't quite understand why he broke it up into three acts. Like, I get that a lot of people were talking about it being that one type of theater. I'm not interested. Uh -huh. Like, okay, yeah. fine. If he was doing that, that's fine. But the way that it was presented, it not being part of Kabuki Theater, whatever it is, the fact that he just randomly had acts, I don't think it added anything to me personally. 
the whole the whole like performance is such yeah. a huge motif. Yeah, the, the thing whole ended with a performance. Conjuro being a Kabuki performer. Every, the ideas of masks being a huge part the, with Kiku per, and Yamato. Performers, like, I definitely yeah. think it was great. Performers I think are it's, the entire motif of the Beast Pirates, the main antagonist. I think it's, exactly. <sighs> the arc. It's strong thematically, but I do think it's extremely lopsided. Like it, it feels yeah. like he forgot he was doing that with Act Three, <laughs> or like in the middle. Because it's so long. In the middle of Roof Piece, there was nowhere to put another act. Uh, right, exactly. Break, yeah. Yeah, I, don't I mean, disagree. Luffy dying would be a great place to end it, an act. It really, yeah, honestly, it really would have yeah. made sort. It would have made way more sense for me if he would have made the Odin slash Roger flashback at its own act. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because mm. that's I where think, Act Three begins. Right. Lest I think we forget. What would have been, <laughs> been kind of neat. Because um, obviously this is the reveal of Gear Five, and uh-huh. it's a five-act structure thing. Right. That been oh my god! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, the the play structure—it's really novel. It's really neat. It's very—it's definitely you could tell that was what he wanted to play with from the get-go. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was that was the beginning of the thesis statement. And I think uh, what makes it really interesting is that uh, Whole Cake Island did something very similar with a musical. Mm-hmm. True. And this yeah. was a kabuki play. I think it's pretty interesting. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to get to the shit that's actually, going on. Actually, it is really interesting because Dress Rosa was like a puppet show <laughs> and Whole Cake Island was like a musical. And that is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, out at sea, we are formally introduced to the Emperor of the Sea, Monkey D. Luffy. Who is in a uh, cage. They have a little cage been, on there. <laughs> he has been beaten to a pulp and is hanging in a cage, being chewed out by Nami for being so reckless. <laughs> and Jimbei just thinks the whole thing is funny. Yeah, yeah. Jimbei tries to smooth things over, and everyone warns him to just stay the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nami has Conqueror's Hockey confirmed. Like, it shows the lightning and everything. Uh-huh. There we go. Mm-hmm. A news coup arrives with the latest edition, including everyone's new bounty numbers. Uh, Chopper has finally hit four digits. Oh my god. <laughs> increase to 1,000 berries. He got there. Woo! The level up. Chopper the, the cotton candy up. lover. <laughs> Cat burglar Nami is now uh, 366 million. <laughs> I love that she wants to try to collect on her own bounty. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see that. I would like to see her try to run that scam. <laughs> you get Bon Clay to clone you, and then yeah. you plan to break him out after you've gotten the money. Yeah, and then he joins the crew. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect plan. <clears throat> Soul King Brook is set at 383 million. Cyborg Frankie, 394 million. <laughs> uh, though his picture has changed to the sunny. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck? Where am I? <laughs> God Usopp is 500 million. No more. Demon. Stop the count. <laughs> Remember last week when I said that Oda kind of got away from the bulging eyeball, eyeball gag? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's back. You should know that. You should know I that. honestly wonder, now that Luffy's power is awakened, if more people around him are in-universe having comical expressions. Like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we have it confirmed one way or the other. That's an interesting point, honestly. Demon Child Nico Robin is 930 million. Blackleg Sanji has fallen to the fourth place slot <laughs> at 1,032,000,000. He is utterly destroyed by this. <laughs> because now we have First Son of the Sea Jimbei at 1.1,000,000. Still at number two is Pirate Hunter Zoro, 1,111,000,000. And of course, Emperor of the Sea Monkey D. Luffy at 3,000,000,000. I'm sorry. Please get me out. <laughs> 
I'm hungry. <laughs> Brooke is, is very happy to have his bounty go up also. I think you gotta remember that he has been a pirate for a long time. Like, he's totally on board with all this stuff. This might be the single greatest way you could introduce Luffy as a character to somebody, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> Three Emperor of the Sea, Straw Hat Luffy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like the finger he's doing the finger uh -huh. poke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally Sanji please make me some food <laughs> oh my gosh so this is a thought that I have never had after having read the chapter like three times but we see Luffy being like beat the crap out of by his own crew and then we immediately switch to Buggy who was yeah. also having had the crap beaten out of him Yeah, it's because Luffy and Buggy are the two main characters <laughs> two sides they are, yeah, they're like, foils they are exactly. like they literally have to be <laughs> so now that we're on this uh -huh. uh, this page right here of these uh -huh. three absolute legends of the One Piece world uh -huh. I, I, I want to say this and uh -huh. I am certain uh, that some of you guys might find this interesting, I'm certain. <laughs> so, Luffy made the Cross Guild. Yeah. <laughs> Without Luffy, none of these people would be who they are or where they are right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's mm -hmm. impossible. He put them it's in impossible. the room together. You, like, you thought Law had the re-room? <laughs> he he re-upped re all of them. He re-upped all of them, and now they're better than ever, thanks to Luffy. Yeah, and it's just—it's amazing Ca to see. Cause and effect wise, this is this is this is how it happened. This is what reverberated down. Yeah. We're gonna read Buggy, Crocodile, <laughs> Mihawk, uh, Brand New, and uh, Miscellaneous, but we'll need two people to go back and forth on Miscellaneous. Yes, Brand New. Yeah, that's who I care about. Not somebody. <laughs> yeah, Gaudi man himself. Wait, no one's gonna read Galdino. <laughs> He counts as miscellaneous now. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Yeah. That man shaved Ace's life. Hey, all I'm going to say, he's a Yonko commander. Oh, you got to take him seriously. You got to take him seriously. I heard he even went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Magellan. I cannot, and I will not. Oh, man. I heard that, too. That's kind of crazy. All right, so give us the list again, Tyler. Uh, Buggy, Crocodile, Mihawk, Brand New, and then two miscellaneous. Uh, I can I can rep Crocodile, since Cat's not nice. here. Okay. I think I've done Mihawk before. That'll be fun. Okay. Riding high after the live action I can, trailer. I can be a clown. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but which character do you want to play? <laughs> <laughs> that was obvious, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to go for it if you didn't. Okay, alright. Uh, takers for brand new and the miscellaneous. Oh, I want to be a miscellaneous. Okay. Miscellaneous. <laughs> uh, Melissa, will you do the other miscellaneous then? Uh, sure. Is it like the? You'll just take turns. We'll just okay, okay, gotcha. Like back and forth. Whoever yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. read the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can do brand new if no one else wants to. Yeah. Did you see him? I sure did. Can't believe I just saw the real thing. That was the world's strongest swordsman. Yikes! When they announced the seven warlords were no more. And all those battleships surrounded us. I thought we were goners. But I should have had more faith in Chairman Buggy. Just look at him now. <laughs> wait, wait. Have mercy. Please, just spare my miserable life. I'll do anything. I'll lick the mud from your boots. <laughs> the entire idea for the Cross Guild organization came from me and Hawkeyes. How did you get labeled the boss, Buggy? 
I don't know what to say other than I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe better luck next time? <laughs> You're the first man to rise to the rank of emperor by saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> and by my blade, you'll be the last. Only death can the word humiliation doesn't even begin to describe this feeling. Please don't kill them. That's not an option. <laughs> Yo, I, ha- I have to interject real quick. Yo, Mihawk sounds like binging with Babish right now. <laughs> I-, I love it. I love like, I don't know why. It just- it's really hard. Hi, welcome to Maiming with Mihawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mihawk's <laughs> podcast. Hey, Kev, do you want to rep Galdino real quick? Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. He is a Yonko commander, after all. <laughs> he is. He is a Yonko commander. <laughs> May I just say, boss, that it is so delightful to be in your service once again. Galdino! Are you stabbing me in the back after all this time? I was never working for you at any point, buggy! <laughs> Poor chairman, R.I.P. What do we do now? We follow Crocodile. It's a cold world out there. There go the privileges of being a warlord, eh, Hawkeyes? What do you want, Crocodile? God, they even have each other's cell phone numbers. Me, Hawk, Toffee, and Crocodile, the OT3, really. <laughs> I wish Theo was here. I feel like he'd really appreciate this. Yes. <laughs> the Navy has this island surrounded at the moment. I need to pick up and base bombs. Then come over to my side. It's not a big deal. With our name value combined, the Navy will have to set up, sit up and take notice. You were known as the Naval Hunter once upon a time. In terms of distrust for others, we have at least one thing in common already. Captain Buggy, turn around and fight. Are you afraid of the Navy? Leave me alone. I'm trying to make my skedaddling plans. <laughs> All the battleships around the island... They're under attack! They're sinking, left and right! Really? What hero is doing this? It's Crocodile! So the rumors were true. Crocodile is Chairman Buggy's henchman. And now he's come to rescue us in our hour of need. Oh, thanks to you, Chairman Buggy! (laughs) Oh, so it's Crocodile. <laughs> um, Tala, can you? This is uh, I'll do internal. <laughs> yeah, I'll do two tracks of, uh-huh. of this, and then also an ah. <laughs> the screaming yeah. internally. Please, oh, <laughs> two tracks. Do a quiet awesome. like. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's come to collect all the money I owe him. What will I do? I don't have that kind of cash. This is even worse for me than the navy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you well enough to assume you try to fly the coop. How did he know? Because he's a croc or a cockroach. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, l- listen, Buggy's delivery might seem wildly profitable, uh, b- but the overhead—I have so many mouths to feed, and and our the giants, who are our biggest earners, just left. If you can't pay up, I can always sell you into slavery. Whoa, 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 let's not be nasty, come on. We escaped in Piltown together, remember? Crocky baby! <laughs> call me that one more time and I'll kill you! <laughs> and if you can't pay back the money I was lo- nice enough to lend you after that, you need to make it up to me. I'm starting up a new company and I need funds. 
Hey, I know, I know. Uh, let me help you out with your business, believe it or not. I'm a former warlord. And I'll be your errand boy! I'll work off my debt. You gotta give your company a flashy public debut, right? I got all kinds of guys working for me. Advertising, design, printing, distribution, we do it all! Use our services all you want for free! And your genius idea for a flyer was this? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Mighty lofty <laughs> spot you're occupying there, boss. No, you don't understand. That's not what I intended. How's he holding that? <laughs> With his hook. He's, he's stabbed it's a prehensile hook. He's stabbed, yeah. no, I, think, I yeah. think he just stabbed it on the end of his hook. Yeah. Stabbed yeah. the top of it. What did you intend, if not lies and fraud? <laughs> it wasn't on purpose, I swear. It's my employees. They simply worship me. It took me by surprise as much as you. Hey, uh, what's the deal with that poster? I put you in the cooler spot, Chairman. <laughs> what? We already distributed it to every market across the world. What? <laughs> Navy HQ. Yeah, over at Navy HQ. <laughs> also, I just want to say real quick, in the Japanese, Crackle Baby, Cracky Baby is... Kudo-chan. <laughs> I actually, I actually really wanted to bring that up as well because you, you got. I feel like you guys already know the the greatness that is, you know, the crocodile trans theory. Yes. Uh -huh. Croc crocodile mm -hmm. trans. Mm -hmm. Which to be now, let's let's be clear. Um, trans crocodile and croco mom are two separate theories. Oh That's yeah, croco mom ain't yeah, it. But croco mom ain't it. But crocodile <laughs> trans is it. Yeah, so. like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. So you know, more fuel to the fire. <laughs> We need that. This buggy figure was the ringleader of the Impel Down Mass Breakout, and he started off on the King of the Pirates crew. He once stood shoulder to shoulder with the Emperor Redhair. He commands so much respect that even Crocodile rushed to his aid at Empty Bluffs <laughs> Island. We've intercepted signals that confirm Crocodile and Mihawk are involved. The Navy hunters already have funding from many criminal groups. In the world's current state of insurrection, this cross-guild will prove to be a major, major threat to us. What are their bounties? <laughs> <laughs> it's like all us One Piece fans begging, itching. What are their bounties? Former Warlord of the Sea, Sir Crocodile. Based on his Logia powers, intelligence, and leadership, 1.965 billion berries. Damn. Hawkeye's Mihawk, former warlord of the sea, with greater sword skill than even Red Hair the Emperor. As the strongest swordsman in the world, he is worth 3.59 billion berries. Buggy the Genius Jester. On top of his prior feats, he has the power to command these other two men. 3.189 billion berries. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they got a really good picture. Deserved. All deserved. Absolutely. <laughs> Strongly disagree, Along but whatever. <laughs> Alongside they took Straw that Hat picture Luffy. of him right as he was coming out of the Spencer's gifts. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I like this because it's uh, reminiscent of Luffy's first poster. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. oh see, though. that's interesting because I was going to point out that it's just like big moms with the tongue out. That's, that's, that's true as well. Doing. Another emperor. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Alongside Straw Hat Luffy, he is now an emperor of the sea, a figure who poses a clear and present danger to the world government. And look at you now. Emperor of the sea, huh? Thank your hot stuff, don't you, clown? Because... I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Let me start licking those boots. 
Shut up. Is this a king thing for you? <laughs> a lot of people sobbing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but depending on how you think about it, it may not be the worst idea to have him take the spotlight. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an emperor. I'd prefer a quieter life. Are you serious? Let him take the brunt of the attention. And if he becomes inconvenient, we can get rid of him at any time. That's a good point. <laughs> Love Crocodile's face there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he looks so menacing. When you start talking money to Ch Crocodile, he starts listening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, you swabs. In order to adapt to the new coming era, I have established the Cross Guild. Here's a look at our chief officers. Wow! wow. Crocodile. <laughs> the last track. Yeah. <laughs> look, Chairman Buggy's crying. Where is my life taking <laughs> me? too. It's the best day of my life. Master Mihawk. <laughs> Now it's time for some Mihawk fan service. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. Eating good what in the a, neighborhood. What a fucking thing that just happened. <laughs> oh my god. What a comedy of fucking errors. Truly, truly one of the greatest, greatest moments. <laughs> I the love this. This is one of the moments of I all think time. one of my yeah. favorite details definitely, about definitely. this is the fact that Crocodile showing up to keep Buggy from running away was a major part of what made him an emperor. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> he can't stop winning, unfortunately. <laughs> and yeah, his people worship he him. He would be off he would be hey. he would be much better off if he could stop winning. Yeah. I don't Buggy, don't think that one slip don't think that one slipped past me, Tyler. <laughs> Buggy's character description is a comedy of errors. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just an interesting so verb true. that they chose, Dave. Indeed. Wait, what? They, that his people worship him. Oh. Like the, a god. Like a god. The, um, like god a sun god. The difference between Mihawk's bounty and crocodiles is pretty intense. Yeah. I get the yeah. I get the impression, honestly, that like there is probably a lot of bad shit crocodiles done that the Navy does not know about. Indeed. Because he is like that was his whole thing. Like so, It's a hell of a fucking jump from his yeah. last one though. Indeed. Yeah. He broke well, out and fell down. A bit, huh? And he was, it was introduced that he was apparently the old naval hunter. So I'm sure that, like, he's, like, he's a boogeyman among the Marines, whereas I don't know what Crocodile got up to before he got the war. Right, yeah. Because, again, the bounty, he... the bounty is who they think poses the most of a threat. Yeah. Exactly. And Crocodile, he wasn't really a threat to them unless they were, you know, they had, he had some, they had something to lose, you know, face over. Right. Crocodile was more so after Whitebeard. Yeah, the world government at the time, and then he was like, "All right, well, I'm going to do my own thing anyway." So, I definitely think Crocodile's priorities don't lie in yeah. taking down the world government in, in, by any in means. doing. I mean, if that... anything, um, what's it called? If anything, you know, he would be better if the world government was still around because he would be a king. Yeah, um, and he's a, a right. Yeah, that's true. And 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 just you know, he's a businessman. Like he's a he's a mobster. <laughs> like. He is happier yeah. if there is a nice, stable society that he can, you know, <laughs> exploit. exploit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dave, have you heard Tom Carty's I'm a Businessman song? No. 
Okay, you should look it up immediately, but it's a really dumb song about a businessman who's actually secretly an undercover cop, and it's just, I think you <laughs> oh, stumbled so on the greatness here with Crocodile being, I'm a businessman with a business plan. Anyways. I'm a businessman with a business plan. I'm gonna make you money in business land. I'm a cool guy talking about GameStop. I'm definitely not a cop. I see. <laughs> I will look it up. Listen, I've only heard the hardy classic Have You Checked Your Butthole. That one's another great one. <laughs> Which so... warlord does that apply to? <laughs> oh, no, that, Moria. that applies to Moria. Oh. Moria, yeah. No, it applies to Kinnamon because so... he knows how to breathe through his butt. <laughs> I guess that's true. Ah, true. And talk. Yeah. Through his butt. I, so I, I, I hate that everyone, like, agreed to that so easily. <laughs> yeah. I hate that that's Because what you stated the fact. What is, what's wrong? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring up something, uh, an interesting theory mm -hmm. uh, that I am personally a huge fan of. Now that we know the Cross Guild and everything, uh -huh. right? So I don't know if you all remember, but when Roger had his execution, we saw a row of characters in a panel together, mm -hmm. a whole a whole slew of characters, all at the execution, all at the same time, and three of them are now in an organization together to take on the world. It's and true. There's two other characters in that row. Gecko Moria and Don Quixote, Do Flamingo. And obviously all five of them are warlords of the sea who have now fallen from grace. So, what do you all think of the idea of Gecko Moria and Do Flamingo getting into the mix of this cross guild as well? I have always so assumed... So bold of you to assume that Gecko Moria is not six feet under. <laughs> it's, we haven't it's, seen I mean, him. Jay, it's one piece. <laughs> it's one piece. I mean, yeah. Absalom died. Hey, they did it. He's a bum. So they can do it to anybody. So I have always... Maybe this is just because Kat and I love Doflamingo as a character, but uh -huh. I have always <laughs> assumed that his goal of destroying the government or getting his would ultimately align with whatever Luffy's anarchist uh, mm -hmm. tendencies become at the end of the arc. So, like, that's, I don't think he'll be friendly to Luffy, but I think he will be an mm -hmm. ally to Luffy. That's a very interesting point, yeah. I definitely approve just because I want to see more of Doffy and Crocky being catty <laughs> at each other. Being boyfriends! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I feel like, mm -hmm. like, Doffy and, uh, will absolutely scare the shit out of Buggy. <laughs> uh -huh. more, more so than the two that are already there yeah. he, scares, he, he scares the shit out of me yeah that is actually <laughs> that is a big problem because unlike Crocodile and Mihawk, Doflamingo loves that spotlight uh -huh. yeah that's true mm -hmm. and um the, yeah that's a really really interesting point it'll be very very interesting to see in the when the final you know events kick into place like other people coming out of the woodwork who also want to tear down the status quo but like not for good reasons and them yeah. being present so, along with 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 the straw hats that's very very cool as an idea i could i could see it happening but part of me also hopes that he just stays an impel down because at mm. some point we have to be done with these people or this manga will never end <laughs> well yeah. the thing is you really think there's going to be a final war and doflamingo won't be involved like that's the thing like i think it'll no be funnier if he just gets to that. read about it in the paper <laughs> like fucking he shows up uh, one day late after the well, I mean, battle is over i mean dofi oh is dofi is unquestionably the hisoka of one piece 
<laughs> and so if he oh, just definitely. missed this huge thing because he just wasn't there because he just forgot to read the paper <laughs> that day. In prison. The yeah. narrator's been Dolphy yeah, the whole time. Oh. <laughs> so That's okay. the, the main um, right the main reason I th- find this idea interesting is because I personally think Buggy is a great parallel to Rocks right now. I definitely think. You know, with the chaotic crew mm-hmm. that doesn't like each other or respect <laughs> each other at all. Is this your first uh-huh. time Buggy wanting with to Crocs? be such a interesting huh? thought? Yeah, that's what that's what. Yeah, and Crocodile obviously wants to be king, you know, and you know, which is just like what Rox wanted to do. And there's always the idea that Rox was Luffy's first and possibly greatest rival, just like Buggy. That's all I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say. I think I think the idea is very interesting. The parallels Technically, are there. Uh, Luffy's first uh, uh, rival was actually Alvida, but she's in Cross Guild, so it, it all works out anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, she is. I forgot about that. Uh, in the Kamabaka Queendom, Dragon interrogates Kuma about what he's seen in Mary Joie. Uh, there is suddenly a call on the transponder snail, and the voice on the other line is Sabo. <gasps> Sabo. Sabo. You got Sabo. some splaining and, to yeah, but- do. <laughs> All I'm gonna say, you know, koalas on screen. That's a W. <laughs> koalas. You hear no complaints here. <laughs> I, I just had a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. So the last time uh-huh. we saw Kuma, he was with the Celestial Dragons. He was like their ultimate slave or whatever the fuck, right? Uh-huh. So unkillable. Also, unkillable. Right. And as far as we he's... know, that was Kuma. That was Kuma. Yeah, right, it, but just hang on a second. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. So he's a he's Let completely cyborg right now, and he can only listen to commands. So it's interesting that Dragon can command him to tell him what happened, unless Dragon is secretly a celestial dragon, which I know is a popular theory. Um, uh, but I, huh. it would be interesting if he's still in the database and still has that. If he if he was like zero authority. If he was like specifically programmed to respond to celestial dragons. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He just has a list of them. They never got rid of his ID chip. <laughs> yeah. Look, Texas kept sending me voter ID cards for like 10 years after. <laughs> <I left. laughs> uh, another thing, uh, another possibility, um, if I remember right, he said um, Vegapunk programmed him or like gave him the opportunity to guard the Thousand Sunny right. while, for two years during the two year gap. Um, right. It's po- it's it's possible he also add, added some, some other channels. favors. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kuma's running Linux right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Dragon typing around. I'm in. <laughs> uh, Marines start to instantly trace Sabo's call. Near Sphinx Island, Whitebeard's one-time home, uh, red-haired Shanks drops off Marco the Phoenix, who declines to join his crew. He's done babysitting kids. He's done that for too long now. <laughs> I love Lucky Rue um, here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we flash back to the night of Ryokugu's attack, and uh, Yamato told Luffy and the others that while he really wanted to join the crew, he couldn't leave Wano with worries of its safety in the back of his mind. And so elected to stay behind for now as the nation's defender. Uh, that same night, Marco flew off to bum a ride off of Shanks, <laughs> but said his farewells to Luffy, telling him that Ace would be proud of how far he's come. Oh. That was very wholesome. Mm-hmm. Quick note, um, Yamato, one of uh, his grins here on page three, very much reminds me of uh, Keep Your Hands Off of Isaacin, the one who ran the <laughs> club and wanted all the money. Uh, Marco said, this next era belongs to you guys, so keep your wits about you. 
tell you. Don't let Buggy steal it from you. You are the one who will inherit this will. <laughs> uh, back in the present now. Meanwhile, over on Amazon Lily, Boa Hancock laments not being married to Luffy. <laughs> Again, more, we all... more business as usual. <laughs> Did and then... <laughs> yeah, weeks uh, earlier, we flash back again uh, to when the island was simultaneously attacked by Blackbeard and the Marines' new warlord replacement weapon, which are called Seraphim Pacifistas. Uh-huh. Which Yo. appear what? to be Lunarian pattern pacifistas. Yeah. The Lunarian, uh, yeah, one of... Lunarian child pattern. Yes, yes, because we got child and soldiers in this manga, baby. But it's not political. It's been a long. It's not. It's been a long though. time coming. Like unironically, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Ever since Lucci, <laughs> we, I've been, I've been waiting. I'm yeah, like something horrible is gonna happen. So <laughs> also wait. Also, who the fuck is this like clown looking guy with with Blackbeard? Vasco Shot. Name is Buggy. Oh, oh okay. He's one I of the ones that, that he rescued from Impel. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I don't know if we had seen him looking appropriately clowny, horrible, and hammered, clownish I, yeah. here. I think ev- all, everyone was wearing different outfits last no, time. No, he we had saw the same. He he yeah, looks pretty I identical. Know. I'll send a photo. Um, no, fair think. enough. He's a bad man. It, whoever he is, he's. one of the least like shown off or relevant Blackbeard characters yeah. so far. Yeah. Right? He'll do something, but so far he hasn't done much. He's gonna fight a rouge. Oh my god, he'll the least relevant he'll, supernova. No, he's, like, he's a drinker, isn't he? Isn't he that is, one of yeah. his uh, epithets? So yes. he'll fight Nami, and Nami will beat him, because oh, yeah. Nami's unbeatable in a drinking contest. Yeah. We oh even did god. a bit about that when, when he was introduced, like, oh wow, that's oh. your claim to fame, huh, buddy? You're, you're oh. a nasty drunk. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, just a small little note. Um, they have a panel right here where you see the seraphim, and it goes, she looks just like, and then it kind of trails off. I kind of mm-hmm. think it might have been effective if Oda had just waited like one more chapter to reveal what she looked like and give the people some time to think about it, even if the answer is obvious. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty obvious just <laughs> from yeah. that one panel yeah. also. Uh, she bears a striking resemblance to young Hancock. Yeah. But different skin color and wings. Mm. What in the same balls is going on here? Uh, Blackbeard came to claim Boa's devil fruit power before the Marines could get their hands on her. I don't like so that precedent. That's what he was referring to the last time we saw him. Oh when yeah, he said uh, that he would get it before they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, what was what was going on in those cover stories? Um, someone in his someone crew was was kidnapping somebody with some really important devil fruit mm. powers. Not just somebody, a really great character mm. with an important devil fruit. <laughs> oh. You know what? When you're right, you're right. (laughs) The Marines were helpless against him because they are unable to engage an Emperor in combat without first receiving headquarters clearance. That's interesting. (laughs) You'd think that that they would have a self-defense kind of law in place. Does that sound like the world government to you? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. Yeah, the the self-defense clause for for fighting an Emperor, if if they attack you directly, is run away. (laughs) <laughs> you cannot fight an emperor pray to whatever god you believe in and someone goes nika no not that one a different god no <laughs> different one different one uh, blackbeard encountered another seraphim this one looking very much like a young mihawk sword and all oh, yeah. i'm not liking this 
this trend. Wait, are they all based off of warlords? Oh. What pirates do uh, the world government have access to, Jay? Yeah, the strongest pirates <laughs> they had regular access to. And also, and the came, probably, I don't know, scraped their DNA off or something and, at some And the point. pacifista and cuts the fucking mountain in half. Pretty awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, just a brief reminder that uh, Judge, the guy who's cloning people, uh, used to work with Vegapunk. Mm-hmm. Right. He sure did. Yes. Oh, he sure did. Oh, right, clones. The clones are happening. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're sending the we're clones. in clone territory now. <laughs> Oh, no, it's just like, hang on, guys. I heard of this movie called The Clone Wars. People didn't really like it. I'm going to try my own <laughs> hand at it right here. Yeah. I really like George Lucas's philosophy on, on poetry and rhymes. <laughs> oh, no. I, loved, I loved talking about sand. That's why crocodiles. Uh, despite sand. being... I like sand. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. It's coarse. Despite it being everywhere. Also, we despite did Despite being child-shaped... Luke email into the show. Tyler is trying so, so hard. <laughs> There's so much more of this fucking volume, you guys. Despite we need to stop talking shit. about Carew. Oh, you brought it up this time. You brought it up this Nobody time. brought up Carew. Tyler, is Carew yeah, in the room there with you right now? Carew is, is just your shorthand for all distractions now. Carew <laughs> is always in the room with me. <laughs> Agreed. Carew Agreed. is watching <laughs> us. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, despite being child shaped, though, the Seraphim are indeed huge because Mihawk 1 appears almost as tall as Blackbeard. Whew. Love that. So, so uh, we also Hancock. have the artificial giant shit happening, too? You're right. All oh. the science is just colliding oh, now. God. It was all a means to this end. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I never really noticed that. I don't know if that's just like some, you know, framing stuff, but if that's intentional, that's really interesting. I mean, I, it has to be. Mean, Blackbeard says it's huge. Yeah, that's like the only thing that could mean. I, I couldn't figure out what it could he meant. be the sword. Like, that clearly has like, to. That's what I was thinking. I, I, don't, I don't think it's drawn clearly at all, but that has yeah. to be what he meant. Like, I kind of actually wanted to talk about that panel. Uh, Tyler said no more distractions. I just want to say, what if Blackbeard <laughs> can sense like hockey or like latent power? So he's like, it's huge because of the threat it represents mm. rather than the physical. And that's all yeah, I Yeah, that's a saying Blackbeard's done for a bit. Uh, with Luffy's hockey, especially. Just for clarity, we do see, uh, I don't think it's in this volume, but in, I think, next week's volume, I assume, because we've only got so many chapters left, uh, we do see the Hancock Seraphim uh, stacked up next to regular Marines, and she is indeed quite big, mm, okay. though yeah. is child-shaped. And they do also point out Jimbei is kid-like, but also the right size as Jimbei. Right, big. he's still Jimbei size. Yeah. And also, if you look at the where you see the... Mihawk one from the back mm-hmm. on the Hey What Gives. You can see his hand holding that sword that is also, right. like, the hilt of the sword uh, is the size of his leg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hancock managed to unleash her powers, petrifying everyone around her before being caught by Blackbeard in- and having her powers negated. Including Helmeppo. No! Not my man. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna read Kobe, Blackbeard, Rayleigh, and Hancock. What a fucking panel! Uh, what a fucking yeah. page! I remember reading this live for the first time. Fan fiction, fan fiction, man. It's so amazing. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. Uh, Melissa, I believe that you called. Yes. Boa, who's yes. gonna be the miscellaneous? Um, My girl. Amazon Lily Denison's. I'll do miscellaneous. So we need Kobe, Blackbeard, and Rayleigh. Oh, please, somebody. I could be Blackbeard. Right. Just cast us. Jason, you do Kobe. You're establishing a brand for yourself, Joel. 
I apparently am learning so much about myself in the voices. Of the <laughs> I'm a nasty guy. <laughs> Matt, uh-huh. uh huh. Matt, will you do Rayleigh then? Okay. We're starting. I'm gonna where? be. A, I'm gonna be a pale imitation of Justin, but I'll try. So Page twelve. Uh, say ha ha ha. Say ha 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 ha. Snake princess, he's nullified her powers. Unhand me, you filthy creature. So I guess the pirate empress title wasn't just for show. What can I do? Everyone's made of stone now. Look what you've done. You turned all of my idiots into stone. <laughs> I've been hoping to get your powers. <laughs> this power is nothing without my beauty. Kill me and your followers will remain petrified. The next wielder of the fruit cannot undo the spell. Boy, Hancock's toughness is beyond anything I'd imagined. But what about, what about her, her recovery, recovery speed? Thank <laughs> <I did>. you. <laughs> Two people said it at once. I was waiting. That was incredible. Yeah. Holy shit! On me. <laughs> so many, uh, so much foreshadowing has led to that moment. Also, I think I I mentioned this before, but interesting that Hancock knows that future users won't be able to undo the stone power. I was gonna say that. Yeah, why does she know that? Mm-hmm. I wonder if she does or if she's just bluffing. Oh, she yeah, could. Yeah. Sure. She doesn't. She doesn't seem like a bluffer to me. But I don't know. I mean, how could you tell if she was lying when you're distracted by all of her other assets? Mm. <laughs> this isn't getting us anywhere, is it, Kobe the Hero? You helped me out in that rocky port incident. Thanks to you, I was able to topple Wang Ji. Hey, I know that name. Making me <laughs> the boss of Pirate Island. If I let this woman go, do you think she'll play nice and turn my men back? I need her to put my men back to normal, too. If you both leave without trouble, I will do that. No, you're lying! I let go and you'll turn us to stone next. And that's the end of it, ain't it? It's impossible for any man not to fall under your spell. Ha! He's never met Luffy. Wait, he has! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Also, also, Kobe is right here. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kobe avoided it the same as Blackbeard. I'm guessing. Uh, but... No, I believe in Kobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... As we all should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to kill her. No, don't! The human cost is too great! You know, I expected a naval siege, but not one bold enough to change the shape of the island. I'm sorry for getting here late, Hancock. Dark King Rayleigh! Hey, you! Whitebeard's cabin boy. (laughs) This isn't very mature of me, but I've never liked you anyway. (laughs) God. (laughs) Jesus. Absolutely savage. Rayleigh. What? Is that the Silver's Rayleigh? What? Undo the petrification, Hancock. I'll mediate this situation. Nobody here is to overstep their bounds. Just behave yourselves and quietly leave the island. In present day, we learned that Shakuyaku was a former empress of Amazon Lily. Huh. And she has and that she has incredible hands. <laughs> what a They're quiet cool. bombshell to drop on us. Yeah. 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 Wait, hang on. Does her pants match Blackbeard's pants in design? <laughs> I think that it might. Anyways, a little bit, on. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Same clovers. <laughs> That's, um... they, they shop at the same store. They yeah. go to the same Macy's. That was a hell of a... Wait, wait was that a goddamn Odota? Yeah. It was a goddamn Odota. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a very good one. We heard the story from Grandma Nyan that there was an empress who did have to leave the island because of her lovesickness. Oh. Presumably, it is her. 
I didn't even put that I together. And we know she was used to be a pirate, and she's pretty strong. Like, all the facts yeah, uh-huh. add up. Yeah, yeah. And then also, she was the one who instantly knew where Luffy would be after Marineford. Yeah, that was what the actual X mark was. Because she just assumed that Hancock would fall in love with him. Because uh-huh. <laughs> she knew them both well yeah. enough. I never understood how Hancock got away with it because in, at Marineford she was literally shouting "I love Luffy" at the top of her lungs. I'm surprised <laughs> the world doesn't know about that. I I just absolutely love Rayleigh's white beard's cabin boy. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. just the absolute Holy shit. Most savage way to talk to Blackbeard. And the face that Blackbeard makes when he says that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ray- Rayleigh knows you don't have to play the game if you can play the player. Exactly. <laughs> One thing that I love about this interaction is the way. Um. Well, I guess I have to kill her. Like, imagine Luffy in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Luffy is possibly losing. Like his crew yeah, is Luffy petrified. Is possibly losing two crewmates. Like. But Blackbeard is—he's like they're so expendable. He doesn't even care about them. It's so interesting. All my idiots. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I became a warlord to break into Impel Down to get them, but I'm willing to let exactly. them die here. <laughs> I still don't understand what he was what he was doing there. We also learn that a navy ship is en route to a place called Egghead, mm. and also that the hero of the Rocky Port incident. Captain Kobe has been kidnapped by the Blackbeard Pirates. Mm. Oh boy. He really he really pulled the take me instead. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't fully solved it yet, but I think we're close enough that you could probably figure out a lot about the Rocky Port incident based on this chapter. That Law caused it and Kobe stopped it? And Blackbeard leveraged it to, uh, to take over yeah. full of lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. by where rocks was yes. once stationed. Right, by by taking out um, the the current you know, holder of full of lead. Who, who I guess was another of one of the yes. who was another. So I wonder why it's called Rocky Port. Mm. Oh my god! Oh, you're suggesting that Rocky Port was full of lead? Yes, yeah, Rocky Port is on full of lead. Yes. Oh. Uh, I don't think I actually ever put that together. <laughs> I never did. It's not necessarily a slam dunk, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It fits the closest. Still don't understand how law fits in. Oh, oh my god, wait. Wait. Oh my god. Didn't he deliver like a, a hundred heads hearts, or some shit like that? hundred hearts. hundred hearts. Hearts, yeah. Wait, this is so interesting. Wait, do you guys... Because like, <laughs> oh my god. I'm like having like an epiphany right now. Wait, so... <laughs> Dr. House is about to solve so, the case. I have to ask immediately. Do you guys know about the uh-huh. law is in sword theory? Oh, Jesus. yeah. I don't think I've okay, ever brought it up. That, I'm not familiar. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is like my favorite theory in One Piece. Okay, so this is crazy. <laughs> um, so you guys know how X Drake, who was a member of the worst generation, was actually working for sword mm-hmm. the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. So many people yeah. speculate that Law could be another member because X Drake and Law were both in the same flashback with Rosinante on mm-hmm. the island. X Drake and Law were introduced together at the exact same page to page. And X Drake rescued Law when he was in prison. X Drake did rescue Law when he was in prison. X Drake and Law, whenever they were shown together in the pre time skip, were always back to back. 
and now they have their flat. Well, not now. They had their flashbacks connected <laughs> in uh, Dress Rosa uh-huh. yeah. and Law. He is a he's in a submarine. He's literally in a submarine. <laughs> he's the only person. He's, he's under like li- he's the only person. He was at Marine Ford to save Luke, which is pretty strange. But now we know that Kobe is also a member of Sword. You know what I mean? Who also loves Luffy? Yeah. I don't know. I I personally <laughs> love this idea you know so it could be speculated that law and kobe were working together to make the rocky port incident a thing however blackbeard came in took the credit for it how blackbeard usually does you know he comes in at the last second <laughs> that's his yeah. mo yeah uh, but i and I'm, I'm so happy you guys have somehow never heard of this amazing uh theory um <laughs> it it makes sense there's a lot of there's a lot of uh threads to tie together yeah especially with um law using you know, our room, bringing Rosinante back to the fold of the story, making us think, oh, Rosinante yeah. stole in this guy's mind. What if Rosinante was an undercover Marine, uh, just like Law? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to see it to believe it. But no, it's definitely interesting. interesting. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm not like, if it doesn't happen, I'm not like pissed or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, when you, when you first said it, I was like, I was like, what, are you serious? And then as you started to lay it out, I was like, hold up. It. Yeah, it's, it's literally it's one of those hold <laughs> up a little, things. Maybe Zoro will kill Kobe. Uh, no, <laughs> no. No, I, I really like it too, because um, then that means that him and Virgo means that he doesn't like Virgo, who was a bad guy pretending to be a pirate while he was a pirate pretending to be a bad <laughs> exactly. guy. It's so complicated. Poetry. Like uh, meanwhile, the straw <gasps> and his name learned... is Law. Yes, his name is literally <laughs> Law. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the Straw Hats learned the news from Reverie, but Luffy outright refuses to believe that Sabo would murder Vivi's I'm dad. I'm with you on yeah. this one, Luffy. R- Robin yeah. doesn't believe it either. Yeah, no one really believes it. Robin says, "Frankly speaking, it sounds like bullshit to me as well." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luffy wants to head straight for Mary Joie to look for Vivi, but Zoro tries to remain the voice of reason, reminding Luffy that he let Ace have his own adventures until he was in undeniable danger. Mm. Also, Caribou is still riding on the Sunny, <laughs> uh, once more chained up in a barrel and eavesdropping on everything. Because he's the greatest, you know? He'll, he'll never leave. Of course. <laughs> Keeps happening. He wants to sell the straw. <laughs> in spite uh, of Zorro. our best interests, he continues mm. to be relevant. <laughs> Zoro says you don't think Vivi can figure it out for herself she's a strong woman when it comes time to act we'll fight whoever we have to but when there's nothing to be done just put up with it uh, and in a great callback to the end of Alabasta Luffy, Chopper, Nami, and Sanji hurl insults at him like <laughs> Green Mom and Green Kaido <laughs> I love it Four sword style. Yeah. We don't we don't get a four sword style, but <laughs> they're Green still Bomb very good. Is pretty fucking close. Yeah, to and me. I I double love it because the last time was also them being upset that he was bad mouthing V. Yeah, he's respecting <laughs> or being the reasonable one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Zoro says, "Don't turn her into a damsel." <laughs> Zoro's good. the only feminist on the crew. Like, let, let her handle it. It's fine. <laughs> I was a little surprised by that, that he has that much respect for her. Like, not that not that yeah. I wouldn't think he would, just, like, I'm surprised he felt that. That he would vocalize yeah, it. Yeah, I'm surprised he felt that strongly about it. But it's good. Uh, Luffy tells his crew that Sabo's dream is for everyone to be free. He then tells his crew what his true dream is. 
but we still don't mm. get to hear it. Mm. But they still they still react the same way everyone seems to be to be reacting to this. Oh, with with confusion dream. and hilarious laughter. Ro- Robin's Although, reaction is still yeah. Cool. Robin's yeah. a little like she's a little speechless. Mm. Yeah, I. Hmm. I do not, I have to say, I do not buy the he wants to throw a big party theory. Oh. It just, each time, At this each, point? Each, time, each yeah. time I see one of these scenes, it just doesn't. It's one of those things where, like, once, if that's what it is, I feel like when it is actually stated, Oda will explain it in a way that makes me get it. Is, I, I think I, is, is I am on I board. Say. I am. I am with you on that, but it's specifically because of how Usopp has reacted to it. He keeps saying it's impossible, whatever this dream is. Yeah, yeah, it's like That's it's not possible. It, it, like it feels like he's, it, it feels like he's saying something more like concrete than that. Like throwing a big and, party like, is, also, is kind of abstract. Also, Usopp saying, "Who thinks of something like that?" Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be extremely well, out we, of the box. And I don't think saying "I want to throw a big party" would inspire like what looks like awe in Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something how else, many, like something you, weird. How, well, think about the last time Robin had a party. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> like, that's true. That's true. She dipped during the Onigashima party. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> why. That's why she's she, always on the hunt for lore. That's why she was going. Well, that's why she was going off the chain when she was with Jimbei. She, <laughs> she had all that. She needed to blow off mm-hmm. some steam after all uh-huh. this. Let her hair after down. After all yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still the best panel in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> totally, so, man. Totally. Totally. So obviously, um, the only other person who could have had Luffy's dream is Roger because of the way that the mm-hmm. story has framed it, where they're so identical. But if, since you don't think it's the party, do you guys have any specific ideas of what it could be, or not yet? I have no. I got no. I have nothing. I have no idea. I've no, just yeah, heard that the party theory. was previously the most concrete one I've heard. Well, and I'll, I'll but be now. Com- I can't I'll, even get behind that one. I'll be completely fair and say that, you know, we, we have the the whole, like, the movies are dry runs for, and like, foreshadowing of things that are going to be in the canon story and the whole Buena Festa thing in Stampede. Like, you know, that's, that's, considering how Oda does things, that's, like, genuinely, like, good evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on what we've seen in these, these mysterious scenes, like, I just don't, I just don't buy it. The- the only one that occurs to me other than the party one, I think there's evidence for the party one that I like, but the only other one I can think of is I want to go to space, mm. but I can't imagine how mm. being king of the pirate would lead to that unless he's going to steal a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Frankie has, has an interesting response also, which is that it definitely ain't possible without at least being king of the pirates. Uh-huh. That is interesting. Yeah, That means you got to have clout to do it. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, so Luffy specifically counts how many people know his dream, and it's all people who are important to him. Mm-hmm. But also, Caribou is listening to this. Also. Oh no, he, Caribou! He might it. know Luffy's dream. <laughs> Caribou counts now. <laughs> oh, Caribou's Caribou for straw hats. <laughs> Caribou mom. <laughs> is that the most cursed thing that's ever been said on this podcast? <laughs> yes, <Okay>. unequivocally. <laughs> so. The thing that I think is especially interesting is we get I wanna hard cut and that's all at the uh-huh. end of my dream. Meaning the dream is definitely yeah. a super long thing. And he's saying, Oh, that's a gonna be at the end thing. of it. So what if this might sound uh-huh. a bit cringe. 
But what if the dream <laughs> is this adventure? No such thing. What if that's the dream? You know, because this is really all he wanted his whole life, to see the world and be a pirate. What if that's simply his dream? Mm -hmm. But at the end, it's something crazy and wacky and whatever. Uh, not to cannibalize Zed's email at the end of the show, but if it's at the end of his dream, how can that be? Because Blackbeard told us dreams mm. never end. Well, Blackbeard's never been Are able to taking dream ever because he's never slept. So how would he know about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Well, and I mean, like, I think that we've we've talked about how Luffy and Blackbeard are very similar, but also very opposite, depending on which line you choose to measure mm. them on. Yeah. So I like the idea uh, that Blackbeard doesn't believe that dreams can end because he just has like a bottomless pit he'll never be satisfied Completely. whereas Luffy yeah. has an end Very goal it's hard so. to achieve but once he gets there he's like yeah I did it that's everything I wanted to do it's Completely fine. agree. Uh, I personally think villains like Emu and Blackbeard and Moria who are personified with like the sort of darkness about them are constantly seen as being like they try so hard but at the end of the day they never get anything they want and either they're going to end up in the end, it didn't really matter. Exactly. Like, think about, like, Moria. <laughs> Moria, um, who we recently saw in the little little snippet in Wano, you know, as a young version. Who He looked, <laughs> all right, let's be honest, Moria looked pretty awesome when he was young. He was hot. Yeah. yeah. He was hot very hot. Yeah. But now look at him. He's an onion. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's literally <laughs> a shadow of his former self. Mm -hmm. And... Many people could say the same thing, possibly, for Emu, who is so such a shadow of their former self that they are a shadow. Or like Blackbeard. They literally the exist as a shadow. Tyler has expressed like a slightly different version of that, I think. Mm. I, I don't know. I just find villains with like the shadow sort of uh, concept in One Piece so interesting. Especially since Luffy's, you know, final final form is, you know, all white, which is meant to be, like, the complete opposite, obviously. I just think it's really... And he's associated with the yeah, sun. Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so fascinating to me. Like, this mm -hmm. level of, like, feeling yeah. unsatisfied. It, it, you, you really hit the, the nail on the head with that. And, and according to the famed text Kingdom Hearts, the, <laughs> the stronger the light inside, uh -huh. Uh -huh. the greater the shadow. The way that you responded to that, Tyler. <laughs> it's the Go good feeling nourished. Go on. <laughs> yeah, the, the say it, Matt. Say it. And yeah, literally, like Blackbeard is literally a black yeah. hole, like an infinite void that can never be filled. Exactly. What were you gonna say, Melissa? Um, I just find it interesting that in the Japanese version, the um, when he says. And that's all at the end of my dream. The the Japanese is is that's at the end of my dream, but end of dream is in quotes. Like hmm. like it's something. Oh, huh. like it's a like it's a a a thing to be. Like that's the separated quantifiable that's, event. That's, yeah, that's the final stage. Maybe that's fascinating. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile. Navy headquarters traces Sabo's call to Lelusia, which happens to also be one of the eight nations currently overthrowing their monarchies. Oh. 
Mm. And the place we saw at one point where the when the revolutionary commanders were introduced, right? They were helping overthrow yes. that place. Yes, indeed. Oh, we met all of the captains. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh, where we I met went. the man that okay. is closed. And even yes. further back is where the milkmaid was. Oh from. my god. Oh, Thank my you. God. Thank oh, you. No. Okay. I'm so happy. Oh, no. So you knew about Moda the Milkmaid. You knew. Of course we knew about Moda the Milkmaid. <laughs> okay. So for me, I, so I now I don't have to explain. I don't have to explain nearly as hard. Um, <laughs> so ever since this chapter, I have been assertive. I have, I have put my heart and my soul into manifesting that Moda the Milkmaid will survive. <laughs> she has to survive. Because think about it. She about literally it. met Ace. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then who is going to show up on this island? Not just the Revolutionary Army who works with Sabo. No. Literally Sabo. The, the inheritor of Ace's will and the inheritor of Ace's fruit. So all I've been saying is that if Moda the Milkman is not saved by Sabo, the Revolutionary Army are bums. They are complete <laughs> failures. Like, they, that is the most colossal failure possible. Like, man... But anyway, so yeah, I I am now heavily associated with Mode of the Milkmaid. Um, I, I swear <laughs> I, I am, I am the like One Piece Mode of the Milkmaid guy to the extent uh, you guys mentioned. Oh, you're milk pilled. Huh? I'm milk pilled. I don't. I hope that's. Mm. I, hope, I, I hope that's a good. You don't want to claim that. I don't that? know what that is. I, I'm, I'm scared. I don't take pills. I don't know about. Um, but to if the you extent call, you guys, if, if it's easier, we can say that you're just milled. I don't, know. I don't like I don't that. Like no, that. I like it even less. Uh, but Horrible. to the extent that uh, I, I had the pleasure, I, I can't wait to see the fucking titles for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I had the um, the pleasure of being on the Reverie this year, which is you know always a, a great yeah. honor. Mm -hmm. And I got to watch. luckily, uh, you guys mentioned Teching earlier. You know, another fantastic One Piece creator, and I I, I called him out. I said, <gasps> I said Teching. Where's the Moda the Milkmaid video? You know? <laughs> so luckily, you know, the, the Moda, I, I, as I like to call it, the Moda agenda um, is, is, spreading, is, is, is spreading. Is that what, is that what you call it? Yeah, because <laughs> even though, even though, you know, you need some motivation in your life. You know, you need oh, some. Jesus fucking Christ. Some motivation? <laughs> motivation. Motivation. Um, and you, you need, you know that character you root for you know one piece is filled with thousands literally thousands of characters and you know no one's dead until they're forgotten but yeah like you know some people they remember mode of the milkmaid and lots of people don't but with with my uh my my power and my influence i'm hopefully able to encourage other people to know uh mode of the milkmaid still existed even though lucia is not around i'm fully on board <laughs> Even though her home never did exist. Next global poll, we're getting Moda into the top twenty. That's what I. You know, unironically, I'm try, I'm going to try. Who the fuck I'm going is to try. It's like, guys, we need Moda the Milkmaid to become like a meme or something. We need to have her be popular. She deserves it. She deserves it way more than like Carrot. No, that's hate. I'm sorry. That's hate. That's hate. I'm sorry. 
Um, uh, one last detail about Lulucia before we move on. Also, this place that never existed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the the princess is the one that Kobe saved at the beginning of the reverie. Yes. from those pirates. Oh yeah. I do want to. I do want to do yeah. a little snippet as well. I love that this uh, island is seemingly destroyed by like a light attack, and the king looks like a vampire. He, very cool. I mean, he's got fangs. Yeah, yeah I mean, very, very. Oh, cool. that was an oh unexpected. I, I didn't like... even notice that. What the fuck? Why is the king? Of... <laughs> yeah, Why is the king such of an unexpected of... final detail. Why is he a I'm... vampire? <laughs> and we actually, I think the reason they're doing that is because the king, he constantly said like he would take the money from the people, like a he's sucking away their their life source essentially. I think oh it's Lord. pretty cool. Oh my I think it's pretty cool. Also, for you first-time readers, way back in the day, there was a volume that you were reviewing, and someone mentioned Lelugia, and Tyler said, I've never heard of it. And so you'll have that to look forward oh to if you ever go back and re-listen to old episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. Tyler, you, you cheeky rascal. bastard. <laughs> you cheeky was, devil. If I'm being honest, that was my favorite one. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's really good. Uh, Sabo tells Dragon what happened in Mary Joie. Uh, he says, I wasn't the one who assassinated King Cobra, but when I was in Marijoie, I saw something terrible. The empty throne in Pangaea Castle, the throne that's supposed to remain forever empty because there's no king of the world actually has. And at the same time, in Marijoie, <laughs> uh, Emu casually draws an X over Lucia on a map. Mm. Higher ups hijack the call between Sabo and Kamabaka Queendom to talk to the marine intelligence agents that are listening in, saying, Communications, listen to me. You did not detect anything today. You did not intercept anything. The kingdom of Lulucia, that country never existed in the first place. As And then we see Lulucia laid to absolute ruin by an aerial bombardment of laser beams. Hey. Mm. I would love to point out something real quick. Love to. So... As we know, Emu is the one who is seemingly responsible for this attack, right? Mm-hmm. Emu, obviously, the leader of the Celestial Dragons. Now, our or boy, something. Don Quixote do Flamingo, used an attack mm-hmm. called 16 Holy Bullets in his <laughs> yeah. battle with Are Monkey there Luffy. 16? There are 16 there are lasers. Six. Are you fucking kidding me? Dog. Yes, yeah. Dog. <laughs> One other thing that is not nearly as revolutionary. 16 holy bullets. <laughs> Something that is not quite as uh, world-shaking as that, but we've seen a place with a giant hole that seems to go to the bottom of the earth somewhere before. <laughs> and it's uh, one of the centers of power oh, for marine. How'd the that region. hole get there? <laughs> how did that hole get there? How'd that hole get there? So, Man, Oda has been cooking this whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, that A5 so, Wagyu. So they say, right before this happens, the people yeah. on the ground in Lelucia say it, there's a the sky is dark like some massive object is hovering over, just overhead. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Emu just has, like, an orbital battle station? Just, like, with a, well? with a, with a laser weapon on it? Let's think real quick. Uh, is that what's happening here? Let's think real quick. Because <laughs> we've... We've heard about three weapons named for gods. Mm-hmm. Oh. One is land, one is sea, and one is sky. One is sky. Mm-hmm. One is sky. At no point did anyone yeah. ever say that no one has found any of them yet. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that... Okay, I 
I am so glad you put this together because <laughs> think about think about we, how little we, we might know about be looking this. at one of the ancient weapons right I now. I need to think about this real hard com- combined mm. with the end of this volume. Mm. Uh, can I throw a little thing into the ring? A little thing into uh-huh. the ring. So <laughs> I want immediate thoughts on this, right? So Poseidon, mm-hmm. we know what Poseidon is. It's a person. Yeah. Does yeah. that mean it's possible that the other two ancient weapons are also organic things? I think it's Could very I, possible. I I think it is. I think they are all people that can command certain forces. What mm. I think could be, is that it could be that Emu might be Uranus. It could be, yeah. Mm. And I mean the well. Can, can remember again that the Pluton had blueprints. Sure. So like it seems that it is a thing you can build. Mm-hmm. But the Pluton or replicate at the very least. Yeah. The blue pl- Ugh, the pr- no no we, uh, the, the, the the proton blueprints as we call them yeah 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 the croutons the croutons crouton, the crouton, yeah um those blueprints oh my god those blueprints um were made to be a thing that could counteract whatever pluton is they weren't and, actually to make pluton and we are I now seeing think- and we are now seeing um Vegapunk create things that like certainly look organic but are seemingly cybernetic Mm. what i think Mm. is that Mm. the pluton is a machine it's like a gigantic some sort of like i mean basically it's probably a metal gear um that would be epic but i think it's a (laughs) lie like it's it's an artificial intelligence or something Mm. like maybe like a like an ava yes exactly and the words that robin now knows are the the command phrases to activate it and wake it up <laughs> I don't know if this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this uh, feeds into your theory at all, Kev, mm-hmm. about Vegapunk, or if it steps on your toes. But since we have been learning about the Pluton at the end of Wano here, my mind has been thinking about Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. Mm, very interesting. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Because that's something that you could build to counteract a living thing, mm-hmm. right? Especially because yeah. mm-hmm. now, now I'm going to be a huge nerd. Especially because Mechagodzilla was created with the corpse of the previous thing. Very interesting. It is true. Very interesting. Let's say if it's an organic thing, it could obviously give birth and sort of create itself over and over again. That could be interesting. Obviously, uh, we don't know. I'm not going to just say, like, oh, yeah, I know what Pluto is. This is wild speculation. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're literally just spitballing. Yeah. But, yeah. I will say really quick, I believe somewhere in this volume, I'm trying to find it, um, I know that the popular theory is, well, we don't know that the the blueprints were actually for the Pluton, it was for the counter-Pluton. I swear, Frankie somewhere in this volume says, yes, I had the blueprints for Pluton. I, so I, I think that is the case. It's when they were talking about it in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible that the blueprint is not the same as the original, but I'm just saying that I've seen people on YouTube be like, we know for a fact that they're two different things. And it's like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't say fact is the right word to use here. Mm-hmm. No, it's all very vague still. Um, but like in, in addition to that, like we've always up to this point assumed that it is a battleship of some kind. Like okay, I think Tyler? they even referred to it Lucy. as such in water seven. Oh, um, the tragedy. Uh-oh. This, this World government's at it again. I don't think this has ever happened. Oh, no. Guys, remember, Tyler existed. <laughs> <laughs> never forget his name. He won't never die. Tyler. This is Tyler. Tyler. Tyler never existed. Tyler. Jason was always the host of Piecemeal. Da, 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 da. Tyler the Piecemeal Maid. 
So, like, do we have to fight now over who gets to host the podcast, like the Big Mom Pirates? Mm. About uh, who the successor is. I nominate so we, Jason. I feel like that makes me it. the Para Sparrow, and I don't like that. Yeah, I was going to say, who's the Para Sparrow? <laughs> oh, who's, no. the, who's the Katakuri? I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> who's going to oh, be dear. the uh, the Strusen? Is Strusen taking it? <laughs> I mean, I think, um, I feel like Matt would be the Strusen, because he and Tyler are the ones who go way back and like got the whole thing started. Mm. That's true. Okay. I also don't Tyler like that implication not... either, though. Okay, Tyler is in the chat. He is not. He is not dead. Mm, for now. Discord. Nope. Discord stays acting that. Yeah. It's so much better than it used to be. But <laughs> you ever just be in a in a call and then Discord just decides? Eh, I think I'm actually going to crash now. Not anymore. Uh huh. Yeah, not usually these days. You just take photos. Oh yeah, my internet. My internet cut out and dropped mid-call. Oh, fine. And then came back. Uh, what during this very oh, recording? Oh, better boom. Yeah, oh no. Probably unrelated, but there's also scattered storms in Atlanta right now. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, there's uh, a storm out my door. You may not have heard the thunder in the background of me. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> there's some in Michigan as well. So in case you guys out there. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Maybe Uranus is above. All of the U.S. Oh no! It emits. You're, it emits, you're in. Uh, you're in us. You're in U.S. The United you're States of America. Oh, I always knew country. there was a giant butthole looming over this. You're in the first place, and it emits. It emits uh, like electromagnetic whole... electromagnetic interference. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, trying to save this. Real now, so. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be what? honest. Let's get on the alien topic real quick. All right. We're thinking there's aliens gonna show up in One Piece. We're thinking that's gonna happen because we already saw them in Annals cover I mean, story. There, yeah, there are aliens. Yeah, there are space yeah, yeah, pirates. I'm thinking they're gonna pop up. And I am a and I am a truther on Fukuro Kujo is a space pirate because he has the, <laughs> oh, the huge, I would love the that. huge head. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah. was. Probably, he didn't start yeah. out with the the tall skull, but no, he 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 was he got big brains. He got he got abducted. <laughs> yeah, the galaxy brain. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> uh, that was probably a really strange edit that just occurred because I have no idea where we stopped. But my internet like just gave out and <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, I think it's the first time we the podcaster that's... named Tyler never exists. That's like the, literally. It's like the first time that's ever happened. Like to you on one of these recordings. Isn't to it? me, yeah. 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 Of all people, talks about Moda. Moda. <laughs> Uh, so in the interim, we have unfortunately lost Melissa, but everyone else is still with us, and we're gonna soldier on to the end of this fucking vault. She fell off the ship. <laughs> Days later, aboard the Thousand Sunny, the Straw Hats enter an extreme winter climate, getting close to their next destination. Uh, they witness yet another bizarre sight in the Grand Line's ocean, a warm water eddy, raising up out of the sea like a water balloon, or an afro, according to Brooke. <laughs> of course. Ooh. Uh, Luffy spots. What's that? I missed this part of the Grand Line. Yeah, yeah. where the <laughs> weather just gets weird, weird for no reason. Or it's just like a fucking demon realm. Mm-hmm. The laws of nature <laughs> break down. <laughs> uh, Luffy spots someone trapped inside, and uh, Sanji corroborates that he can hear a lady's screams. And I love, I love the Zoro bit where they're just like, "What would we even do about it if it's true?" And instantly he just says, "Cut it open." <laughs> And so he does. Yep, he cuts open the. <laughs> and he does. He cuts open this weather phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Zoro. 
at the same time, Chopper is unfortunately swept away in a strong gust of wind <laughs> thanks to his woven hat strapped to his head. Because hey, guys, look at this cool hat I made. Oh! Because, because he's so tiny and light. And, and Usopp's line, what did you even come out here for, Chopper? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just want to be in. Great line, oh, buddy. <laughs> this is. I also miss this. The, the whimsy. Yeah. Uh, Luffy leaps overboard to rescue Chopper, and a little kid pops out of the eddy. It's Jewelry Bonnie. Bonnie. Yay. Wow. Yay. So here's a detail that I didn't notice until it was pointed out to me. Uh huh. Uh, Jewelry Bonnie sure was in some seawater just now, wasn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are correct. I mean, she, di- she didn't have access to her, her devil fruit powers. That was my assumption when the chapter came yeah. out as well. Huh. That so, maybe that, strange, just, right? Does this that mean that that's form? her? Right, yeah. Or maybe that, like, she's... Because we have exam- an example of that with Sugar. Um, It could also be that she's, like, if her powers become inaccessible, she's stuck in whatever form she was currently in. I think that's moment. probably the case because that's how it works for Chopper. Right, yeah. Because mm. he never just becomes a reindeer again. And he has gone overboard a number of times trying to save Luffy from going right. overboard. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luffy grabs hold of Chopper and Bonnie's legs, but looming below the sunny is a massive shark. Jaws spread wide open. This this panel of the shark is so amazing. Yeah. I remember reading mm-hmm. this for the first time. It's extremely it's like, Jaws. I- Oda was mm-hmm. in his bag when he drew this. It's like James the Giant Peach. Honestly. Yes. And then it pops out of the ocean as the most goofy. Like, oh, uh, this is. We'll, we'll get into this once we're actually on land, but oh. Like, this this arc. Oh my god, the designs. So good. Uh, Jimbei leaves the helm to Frankie while he dives overboard to rescue the three devil fruit users that are now sinking into the ocean. Uh, Frankie Man, thank uses. God for Jimbei. Yeah, no kidding. Frankie uses a jet propeller that's installed in the bottom of the Sunny to maneuver away from the shark, but the shark, which is clearly mechanical, spits torpedoes out of its mouth. Returning to the the very good trend of the Sunny itself having signature moves that Frankie calls out. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love. Uh, The explosion flips the Sunny upside down in the sea but the Straw Hats are rescued by a giant robot underwater who punches the mechanical shark away. I gotta say, it reminds me very much of the of the Iron Frankie, very much in design. Yeah, the Frankie Absolutely. Shogun. Absolutely. I think yeah. uh, it was very, very intentional yeah. uh, for it to be yeah. so similar. Uh, at the nearby naval branch of G14, we get a check-in on Tashigi and the Punk Hazard kids. Shouts to Mocha. Mocha's doing <laughs> yeah. well. You know, all the other kids kind of suck. <laughs> you guys might remember that uh, when we finished Punk Hazard, I told you, like, the week that we left the Punk Hazard kids behind in the manga was the same week that they reappeared oh, yeah. in the chapter. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that is, that is the serendipity of this podcast. Yeah. We are introduced to Vice Admiral Dahl, the commander Indeed. of uh, Navy Base G-14. Which, I gotta tell you, threw me for a real loop, because I actually know someone who basically looks just like this, who also goes <laughs> oh. by Dolly online. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. so I was like, holy shit, they I... just Oda put you in One Piece, as I said to her. <laughs> I, was, I was preparing for a joke about, I don't think that uniform is standard regulation, mm. but another uh, Oda lady. I love her. Sense. Oh no, She's great. Doll, She's is, giving, Doll is like, great. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's giving, like, Lita 4 rocker chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I want to go watch a show with her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also meet Commander Hibari and Rear Admiral Prince Gruz. Fire character. Who has Quick a, note. a gigantic <laughs> baseball cap. I love We've seen him, seen him before. Him. Oh, have we? Have he we? was in the Cabone Beige mm-hmm. cover story. Oh, Matt specifically pointed oh, out how stupid his hat is. Oh, he was one of the guys who was... Oh, yes! yes All I of these guys now. were the ones that were chasing I, Capone I, around. I remember now, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to do that because when this chapter came out and people said, it, like, oh, hey, it's these guys again, I had to go, no, huh? what? <laughs> See, I had the You're opposite lying to where this guy, sh- this guy showed up and I was like, I've seen him somewhere before, but where, where could it be? Something else that you will notice, but you might... You'll notice when I point it out, but you might not notice until I point it out. But Hibari has a specific way of speaking. She has like kind of like a country accent. Oh, okay. I'm begging you uh, too, sir. Okay. She's Kansai. Helmeppo and Hibari, who are both members of S.W.O.R.D., are begging Gruz, another S.W.O.R.D. member, to go with them to Fulalet to rescue Kobe. But he tells them they can't act yet, and they haven't even had contact with Drake. Shouts to Diaz. I do want to say what else is pretty interesting is that there are four people surrounding Prince Cruz, meaning Sword is a lot bigger than a lot of people thought originally, yeah. which I think is super cool. Indeed. We basically have like a whole straw hat crew and of Sword and it is willing, with Kobe and Drake. And it is willing to recruit relative rookies. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I think it's more important that uh, they, well, it is the young generation of Marines. Yeah. That you, specifically. That you are dedicated yeah. to mm-hmm. justice. Mm-hmm. Which makes right. the fact that there the, is the a, ideals are what matter more than which makes the fact that there status. is a prince seemingly running the thing very interesting. <laughs> uh, who would like to read Luffy, Chopper, Jimbe, and Bonnie? Oh, can I uh, just add something really quick about Prince Screws? Please, really quick. Uh, something I love about this design is that it is very similar to Rosinante. Very, yes. very oh, similar. Like true. obviously, he's got the huge oh, stupid yeah. hat, but his hair. Is very similar. It's just so cool, especially young Rosinante. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It just—it's so interesting. And obviously Prince, because Rosinante would have been like a noble because he's a celestial dragon. Oh, it's so yeah. cool. So cool. Law is sword confirmed. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Oh boy. Uh, I could be a, I could be a bonny lass. Okay. I'll be chopper. I'm happy to do Jimbe. Okay. Apologies in advance to um, our listeners uh, across the pond. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Do you go. seriously not know who I am? We're both part of the worst generation. <laughs> our names have been associated this whole time. I was there in Sabaudi two years ago. Because her name's Bonnie and she's a Bonnie lad. Amazing. I get it. I see what you're doing there. Oh, so you're the worst too, huh? I'm Bonnie. And just to be clear, we're enemies. But... Thanks for saving me. No prob, Buggy. <laughs> you could change God. your fate, would you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's just my boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. This guy's supposed to be an emperor. What's up with your bounty poster? With your hair all white? The papers were making a big deal over you. Oh, that's what I look like when I'm free. What does that mean? Hey, what happened to your crew? Eh, they're fine, I bet. <laughs> Can't believe you have Jinbei, first son of the sea. What about your ship and crew? I came here alone. That metal monster ate my ship. Speaking of eating, I'm hungry. Let's look for a restaurant. I'm starving too. 
Do you have any money, Luffy? No, you ignorant fools. There are no restaurants here. This is a government island. Let me explain. It's called Egghead. A place 500 years in the future, they say. The island that houses Dr. Vegapunk's laboratory. Vegapunk? Hey, I know that name. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Take a bow, Jason. <laughs> that, Bonnie, that Bonnie voice was kind of cursed. I love this. Oh, man. I'm, like, I'm I've never heard Bonnie boy. in English, but it's yeah. it's. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <Sorry, guys. laughs> the Sunny is lifted out of the sea by the giant robot, whose pilot steps out of the cockpit to greet them. Say, I love her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> get in line, buddy. Man, yep. So yeah, I know that I, Matt. I know that we said Vegapunk was basically in Trapta. I was <laughs> yeah. not. I was not ready for Wait. this. <laughs> You're Shira people too. Oh my god, yo! Entrapta is so fire. Entrapta is great. Sorry, I just, specifically I never like, get to talk about this show. Specifically, oh like god. you know, because it's been so long without us getting to meet Vegapunk. Like all, yeah. all we have to, all we had all that time to, like think about his character was thinking about his looking at his, the actions he's taken that we know about. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like he's mm-hmm. you know spends all his time creating you know machines for the government to use to commit atrocities um but also what he did for kuma was like profoundly decent and principled and so right. like it mm-hmm. led it led matt and i agree with him to suggest that he's basically like entrapped where he's like not necessarily a bad person but above all he cares about science and like who can yeah, doesn't moral agnostic and who, who, who doesn't can, mind the morality of what he's doing as long as he's getting resources right to continue his research Absolutely. yeah and Maybe that's true. Or here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, a young woman in a skin-tight leotard and a flight jacket, and she introduces herself as Doctor Vegapunk. Mm. Shoutouts to this specific character. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I remember when this chapter came out. I, I feel like it was pretty unanimous. Everyone was in agreement. Like, all right, you're not exactly Doctor Vegapunk. You're not the Vegapunk, yeah. but we like, don't mind. Like- I know you're not that. You're not that guy. There's no way. Not that guy. (laughs) Even in that first page, we can see uh, Punk Two on the 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 jumpsuit, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I I remember a lot of fan theories saying like, "Oh, this must be Vega Punk's daughter." Uh huh. Oh no, you. you... I do have a question for for the the thing the people knowers (laughs) the those who remember details in the way that I cannot. Uh-huh. Did we ever get any pronouns for Dr. Pegapunk? Yes, the it's time? been he the whole okay. series. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. And We've also- uh, <laughs> yeah. I told Melissa this already. I forget if we ever mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but when this chapter came out, I immediately sent her those panels of Kobe telling Luffy about Vegapunk in Water 7 mm. and was like, hey, can you uh, can you read these in Japanese and just tell me what they say? Because <laughs> I had to verify if there were any no gendered reason. pronouns, uh-huh. but I could not tell her the reason I was asking this question. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I have a, a question as well. Did, did we did we talk about um, Frankie's like uh, f- future self as from the SBS? Yeah, that he's a boat. Yeah, but also <laughs> in one of them, he turns into uh, basically a, <laughs> a gigantor robot. Yeah. Uh, Pretty awesome. This this fucking robot looks exactly like it. It's true. Oh, yeah. That's that's oh, probably yeah. intentional. Yeah. 
on Absolutely. this page, he says how much he respects Vegapunk's work and so on. Mm-hmm. Yo, I also want to point out Frankie's hair in this arc. So good. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it, it finally, yeah. a good Frankie hairstyle. He great. rocks the man bun like nobody else can. He is the, he, he really he is the only person who is allowed to have a man bun. <laughs> he's just that good. So we know that cloning is a thing now. Mm-hmm. Yes. With uh, the Germa Kingdom and also these Seraphim. Um, mm-hmm. This could just be Oda Lady Syndrome, but um, do you think she looks like Sora at all? Oh, thank God. Oh, Christ. Right. Yeah, so obviously, Germa, Sora is which connected Sora? to Germa. <laughs> you know which fucking Sora. No, I mean, like, Sora. the the in-universe fictional character Sora? Yes, or... the one that we know. Okay. <laughs> or or yes, not Sa- the newspaper Sa- Sora. Yeah, okay. A hero of so, science. I think that that idea is so fascinating. Yeah. Because it connects to the possibility of him using the people in Mads literally, right. as well as like just using them like for other research and stuff like that. It's so fascinating. And I love the idea of it being Sanji's uh, mom, because that would then make her seem like a sort of experiment as well. Maybe Sanji would have It means that two men experimented on her. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it makes her like such a victim character. Don't like that, actually. <laughs> Vegapunk bad? No. Uh, Robin is a little... Vegapunk was caught being cringe. (laughs) No. Robin's a little confused, having never heard that Vegapunk was a woman, and in addition, this woman's age doesn't match Vegapunk's long history of activity. And the woman responds, "Uh, I'm obviously not the Stella, that's the main body. I'm Punk 02, Vegapunk Lilith, the evil... <laughs> what a now I can finally say shoutouts to Lilith. What a way to introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, she says, "My research budget is constantly stretched to the seams, so hand over your valuables. After that, I'm done with you." The Sunny finds itself Listen, suddenly Academia surrounded. Is a cutthroat world. <laughs> uh, the Sunny finds itself suddenly surrounded by giant mechanical sea monsters. They look so cool. Good lord! And there's a lot another of them... fucking giraffe. <laughs> Oh no! Them, very similar to the sea beasts that uh, we were greeted by in Fishman Island, also. Uh, mm. 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 Like mechanical versions of those. Yeah. Uh, Lilith gets a call from someone called Shaka, who is scolding her for plundering again. Shaka warns her to take a closer look at the crew that she's harassing, and says, "That's the crew of Straw Hat, the one who just got made Emperor of the Sea. You've underestimated them." Look at the swordsman on board. The reason he's calmly hanging back is because he knows he can slaughter you in an instant from that range. The same goes for the demon child behind him, Nico Robin. Do you know how sometimes in video games there will be enemies that are too high level? What we discovered is that Lilith does not listen to those warnings, but Shaka does. <laughs> she thinks her build is <laughs> Why is your name? She purple? thinks her build is good enough. <laughs> the um I know how to dodge roll. But also, <laughs> it's kind of cool that the main characters get to be the purple names yes. this time. Because considering uh-huh. what they just did. I want to point out yeah. that Shaka says the one who just got made Emperor of the Sea. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, I think Vegapunk knows how this world works by now. <laughs> He's worked with the government long enough at this yeah. point. Uh, Zoro calls out to Shaka that they have uh, that they've got some demands, and Shaka agrees to meet them, having an interest in the crew themselves. And mm. we get a name card for them, 
They are Punk 01, Dr. Vegapunk, Shaka the Good. Isn't that amazing that Shaka the Good and Lilith the Evil don't get along in their introductory? <laughs> Crazy. Wow, very shocked. <laughs> Uh, Shaka, very cool character. Daft very Punk, cool. right? Like, yeah. We can just yeah. all agree. Finally, I, yeah. I really yeah. figured out what the name means. <laughs> he's um, he's literally Daft Punk. Yes. Yeah. He, like, the helmet is exactly... It's just yeah. literally the, the helmet. What will happen if... if we even... What will happen if he and Kid fight? <laughs> Battle of the Punks. Please. It'll be Robot Rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll be their combo attack. Meanwhile, with Luffy's team, Bonnie reveals that she knows about Egghead because she she had traveled to it as a child. And she seeks revenge against Vegapunk for turning her father, Bartholomew Kuma, into a mindless cyborg. Oh. I mean, I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. That answers that. Yeah, that answers that. Okay. (laughs) Kind of spooky. You did call it. Good job. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I also called that Wano would be the first country under Luffy's protection, too. That's true. Technically. You did give them the flag. And then Fishman Island, yeah. Yes. He he owes Fishman Island a fucking flag. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Facts. So, I just want to... Oh, my God. Now that we see Egghead, right? What a magical-looking place. Like, Oda, you know, throughout all the post-time skip, has truly been going so we in, final, in making these places we, feel so We magical. finally found it. a legendary-looking location that is actually gonna, like, have the story be about it. Mm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I just love joking about, like, all the crazy places the Straw Hats went, like, during the time skip. Any one of which felt like they could have had a whole fucking manga sat on, set on them, and we see them in one panel. <laughs> Because Oda just goes yeah, and, like Tequila Wolf, yeah, and the oh, yeah. the the giant um island that is a giant plant, like uh. yeah. Hello, what? Hello, what? Hello, uh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah what's up? Uh, Discord went out again. On oh my no! Computer, oh so no! So I switched to the phone. Uh, uh, unfortunately, gotcha. Uh, so we're just gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. You got it. I just wanted to talk about this. this this magical, magical location we have here. Absolutely. And as I as I mentioned previously, um, we see a giant space monster <laughs> that has the capability of breathing atomic breaths that towers over everything else. And now, if that doesn't ring a bell, <laughs> it's also fighting a giant robot. And I'm just thinking to myself, wait, this room is filled with all this nerd crap <laughs> like a mario block and a bunch of old anime stuff like the robot what if hold on those scales on the back of the monster even they look pretty familiar yeah what if this is a godzilla thing oh i'm pretty oh, oh that's crazy oh. <laughs> i mean um, it's it, it's very like as we're gonna find out it's very like showa era anime sci-fi stuff. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely astro boy absolutely mm-hmm. astro boy oh pretty interesting so. okay, that's pretty interesting hello readers pretty interesting <laughs> um, not trying to spite i love that i love oh, yeah. that all these one pc youtubers have this just like parvision have the same vibe where it's like i don't know i don't know not trying to spice not trying to spice but just think about this <laughs> not trying to say anything but this is pretty interesting <laughs> no like because this this is this panel made me feel so vindicated mm-hmm. as like this is like in the most blunt terms 
This is dead ass the reason I started my channel. Uh -huh. Seeing a Godzilla monster in One Piece. And now we're seeing it again <laughs> nice. with Vegapunk? Come on, man. Come on. Luffy tries to attack the banana Godzilla for fun, but goes flying right through mm. it. He, Bonnie, and Chopper dive on a nearby pile of sweets and ice cream, uh, but similarly go passing right through it. Also, please note Criminal. that Chopper gets the double-ringed eyes out of anger when he finds out that the food wasn't real. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the only time I think I've ever seen him angry that wasn't about, like, medicine. <laughs> like, someone being just like, yeah. for real, for He's real. He's offended. It's the cotton candy. Uh, I, I should have made, this parfait is a hologram, one of my quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie explains that these must be holograms, though she's never had the chance to see one herself before. Mm. Luffy gets angry, and you can actually see the little Raymond thing appear around him, like he's going to briefly go Gear <laughs> right. 5, or Gear 4, whichever. And, and his hair is starting to get fire. It's so just fun. I love that his emotions are starting to add some like hyper-cartoonish aspects mm. to them. Yes. Uh, the group is approached by a tall, astro-boy-looking robo-girl, who tries to explain mm. a bit about the island to them, and Luffy punches her. <laughs> Uh, she proves Rude. to be real and not a hologram and punches back, sending him flying into a nearby machine that instantly pops out a burger and fries. That burger looks mm, real good. Yum. It does. And also it comes with Vega Cola. Mm, yum. Vega Cola. <gasps> oh my goodness. How potent. What do you think it, what, what, what do you think it tastes like? How potent a fuel. Oh, wait. That's, uh, uh, that's Frankie's fuel, isn't it? It is. Cola is. I, cola. I, I, also, that's also Frankie's favorite food. It's also Frankie's <laughs> yeah. favorite food, Alberta. Because he's American. Yeah, and there's also, like, stars everywhere, and Frankie loves putting stars on I wonder things. if, um, mm -hmm. I wonder if Vega Cola would be, like, super concentrated, extra powerful fuel for him. <laughs> mm. uh, the Robo is Girl. Is like Frankie's dad or something? I don't know. Uh, well. <laughs> The Robo-Girl explains that it's an automated cooking machine, so Luffy, Bonnie, and Chopper go nuts pressing all of the buttons. Same. <laughs> this girl, who is called Vegapunk Atlas, uh, explains, As long as there's enough food material, it can provide 500 different meals to the user, each in under a minute, but only if you make it exactly to the plans. There aren't enough technicians to mass-produce them, though. It makes me so mad. The world doesn't have enough tech or funding. I love that she's explaining this this wonderful technology through gritted teeth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Makes me so happy. Bureaucracy, academia. Um, <laughs> and I think, I genuinely think, so I'm just going to say shout outs to um, this Vegapunk, which is named Atlas, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, Atlas is like the one holding up the world, the one under all the stress, the weight of the world on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. Then being so angry and so frustrated is just so fun. <laughs> um but they also literally say one of the best quotes in all of One Piece yeah. right before their name drop. Yeah. Whether it's real or not is for you to decide. If you ask me, those words are a relic of a bygone age. Oh, we're back on philosophy oh. Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, boy. Anything man can imagine is a possibility in reality. I was about to say, what does Willie exactly. Carrick, noted physicist, Willie Carrick, think about this place? <laughs> Willie Carrick. And Jim Bay. Willie Carrick yeah. gets like almost a, a weekly name drop in this podcast. Yeah. Willie Caroon? No. Willie Caroon? <laughs> and now I like that Jim Bay still looks, you know, super serious, but he's eating his anime meat too. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, yeah. You know, he's getting in on it too. Might as well fuel up. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I just wanted to show love to Atlas, man. I just, I just, yeah. this character's so amazing. It's what a fun design. Very What Astro a great, Boy like, yeah. intro. Yeah, it's so fun. And I know that we haven't uh, watched it as a podcast yet, but Oda has this design on his mind right now because she's oh. also very similar to Uta. Oh, I see. Red. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they're even the same color. Like, uh, I forget what her official color scheme is. I can, I, I can, Atlas um, is red. I'll send a picture because they recently just confirmed it. Yeah, I do. I do like though, picking off, piggybacking off of uh, the Astro Boy influence. I like that Oda is kind of going for like old school, uh, like sci-fi and mech anime. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's probably what he's used to growing up too. Yeah. yeah. Probably a lot oh, of yeah. like nostalgia references for him. What inspired him exactly? Yeah. Uh, out at sea. Kaku, Stussy, and Rob fucking Lucci sail for Egghead. <laughs> Man, he's finally returned. He's, he's finally. You guys, returning. you guys, he, he's he's here to do he's something. gonna do something. <laughs> and the uh-huh. top agent Hatori is right there as well. Oh my god, Indeed. Hatori is um, there. And what is that thing that's next to Stussy? Like, I think she has her own evil Hatori. Your right own there. evil pet, yeah. I think that's her. <laughs> mask. That's her mask. Oh, okay. Never. That makes she much was more wearing sense. that. I thought it was like this little time like, we saw. spider thing. Oh, that's yeah. The, okay. That's her mask. Yeah. Um, uh, they, Lu- Lu- they're all, all of their masks are on the table in front of them. They are all sailing for Egghead under the guise of returning a Kuma-shaped Seraphim, but really they've been given orders to eliminate all seven Vegapunks. So, mm. <sighs> tall order. So, you, I'm like you said from the beginning, and it's been borne out over and over again that. Oda can do whatever he wants with this with this manga. It can be any genre. Yep. So you just go yep. to a different island. It becomes something totally else. Even after everything, I was not prepared for us to go jump directly from 1500s Japan to <laughs> a place where the central character is a digital distributed consciousness with seven bodies. <laughs> And Pretty awesome. <laughs> like I pointed it out, but he was already kind of setting up that idea with the Marys. That's true. Yeah. Uh, outside of the Stella, which is the main body of Vegapunk, there is Shaka the Good, Lilith the Evil, Edison the Thinker, Pythagoras the Wisdom, Atlas the Violence, and York the Greed. Oh. And I, surprising no one, cannot keep any of them straight. I know that there's three <laughs> girls, I know that there's one Daft Punk, and I know that uh-huh. there's two robots, but I well, could not... I, Here's how you keep it straight, Joel, is that the women are the bad ones and the men are the good ones. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, hey, Uh-oh. Atlas is great. Atlas is great. I Atlas love is Atlas bad. and uh, the Atlas, first one we met, but I don't remember what they're Atlas called. Atlas is passionate. Lilith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lilith, thank you. But no, by the time these chapters were coming out, I had actually joined the Mestex, and when the new chapters were coming out, people would say, oh, uh... What, what do you think about this thing that Edison said? And I would literally be like, I do not know what an Edison is. <laughs> Who the fuck Who the is fuck Edison? Talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. So the, the way I remembered it was, well, obviously the, the girl Vegapunks are very easy to distinguish. But with Edison and Pythagoras, the way I remember it, uh, I know we're cutting ahead a mm-hmm. bit because we don't know their designs yet. But uh, to me, Pythagoras looks a lot like Robo from Chrono Trigger, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite games. So that's how I remembered him. And Edison had a football head, so I would think of Hey Arnold. So that's <laughs> how we distinguish the two. 
Good idea. Okay, yeah, <laughs> perfectly clear. I understand. That. <laughs> I just, I just know I love York, and I, I, I remember York. <laughs> That's all you need to remember. Fair That's enough. all I need. Um, is York on screen? I don't give a shit. Then <laughs> people should be asking when York isn't on screen. Where is York? <laughs> Where's York? Uh, eyes on York? I. I do find it very Absolutely. interesting that we're introduced to holograms created from light, and the first person we meet who is, like, kind of connected to Vegapunk is Kizaru. Well, technically right. Sentamaru, mm-hmm. but also Kizaru. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, after Luffy, Bonnie, and Chopper have eaten their fill, Atlas takes her leave, and they begin to explore the rest of the island. Mm. I do want to bring something up really quickly. So, there's this dog here <laughs> named... The Recycali. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? I love this, this dog. dog. This dog is adorable. And for some reason, even though we're on Egghead and all these things could have, you know, Oda Box narrator cards, this dog gets one. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not confirmed at all. Um, this dog is going to be important somehow. So... Mm-hmm. As, as, you know, we've all been talking about, a Vegapunk is a collective consciousness thing, right? Yeah. I think at some point, Vegapunk will be this dog. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's oh, gotta happen. Dog. That's the backup he's body. Got, yeah. He's got... He's got he, no, like, genuinely. Why would Oda make the box? Why? Because, like, what is the purpose of the dog? You know? It's mm. a cute dog and it's a cute name, but, like... Come on! Now. Is this he, he has given be... he has given uh, like intro boxes to nothing characters before. Mm-hmm. That is true. That but is true. But I before do, we I meet do, any other, there's Vegapunk there's whimsy stuff? to this idea. So <laughs> therefore, it's enough for me to support it. <laughs> and and like I said, I, I don't know if this is you know this obviously isn't a thing. Like yeah, at this point, is so this... I'm not like. Is mm-hmm. this a trash compactor that ate a dog for you? God damn it. You're, that would you're never going to let the dog gun. You're never going to let the dog gun lie, so are you, Tyler? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, uh, dog, the dog, dog gun. A, um, if you accidentally put a devil fruit down the garbage disposal and turn it, it on. Alive. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Now it's a horse. Off, the dog gun, it's lasso, okay? It's lasso. <laughs> That's, you know what? It has you're right. And I'm no, sorry. on this podcast, it's the dog gun. <laughs> Yeah, it's like like you can't you can't slander you know these we, amazing. We designs can't by we them. can't be so disrespectful of Mr. Force's favorite gun. Exactly, exactly. Luffy stumbles on an instant fashion machine that provides him with some cool Jetsons drip. Woo! Fashion. And the Astro Boy shoes. Yeah. So. Indeed. And most of these clothes say. I, I like to imagine that they're all wearing those really uh, clunky, ugly like. Red boots that were popular on TikTok. Yeah, the mischief, the mischief boots. Most yeah. of the clothes, the boots, yeah. most of the clothes say SSG on them too. Yeah, which is what yeah. is it? Super <clears throat> Saiyan God. It's the special science group. Oh special my science. God! Yeah, that's what Super Saiyan God. Bonnie tries to take her leave to hunt down the real Vegapunk, uh, but before she can, they are spotted by Bartholomew Kuma, who is dressed as a police officer and comes charging for a them. Jacked. So, Police officer Kuma. <laughs> this is so weird. This is, this is so fucking weird. Vega Punk, we later learn, has created the entire village people with Kumas, and that's just the first one we run into. <laughs> and and, and uh, I mean, and he, also Vega Punk has has uh, has created the ultimate sin. He made someone a cop. Mm-hmm. 
And then, um, yeah. and then everyone else from the closed machine gets, you know, cool Jetsons outfits, except for Jimbei. <laughs> Jimbei is yeah. now Jimbei's on Island Time. <laughs> So Jimbei is on Island Time. Love, That's right. I love the Island Time. Yeah. Yeah. He's already in Margaritaville. And I love that he still has his perpetual, like, super intense, focused, fierce expression, just chilling in his Hawaiian shirt. Yes. So, Listen, my partner. Listen, changes in latitudes give you changes in attitudes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, my partner adores this design for Jimbei. Yeah. Uh, and has come up with two distinct ways to refer to it. With it, which is uh, Uncle Jim Bay, because he looks like Uncle Tito. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but also Jum Bay, because he looks like Jumba <gasps> from Lilo and Stitch. Holy shit. Oh, Lilo and Stitch AU, where Lu- Luffy is Lilo. Or Luffy is Stitch, I mean. <laughs> Na- so Nami is Lilo. I remember. Yeah, so baby many Nami, people, like young Nami is. So, so many people would say. Like Tio Jinbei and the, uh, the Tito thing is yeah. so perfect too. Kuma Cop starts shooting lasers at them, so Luffy tries to retaliate, but is kicked aside by Bonnie, who begins to weep. She says, "That's my daddy, and he's my only family. Please don't hurt my daddy." I mean, he's not your only family. They made a lot of copies. <laughs> yeah, okay. you got a lot of uncles yeah. now. <laughs> Sometimes a family is just 18 dads that are all the same guy. <laughs> Jesus. Tell that to Piccolo. Well. Jesus, I, Jesus Christ. I am a, I'm a huge fan of this scene. Yeah. Very, very big fan. Because Oda, he's been really solid at writing these incredibly painful dad-daughter stories. And he's done this with even other pink-haired characters. So... I'm hoping that this is going to be, like, the ultimate sad dad-daughter story. Because I'm already, like, you know, Kuma, he's a very um, intriguing character. Yes. You know? He's been such a threat throughout most of the story. But now he's, like, a tragic figure. And his sort of full sort of journey... He was always tragic. ...in our perspective. Oh, definitely. But I'm saying, like, now, do we even see him as a threat? No. He's, like, sorely um, a a tragic figure. And with Bonnie, a character that we know and respect, having like such a breakdown in front of our eyes, it's, it's really, really just mm-hmm. crazy to see. Because also, who would have seen this coming like a decade later? Extremely reminiscent to the I want to live face. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it also like, you know, um, characters being very emotional or making logical decisions based off of how they feel makes things complicated. Luffy can't just punch Kuma hard enough or punch Bonnie until the problem gets resolved. Yeah. It's, it's a known fist problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, out at sea, Trafalgar Law has boobs. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, we don't see it, but Beppo has the greatest hair. I love yeah. them Beppo <laughs> in the background there. I love how... Beppo, I love, Beppo's got a fucking throw-and-go from Party I City. I love how zero effort it is. It's just Beppo with long hair. <laughs> Yeah. And, hey, yeah. So the the you SPS know, continues to honestly, just become canon. This, yeah, no, I these patch notes are nothing but improvements. These, these <laughs> like, fucking Yeah. This, this fucking This is hit. a great look for law. Oh my god, this so part. Yeah, instead of instead of Trafalgar, it's Trafalgar. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. 
So is is Law fighting Ivankov right now or something? Like what the, mm. what's going on? All about that. What's, what's happening? Well, first he forcibly wills himself back into the body of a man <laughs> using intense mm. hockey to counteract a devil fruit power. He, he flexes his boobs away, which is something that he learned while fighting two emperors of the sea. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is something I will say when I was rereading Wano with y'all, is that I always wondered, like, so if Law can switch people's bodies, why not just put, like, Chopper in Kaido's body, and then you get a couple of free hits in, or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, some mook. But there is a throwaway line that I completely missed the first time through, which is something like, yeah. our powers don't work because of how hockey they have. Yeah, and, yeah, and that, of course, that's Hockey is Law. And that had to be, yeah. like, that basically had to be the case. Like, for, yeah. for yeah, things I, to, absolutely. to hold together. Uh, his crew is being attacked by Doc Q, user of the Sick Sick Fruit. So, so I know this is going to be a bit of, uh, crazy, but I remember a lot of the early translations, they called it the Milady Disease. Oh, oh no! God. It was so <laughs> funny. Terrible. Oh my it god, because was... it's a malady! Yeah, it's a malady. Feminiz- yeah, it's so funny. Feminization disease. I can't... I, 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 yeah. I can't. I can't let you get away I with this. I can't one. believe this. <laughs> that's, that's a wild thing to say. <laughs> we do not, in fact, need to let him cook. This, <laughs> wait, this is also the. I don't know. The, I don't this know. Is, the idea is fun. This is also the, the volume where we get the like the true like full classic like comic book cover shot of Bonnie, where she mm-hmm. where like her her waist is is turned impossibly ninety degrees so we can see her yeah. both her tits and her ass. Like, yeah. Oda, Oda is reasserting himself here. <laughs> For God's sake. It's like, I'm tired of drawing these kimonos. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get into my bag. So the kimonos are the power limiter of the booze. So Doc Q is... Was he already sick all the time? Or is he sick because he ate the sick oh, yeah. fruit? Oh, interesting. Impossible to say. That. God only knows. It is impossible to say. And then we get... Jesus. Was Jesus Burgess always strong? Je- Jesus Burgess has returned, <laughs> and he's and I do want to say his his new design is very his cool. New, I love that he's like now des- like a cyborg almost. I, yeah, I, I think he's because Sabo really big. fucked his face up. <laughs> because yeah, Sago, yeah, yeah, Sabo crushed it and burned it. Yeah, I love so cool. the. This is, I think this is the actual funniest thing in all of One Piece, where where law law. Trafalgar Law has the nerve to call other people's powers preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> the ne- the literal OP OP user. But but also it's it's so funny that we're over a thousand chapters into this manga, and we're now being introduced to a devil fruit that just <laughs> it makes you strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's this is so actually. after sugar, like <laughs> right. what happens? Like yeah. what happens if the strong strong fruit awakens? Does, does so he start turning I, the terrain around him strong. into flexing like arms? <laughs> I do. I do want to uh, bring up this this really really fun idea. Um, so you know we were talking about the most relevant uh, supernova that has yet to do anything, a uh-huh. rouge. I genuinely thought Rouge was killed. Genuinely. Uh, because, like, the strong, strong fruit, I genuinely was like, oh my god, yeah. did Rouge let himself die for Blackbeard? <laughs> did Rouge get killed by Blackbeard? That is a reasonable, you know, reasonable conclusion to draw. Yeah, because Rouge from Marineford was like, oh, Blackbeard's the eye of the storm. And I don't know. Obviously, Rouge has yet to do anything. 
still still <laughs> uh so you know i'm just waiting for something and the fact i was so sold on a supernova dying just off screen i was he's that wrong like i'm just i'm waiting for something i'm waiting uh, also joining them is van auger who is now the user of the warp warp fruit mm. that's which probably explains that's, that's scary yeah. Explains some upcoming shenanigans. <laughs> Most definitely. Like Th- this warp warp fruit the, has the, me the team sniper having the ability to teleport. That's, that's, that's fucked. Pretty, that's pretty good. I call I call high. I, I, that's I think, literally hacked. I think that's more overpowered than lost fruit, honestly. <laughs> Finally, Commodore Teach himself arrives, flying on Doc Q's horse Stronger, who has now eaten the horse horse fruit mythical model Pegasus. So that, that, this man this, got a mythical fruit and fed it to a man's horse. This, like yes. you have other captains a, working underneath you. A mythical you, fruit that was already a yeah, horse. What a waste! Like, <laughs> yeah. like never mind the strong, strong fruit. We went from the dog gun to like we have a horse, <laughs> horse and we just made it another horse. Am I the only one that had to like double check what Gonfall's horse was? I remember no. that it was a bird. Uh, yeah, I did yeah. not, but that was that is interesting. <gasps> Stronger versus uh, Gone Falls horse oh my God. <laughs> in, the final, in the final battle. <laughs> so, man, I love I love this though. Like this is just suddenly happening. Like so, Laws is like, all right, fighting Blackbeard now. Don't give a fuck. Yep, yep. It's so intense yeah. because we have all this Wano hype, and then out of nowhere, wait, Laws fighting Blackbeard. Yeah. And I remember um, the week it came out, so many people were like, we're cutting away. The fact that in the next chapter we actually saw this happen, like fan fiction, literally fan fiction, like this and the boa scene—it's it's the so final amazing. saga, baby. The the um yeah, the um the 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 boa chapter in particular. Like I know we just came off of the Nika reveal, but like that is like like the most single concentrated important chapter, like. I don't know if important. Like, the, I feel like there is no other chapter we have read so far in which more stuff happens. Like, more <laughs> important stuff happens than in I, that one. Yeah. Like, this this mm. volume I, I in like... general is just accelerating unbelievably fast. We we can't really like um, overlook just like how scary it is that Blackbeard is making moves right now. Yeah, yeah, but. And Blackbeard's not a character to do that. But yeah, but well, and he's, yeah. but also at I mean, the same he's, time, he's kind of the character that's always been doing that, though. But yeah, no, but I mean, like the, not like the overt moves. Yeah, off screen, yeah. we're seeing. Yeah, like the way I love um, describing it is like Blackbeard. He's like a guest star every now and again. Uh-huh. If we're thinking about it, like imagine this is like a show. You know, Blackbeard's like a oh. Can you imagine a One Piece TV show? That'd be crazy. (laughs) Dude, imagine, like... uh, Dude, imagine. Um, (laughs) Ain't a word. Yeah, like, Blackbeard's character, um, you know, the actor, whether it be a real show, whatever. His script, it's probably, like, a few pages. You know, probably. He definitely gets a lot of royalties, for sure, though. Mm -hmm. You know, he might even be in the intro of a really, really long arc and not show up in it, except for (laughs) one line. Um, The, um... But no, on, sorry. just seeing him do things and like yeah. actually like, dude, he is flying. He is literally sitting on an old crippled man <laughs> on top of a Pegasus, <laughs> uh, screaming uh, about it, 
turning the world upside down. Excuse me, he's standing on top of an old crippled man who is on top of an old crippled Pegasus. Oh, true. true. (laughs) Yeah. But that, um, what's what's fascinating what, to me though is that like weirdly considering like what the inc- like incredible things we've seen him do like Blackbeard in this volume does not impress me very much like he seems he really? seems inc- like not he seems incredibly powerful definitely like he's the guy who has broken the fucking mm-hmm. laws of the universe but not insurmountable no it's that he he seems like a coward. Yeah, like every time, definitely, every, he definitely literally is every time we see him fight, we see him show like cowardice. He, well, he's either a coward or he's way overconfident. Like, yeah. like he knows that no, he's it, one of the most powerful people in the universe at the moment, and he has let it go all the way to his head. He's just constantly running in, getting it over his head, getting his ass kicked. Like Dave, he's a D. Well, I mean, maybe Tyler's theory about it being fake could be true, um. but like. He's the he's the Leroy Jenkins who just happens to always luck out. He's yeah. the buggy with actual power and, of this. Manga. And he's and he's mm. he thinks he, I think Tyler's right about this. He thinks he's the main character of this story. Yeah. Yes, I mm-hmm. I I will go against. He's the buggy with actual power. You know, he is, I do. He's not. He doesn't suck that much. He, uh, all right, that, now we're, now we're shading buggy. Too. I love um, buggy. I love buggy well, because would, he sucks. <laughs> like I think Blackbeard definitely has a dream yeah. and a motivation and like a real drive. Oh, yeah. But the thing that makes Blackbeard so interesting is that he he is so similar to Luffy. Yeah, right. he's just he's just a few inches away from being like too similar. He's always right on the precipice of being amazing, but then he just sucks. And that's what makes him so great. Yep, because you- every time we think Blackbeard's gonna lose like in Impel Down, where he gets poisoned and then beat by Luffy to the point where he's like, oh, that actually hurt a little. Um, you know, seeing stuff like that, and then him just getting sort of, by the universe itself, saved right. by Shiryu, and then and, getting all the Impel and, Down And people. so like, often, it's it's just like Luffy, it's because he attracts other important people to him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What is, well, and the other thing, too, I would say about his um, character that we're seeing here that we got hints of, but is it in full display here? He's a gambler. He puts it all on black, yeah. and then he rushes in, and it it always works out. He always wins. Weird, because <laughs> he believes what? fate is on his side. Yeah. yeah what yeah. makes him my favorite villain in the series is that he is the guy who goes out and does stuff. Like he's a very active character compared to most of the other villains who are all fucking landlords. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're all yeah. just sitting in one place, like satisfied with what they have already. <laughs> Or and, and they clinging to it to the nail, power. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Blackbeard wants to makes it... upend the table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I will give I love, credit to, uh... to Kaido. He was he was trying to set a war in motion, so he was he was building up to something. He had twenty I... years to do it, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Shit or get off the pot. To, and tomorrow was gonna be that. <laughs> it was gonna be <laughs> yeah. the day. And he was taking it on gifters. Like, <laughs> come on, Kaido. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the what makes Blackbeard so interesting is the way um, we were talking about it earlier. The black hole, he'll never be satisfied. Yeah. So he's constantly causing all this chaos for other people just so he can feel something, which is really crazy. <laughs> and uh, again, on the Kaido thing, because I do think he was different as well. Yeah. The way he was, he was so desperate not to start a war, not to end the world, but to find Joy Boy. It's so and- intriguing and. 
I really like Kaido. Oh so yeah, I oh, just Kaido's like, great. His writing is so interesting, and I know many people who do not like Kaido because oh, he didn't have a crazy deep backstory. It's like we don't really need that. Well, and also he like, clearly does have a crazy deep backstory. We just haven't been told it yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. With rocks. Yeah, we'll yeah, go. We'll I I didn't like Kaido for a long time, and it was mostly in his setup period uh, where he was just kind of looming in the background. He was just mm-hmm. for. Like, almost a decade, it feels like. He was a wall of meat that we were going to have to punch at some point. Yeah. But then, Wano really did do a lot to make him much more interesting and compelling. Yeah, the way that, the way that he fits into the structure of that story, like, is what makes him interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since we're already talking about Blackbeard and Kaido and kind of comparing them, another thing that I will say that's sticking out to me is... We are told Kaido is a big, big threat, and then we have all this build-up to the fight, and then when it happens, we realize, oh, those people were telling the truth. They weren't hyping him up or Uh, whatever. Whereas I feel like with Blackbeard, when he was first introduced, we were not given the, this guy's really, really dangerous, and we are kind of led there by ourselves to come to that conclusion. We go, oh, shit. He just has bad vibes. It is is genuinely wild and, and fascinating how, like, Blackbeard, who, like, might be the main antagonist of One Piece, maybe? That's my I'm Considering sure how little he's personally. actually been in it, on the whole. Yeah. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only other contender would be Emu, and Emu's been in it significantly less than Yeah, Blackbeard. and Emu, um, Emu doesn't... I'm with Tyler on this one. Emu doesn't exactly feel like an antagonist. Emu feels like something else. He feels like some sort I of... I think Emu's more of a force of nature, right, exactly. if anything. Yeah. Like, he's like a, and he's, here's he's what like I a think. terrain feature. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to get too deep into it because we still got oh, plenty yeah. of volume left. Uh-huh. But I do want to put like put out into the world my own like theory that's starting to bubble up about Emu's okay. importance. Is that Emu is mm-hmm. being set up for Sabo? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate celestial dragon. That I think that's interesting. But for me, mm-hmm. I definitely think Luffy will fight Emu for sure. Um, but I personally think. Blackbeard, being Blackbeard, is probably going to just swoop in right at the end and then do something <laughs> crazy, and then he'll be the real. He'll be like the, because he'll be like the Star Scream, but was, instead of being the number two to the bad yeah. guy, he's just another bad guy who oh, absorbs. That's really I mean, good, honestly. Yeah, especially because think about this. Think about this. Every time we've seen Emu, they are just completely shrouded in darkness. Mm-hmm. And what is Blackbeard? He is darkness. Yeah, Emu is shrouded in it, but Blackbeard is it you know what I'm saying? Dark, I, I do have a personal theory that uh, the the specific reason why Blackbeard chose the darkness fruit was for Emu. Uh, I'm nah. not sure oh. exactly, but I feel oh. like that's why. Yeah. What if? Oh, this is crazy. Okay. What if? What if Emu um, is the third devil fruit Blackbeard will get? If that <laughs> that would be crazy. If that theory is accurate. Yeah. I mean, for sure. But if Luffy has the qualities of all three Devil Fruits, wouldn't it be uh, fitting for Blackbeard right, to have yeah. three of each category? Yeah. I said last. I, I, said, I said I think last week that my theory is that Emu is also a like a legendary human, a mythical human human fruit that is like a mm-hmm. god, and whatever god he is, like Nika is that god's archenemy. It's like Ooh, the I devil know. of the religion that worships Nika, kind of, or something or, uh, like that. Or I, would, like that. I would say or other the, way around. The moon to his I, I, I think Nika is the devil in this context, but it's a good devil that yeah. we like. I could, uh, <laughs> like, I'm sure that he could find a way to write it, 
because he's Oda, and that's what he does. Yeah. But, like, as it stands now, I just don't see a reason why Luffy and Emu would ever be in the same room. Right. Really? I mean, he just passed really? the room. Like, he's in Mary Joa, well, right? Yeah, he he had an excuse to go to Mary Joa just a few few pages. Well, like, and then Zoro said it's not time yet. It's not yeah. final boss. <laughs> that's true. We have to grind a little bit more. Zoro knows. Zoro knows. Mm. <laughs> but, but, speaking of rooms, Law's fighting Blackbeard, guys. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I could just envision similar to what we just had with Kaido and Big Mom, a, a dual fight happening at the same time between Luffy and Blackbeard and Sabo and Emu. Mm. It's yeah, how I am currently envisioning it. But again, I could be entirely wrong because <laughs> I'm not the author. <laughs> I I do want to say, um, what are the odds? What is everyone thinking about the outcome of Law versus three of the Titanic captains right now? <laughs> Oh, really? like, he's um, gonna give it his dar- he's gonna give it his darndest <laughs> I know that much so here's, are you, he, here's are you... my thoughts right so some people I, maybe it was one specific person but someone in the mess decks around the time these chapters were coming out was like it's time for the new generation to rise up and there's a couple of things about that Blackbeard's also sort of technically the new generation because he wasn't really a oh, yeah. Yeah. for a while exactly. but also we know Blackbeard he's not gonna be taken out by someone other than Luffy I do not believe that so, like, Law either has to die or run away, or maybe he, like, gives Blackbeard a cool-ass scar or something, but he's or, not going to win. Or get saved. Law has no shame in retreating. Yeah. Law's not a I will. I will uh, say, guy. you guys yeah. are underselling. Law has his whole crew here. Yeah, and it, and <laughs> now, it is being emphasized. He's got Beppo. And, and he, like, he has kept them largely out of the way up to this point. But it is now being demonstrated, like, how badass they all are. Like, yeah, it's great to see them get to do stuff. Yeah, the hard pirates. Yeah, so it's just Blackbeard and three other people. Well, four, which you count stronger. Three other people. And Law has, I think, a 50-person strong crew. I'm pretty certain. Like, <laughs> he's definitely outnumbering Blackbeard. But Blackbeard, on the other hand, is built different. Yes. So I, I was about to say, all, like, all told, how like, many of those 50? 50- no, just all, all told, like, you know, I, I, I bet on Blackbeard because... Law himself mm. is is he's only a... one half of the team that took out <laughs> an emperor, and uh, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, Dave, I could kiss you right now. Sorry. <laughs> he's only one half of the team that took out an emperor, and um, considering all the other people we know about that Blackbeard has taken out, like yeah, yeah, he is at the he is at the absolute top tier. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. So I, I bet on him, but Law is gonna. Never, don't underestimate Law either. Law has some tricks in his pocket. Yeah, that's the other thing too. When I was reading this week to week, I was like, I don't think Law's gonna win, but he's not gonna die either. Like, could you imagine he has this big victory in Wano and then he's just <laughs> off like two chapters later? Yeah. yeah, that'd be crazy. And I mean, Oda's definitely not someone. If Oda killed one of the top five most popular character <laughs> in his series, don't get me wrong, that would make a lot of people hate the shit out of Blackbeard. Like, like hate him. Mm-hmm. Like, because a lot of people, you know, they love Ace, obviously. But I know a lot of people are like, oh, Ace, he's kind of, you know, I knew about it. I knew it was going to happen. But if this happened, yo, people would lose their minds. People would lose their minds. Uh, aboard Blackbeard's ship is Charlotte Pudding, who tells them all mm. that they won't be laughing for long if her mama is still alive. 
Uh, and like I know that we were just saying how intense this battle is and how cool it is, but this is the fucking wildest thing about this chapter to me. Yeah. Because we also just saw her on the fucking cover of the chapter. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy, right? Yeah. The cover story and the main story are converging faster than ever before. Yeah. yeah. The cover story's yeah. still going. Yeah. The cover story's still going. I don't, yeah, we, we've talked about how Big Mom's probably going to survive the lava, but it's probably not good for her health either. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've, I've was... heard of this this rare new skin routine <laughs> yeah. called a if lava only, bath. If only, if only there was someone who had the ability to remove liquids from someone. Oh, you think <laughs> if you only. think smoothie is gonna drain the lava and save her? <laughs> do I think? Do I think smoothie we need will a lava do transfusion? Oh. Smoothie, who last we saw was in Wano. Right, the sh- on the Wano. ship, and also, mm. uh, the like Morgan said, the last thing that CP Zero reported was it's Big Mom's ship. Hmm, intriguing. intriguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I skipped over this in my notes, but I do want to read it now because I fucking love it. Uh, it's <laughs> this one panel of Sakazuki, and he says, <laughs> <laughs> "And here I am once again, waiting for a fight to conclude." Nobody told me that being fleet admiral would be so frustrating. <laughs> and I, I shit, you, this asshole. is the this is the perfect fate for this piece of shit <laughs> is yes. to just get Peter principled up to this job where he can't do a goddamn thing anymore. Yeah. Yep. He just has to sit yeah. and watch the world burn and and and, and can't and... even help burn it. <laughs> yeah. Sengoku just si- literal... Sengoku just sitting off to the side being like, "Yeah, I enjoy it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And Why do you think Sengoku's I'm so just... fucking relaxed? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, and Sengoku's just like, and I haven't even told you about the secret 19th race. And Akane's just like, oh my what? God. <laughs> I, I love, um, I, this is just something I think is fun, because I'm a nerd. Um, so as we see, during Blackbeard and Law's fight, he ends it with Black Vortex, the same move he used on Ace mm-hmm. in Bonaro Island. And then we do a hard cutaway, because of course we do. And then you see the sort of, I don't know what they're called, the effects, right? The mm-hmm. sort of characters or whatever. They're a really different font for Blackbeard than they are for Akainu. And then we cut to Egghead on the next page, and that's another completely different <laughs> like effect font. It's so fun. Just the way he can just like change the tone was so something that's so like insignificant seeming, you know? Uh, back on Egghead, Luffy, Bonnie, Chopper, and Jimbei regroup, though Jimbei and Bonnie have been turned into kids, and Luffy and Chopper are geezers. And Luffy's from a different future, is what yeah. he's labeled as? Yeah. yeah. Mm. The SBS Very continues to become canon. <laughs> yeah. All the different components of One Piece are converging on this one singular point in the final arc. <laughs> Jimbei vocalizes all that he knows about Kuma which is that he started as the tyrant king of Sorbet Kingdom, but was chased off by the populace, so he became a pirate. At some mm-hmm. point, he became affiliated with the Revolutionary Army until the Navy captured him. And in exchange for Vegapunk augmenting his body, Kuma's freedom was restored, and he was instated as a warlord of the sea. Bonnie retorts, My father was not a tyrant. He hated the world government. He would never work for them. They experimented on him by force. It's murder in the name of science. My father told me he was from a special people, but so what? That doesn't give them the right to force experiments on him. It doesn't give them the right to kill him. 
And also, she has a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. She, she picks also, up a lightsaber. And here's the, the comic book panel. <laughs> the, yeah. the comic book cover panel. Oh, oh, yeah. David Nakayama drew this panel. <laughs> and speaking of 19th race, we're saying he's from a special yeah, people. Yeah, special what people. What does that mean? Another thing. Uh, back with the Sunny. They are all finally brought to the interior of Egghead as well and provided new future clothes. Uh, except for Zoro and Brooke, who stay behind as ship's guards. And can I just say that apparently the future that Oda and Vegapunk imagine is women do not wear pants. <laughs> yeah. I, surprise, I surprise. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with a few rare exceptions, like Lilith. Yeah. Though, love, uh, <laughs> uh, love Frankie's uh, wind-up toy hat. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, remember, remember that great hairstyle he had earlier? Bye-bye. <laughs> Back to normal Frankie. This is pretty good, though. He looks like Funky Kong. <laughs> oh, he really does. Uh, in another room, Shaka has a call with Monkey D. Dragon, where he mentions yeah, that he suspects his death is imminent, and he has a request of Dragon. Oh. Very crazy. Very crazy shenanigan, right? Because we've reached this uh, this panel about the death being imminent, now I'm going to finally gush uh-huh. about um, the Godzilla stuff. Yeah. Now it's been literally probably... Over four hours to five <laughs> hours, but hey, full circle watchers, you finally get it. So, Godzilla crap, reference to One Piece, finally. Now we're in an old school anime, video games, fictionalized property themed island with a scientist as the main character. And literally, in the background of one of these chapters, we see a giant space monster that is mentioned not just once, but immediately in the next chapter as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. So then we get one of, if not the Vegapunk for this arc that is known as the good, saying, I suspect my death is imminent, so I want you to hear me out. Now, in Godzilla, there's a scientist who can create a weapon capable of destroying Godzilla and also the world obviously because it's such a bad weapon and he essentially thinks okay well if this weapon is going to be a thing i'm going to delete all my records of it and i'm just gonna kill myself with the weapon so i don't have to be at risk of people brainwashing me or manipulating me or whatever now as we've seen with vegapunk he's created a lot of horrible horrible crap in the world you know like literal child slave soldiers that's pretty bad bad. however vegapunk isn't seemingly all there if he's split into six different people so my hypothesis was that vegapunk is gonna somehow converge into one person probably through the acts of robert lucci you know the man (laughs) and then realize oh my god i'm terrible and then die so that's how the theory was and i had a lot of fun you know, I had a really nice ride with that theory. And then... It looks like my summer vacation is over. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just, like, living. I was living. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here. And then we eventually see some stuff that I will not say. So <laughs> if I speak, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. But just keep it in mind. It's a fun time. Egghead is very fun. Also... I am not... I'm at, I'm not... I don't mean to sound bitter if I sound bitter, because I'm just like, yo, it's... I get it still awesome. I don't really care that much. But it's just like, damn, what might have been? Also, this is a, a fucking X mark. 
Pyroblowing came back. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Welcome, welcome back Pyroblowing. 600 chapters ago, I think. Yeah. And and First when I made it an X mark, this. this hadn't happened yet, so that was me guessing are you that, se- that was going to be important. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this this is a word that we've never heard again in One Piece, but seems like it was probably is important. Holy crap. Yeah, because remember, um, Gear 5 didn't happen until you all were at Thrill yeah. Park, which took place later. Oh my god, Tyler, you madman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I love how Oda is able to just make all these random things, and it's just like, look, we're back. Especially with, like, the Sun God. And now this, another Skypea callback. Lunarians, another Skypea callback. It's just, it's so fun. And, you know, this is a bit uh, heady, I guess. But I think it's so great because Vegapunk is literally like, uh, Bonnie said, it's like, oh, he used to be a nor- it used to be a normal lab. But now he's like creating things and they're saying stuff like, oh, if it's real or not, it doesn't matter. Like, this is very God-esque stuff yeah. Vegapunk is doing. Like, it mm. really is. And yeah. I think him being able to make a Sky Island where the main villain was God is uh, very interesting. Uh. You know, a villain with a God complex. Is this our first, like, macro-scale look at this island, by the way? At the start of the next I chapter? So. Yeah. I think so. Punk uh, records. Yeah, Punk so we've... <laughs> we've talked about the interior, but, like, from an exterior look, uh, it's like an egg that has cracked open... And it has mm. what appears to be like a, a Saturn ring of uh, something circling around it. Yeah, a, a Saturn yeah, ring of looking also. a Saturn ring of science. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In, in the same way that the science in Sanji's body was activated. <laughs> uh, and the on the interior, we see a big sign that says "Punk Records." Mm. Also, Jason, what the fuck did you just say? I said the windfish. I got a video you need to watch what? after this. What? Oh, I got a video you need to watch after this. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, I'll watch this video. Do I need to? Do I need to open a private browsing tab? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so okay. I, I do you want to preface? Should it? I just talk? Should I just talk about it right sure, now? Sure. Yeah. Should I just... Toss okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So egghead, I have a huge uh, egghead theory, and hear me out, Uranus. Is the windfish? Wait, what? Wait, wait, That's what wait, I. What think. is the windfish? Is this a thing? The windfish is from the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Okay. Right. All right. It's a now, big whale with wings. It's um, a bit. It's a sky whale. Right. Okay. Now this will take a while. I'm gonna let you know in advance. I will not say the whole thing. Yeah. Because there's not there's read. a video for it that you can watch. Uh. Exactly. And if any of you watchers or listeners uh, think it's interesting, <laughs> if you if you please. if any of you listeners uh, want to become watchers, <laughs> yeah, true. But basically, uh, Egghead, as you guys have seen, of as I mentioned, uh, is filled with fictionalized things and video games and shows and whatever yeah very now, specifically a mario block did appear a mario oh my god block. and there's a block it, with I a w- question mark on it that is indisputable oh my god yeah and Evans now or exhibit a exi- no no joke yes um now what do you guys think about video games? Are they an experience you have? They're lame. Oh, I hate video games. Okay, I know. Well, they are pretty lame. They're corrupting our youth, damn it. Kev, <laughs> Perpetuating I can't. violence in society. Kev, I don't have time for this right now. Like, 
Okay. We can't start okay, a conversation okay, okay. about what are video games as a human experience. <laughs> Four hours in, you can't do this to yeah, me. It's, it's real. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, well, basically, video games aren't real, yet they are real. Because I'm not Mario jumping from block to block, but I am experiencing Mario, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very thematically resonant with Egghead with literally what we saw Atlas say what is real what's not I mean who really cares yeah in the in the same way that One Piece isn't real but we've all experienced it like none of these things have happened but to us they have happened it's still um, real to me damn it Kev um, Mm -hmm. you should read Homestuck (laughs) if if these ideas are interesting to you you should read it Um, but basically the idea is um, obviously we're on Egghead, you know, Egghead, the windfish came from an egg. A giant right? egg at the top of a mountain. A giant egg. A giant egg at the top of a mountain, surrounded by a ring of clouds. <laughs> and look what Egghead is surrounded by? A ring of clouds on top of a mountain. Oh, That's okay. crazy. Anyway, we just recently saw um, Emu use some weapon that has 16 sort of beams of light that could destroy stuff. And what do you know? The windfish has eight specifically put nodes on each of its flippers oh that's pretty crazy then we also get uh something that's just so fun is that link's awakening itself isn't a real thing in the own game but spoilers it's also for link's awakening real quick <laughs> uh, spoilers for a 20 year old game yeah <laughs> um but yeah like stuff like that it's just like it's so heady and it's so stupid but it's so over. so well so, you, you so you're saying that in the same way that we, we, we had this happen a few times in One Piece, you're saying that you think that Link's Awakening is like a, it's like a coda, it's like the the it's like the fictional key to like understanding the themes of this part of the story, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, we've we've like had stuff example. like that before. You know, like I'm pretty sure Tyler, you have been saying that the rhyme of the ancient mariner is like the coda for the entire comic through Binx's brew. Uh, if, if not the comic, then at least Brooke's story. Yeah, and, and, but, like, there's mm. the, the really strong argument that Binx's brew is basically, like, explaining the entire plot of, of One Piece. Of One Piece, potentially. Or, or at least all the big secrets of the, of the world or whatever. Yeah, so, the void that's why That's why so many people think the One Piece might be in space or underwater because, uh. oh, they gotta hold their breath. What are they holding it for? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, but the final nail in the coffin, I think, for me for obviously the egg is open and when the egg is open in the game the world sort of has this awakening you realize like something's up and Uh. wouldn't it be so strange that after luffy's awakening we get to this place that's about link's awakening and (laughs) let's say Uh let's say in link's awakening the one thing that resonates throughout the whole world is a song that's the only way people are reminded of this place that used to exist now hmm is there any songs from the past that seemingly everyone knows from One Piece, <laughs> but oh, doesn't have track. any connection? A song carried to the furthest reaches of the sea. Hmm. Hmm. What would it be? Oh, Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh also... Joel wasn't ready uh, for that one. <laughs> also, Luffy uh, washed up on this island. That, yeah, that also like happened, Link. yeah. Oh. Oh. But, oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. But in the okay. video game color spread... <laughs> Uh-huh. Zoro was Zorro. Link. Zoro was Link. That is pretty interesting, right? Link is literally right there <gasps> on the screen. Zoro. Whoa. Zoro kills Vegapunk. <laughs> oh my god. Z-K-B. Yeah, we are. 
We already got another Zoro kills in this arc. So <laughs> Abort the Sunny. Hush, hush. I'll keep it hush hush. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, another big part of this idea is that it's about Binks. Binks is a uh, sake is like the song of the past that's resonated all this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to spiel for much longer. <laughs> if any of that sounded somewhat intriguing, I'd recommend you check it out. It's a very good video. Later on. Also, I will because I will vouch for it. <laughs> what is what is the actual name of the video? Is it just Windfish One Piece Truth? Revealed? No, see, because 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 <laughs> the thing is, I didn't want to confirm what Uranus was. Because if I started the video, Uranus is a sky whale. No one would click. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds that I, sounds like I, a I lack of confidence like, to me. <laughs> I called it um, like how the Egghead arc is inspired by the Legend of Zelda or something along those lines. You can okay. also just go just, to Kev D O G on YouTube yeah, and you'll true. find it. If I saw that okay, title, title, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, what are you what are you cooking over there?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I called it like the Legend of Egghead. Nice. I just I know that there's a lot of uh, theory videos that are like the secret of gold, but actually it's about like <laughs> mole people. So I just want to make sure that I'm looking for the right mm. one. Uh, aboard the Sunny, Caribou begs Zoro and Brooke to take him anywhere but a government island. <laughs> and Zoro thanks him for his help in Wano and tells him to kick rocks. <laughs> thanks. Caribou says, I'm too Fuck pretty off. for prison. And they're like, I don't fucking, I don't care. Zoro, you're Thank so you, real. goodbye. You're so real for this one, Zoro. <laughs> yeah. You're still here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, right after we get this amazing... Usopp panel. And Usopp looks really cool. He looks he great very, very on it. Cool. He does. Uh, while taking the Straw Hats to meet Shaka, Lilith explains, this island's power source is fire. Fire can be converted into all types of energy. I've long Sonji researched... <laughs> I've long researched what can be burned for energy. I thought, if only there was such a thing as an undying flame, we could create our own sun. Sun? Sun. <laughs> Sun, like a sun god. Wait, I love this. Well, I love this line from Lilith. What are you doing? Walk through. Ignore your yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the noop sound effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need doors where we're going. Yeah, yeah. Robin's looking like Mrs. Incredible right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, while walking through the facility, they stumble on Seraphim O Four. Who looks like a young Lunarian Jimbe? Oh, yeah, because they have the Warlords. Oh boy! Uh, and in his right arm appears to be a see-through band that is filled with green liquid. Oh, a bubble and brew. Uh, because he is a pacifista, this Jimbe can also shoot lasers. Of course, of course he can. <laughs> the only, the only thing that can make Jimbe even more dangerous. Now it's Jimbe, so that even that only makes him like marginal. Cooler. Yeah, there is there right, is one more thing that does make him more dangerous. Extremely mm. hard boiled. Mm. <laughs> man, imagine uh, if this if this shark man who does fishman karate could just swim wherever he wanted. <laughs> Which means I, I I don't think it means that they got their hands on uh, Senor Pink's fruit. I mean, because Frankie does say I know that power. Yes, yeah, so. and they. But I like, but like, they seem to be able to use laser beams, like without, you know, needing to have Kizaru on hand. Right. So this is correct. Can mm. Vegapunk science just reproduce devil fruits without needing the devil fruits? 
Perhaps I the green always... liquid is significant. This is getting scary. This mm. is getting out of control. Perhaps the green liquid Frankie, is Frankie significant. Frankie even says. <laughs> Frankie even says. Where is it? I got a bad feeling about mm. this. He literally does. I agree. He does Frankie. a Star Wars. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Straw Hats try to defend themselves, but as said, little Jimbe also appears to have the powers of the Swim Swim Fruit. Frankie fires back his own radical beam, which shocks Edison the Thinker, who is a little robo-Vegapunk that's monitoring the fight from another room. They're not ready for laser tests yet. <laughs> I love Edison. This guy's great. I know he's not that, he's not that cool. But he's so real. Because he I, like Edi- I feel like Edison. I feel like Edison all the time. <laughs> I remember back in college, I was lucky enough to uh, have a terrible sleep schedule. Uh, and by that, I mean unlucky enough. Bad, imagine that so, in college. Not what college. I would do. What I would do a lot of the time, whenever I was like fixated on writing or whatever, I would just have that moment. I'm in bed, about to go to sleep, and guess what? No, you're not. You're up typing for three hours. It's just that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Edison, he's so real for that. We also meet Pythagoras of the Wise, which is another Robo Vegapunk that is analyzing the data. Uh, Edison hurries off to another room to rapidly draw up plans for a new invention that he just thought of, and calls to the final Vegapunk satellite, York, telling her to eat up. Okay, uh, she is the Vegapunk that has been designed. To eat, sleep, and shit for all of the others while they work. Man, I wish what that was me. What a horrible existence. I wish that was me. You, that's what <laughs> you want that, your life to be? This yeah. Is, this, is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> like, this is the fucking butter robot from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. <laughs> your purpose what is, is my purpose? Actually. <laughs> You yeah. eat, sleep, and shit. This is like I, gotta, I got I news for you, buddy. I already do that all the time, except I wouldn't have to do anything else. I get <laughs> now this you is, get paid I, to do it. Here's, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a fascinating um, look into Vegapunk's like priorities as a person uh-huh. before this whole like seven chaos emeralds split up <laughs> thing. Um, like, it's oh, interesting well, that she's called the greed when her job is to do. What humans need to do to live? Yeah, like yeah. this. This is Eat, this is fucked. Go to bed. This is fucked up dummy. and shitty. But I feel like that is also an extrapolation of something very relatable. Like I, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. this way. And I if know, I never had to sleep or eat or poop, I would get so much done. Yes, if I could well, outsource and, yeah. those things to someone else. Have you guys else, seen Severance, by the way? Uh, no, I have not yet. <laughs> despite Melissa's, you should watch Severance. Despite Melissa's urgings, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, like, but I, like, I can understand how a guy with that kind of brain type could end up here. <laughs> In the, well, like see, the most here's, extreme. Here's my thing. I don't quite get York. I get, I get the idea, but it seems like they're able to like wirelessly send their digestion. Right, to other their people, nutrients. Which seems kind of strange to me. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I was they're gonna linked. say. Is I think we've all had that, um, that fantasy of like, what if there were two of me and one could do work and the other one could play video games or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Have time to write that novel finally. Hey, Joel, have you seen Severance? Imagine, but I, but I. <laughs> But I don't imagine that the other me would poop for me as well. That doesn't make any sense. That breaks my aversion. Listen, it's well, science. I don't like it. This is written by a man who sleeps three hours in a day. <laughs> That's true. It's the, it's the right. power he of the Sleep is not one of his favorite things in the world. Uh, also, it's a very little panel, but I don't want to miss that Pythagoras uh, 
seems like a big robot, but is actually a little robot that's piloting a big robot yes. body. That is a very he, well, his yes. head just like pops out and he's got little feet on Amazing. it. He's, a, he's just a little Giru in there. He is, yeah. And all, all I all I want to say is that the head of Pythagoras looks very similar to the dog. Remember the dog oh. from earlier? <laughs> okay. It's like, all right, very right. similar. Mm. Uh, also, let us uh, take a moment to realize that there is a cat-like creature called Assist Tabby. Yes. The character of the volume. <laughs> I love Assist Tabby. I think we learned its name in an SBS recently. Like, I, I think we did as well. SBS. I think it was it Joshua or something. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very is... funny and very, like, <laughs> nondescript name. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, this is Lilith, this is Edison, and this is Tom. This is Josh. Yeah. Uh, also, this is a uh, Japanese phrase that is lost on us. Oh, what is? Mm-hmm. Uh, this concept, um, which is like being so busy that you need to ask assistance from the cat. Oh, I see. Oh. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, while York Which is, is funny because cats are lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I just checked the cat is named Joshu. Joshu. Okay. Joshu. Yeah. While York is eating, sleeping, and shitting... Um, there's also another little panel that shows uh, Atlas doing what she calls digestion punch, which uh, seems to imply that like she is the violent one because she needs to constantly be working out to burn off the calories that York is eating oh, for everyone else. That, that's pretty interesting. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, I like oh that. Like she is the exercise that the rest of them aren't doing that's, while they're working. That's, that does make sense. That is hilarious. Like because I always. I always pictured her as just being like, oh, I hate working for these people. I hate it. Everything about Vegapunk's, like, distributed existence is me just constantly flip-flopping between, like, I should hate this, but it kind of rules, and I want (laughs) to love this, but I have to remind myself that it sucks. (laughs) And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's fine. You're very much that panel we had of Nami earlier that we kind of skipped over of like Vivi, but her feelings, but Vivi, but her <laughs> yes, feelings. You're yes, just flipping between yes, the two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, we also finally get a full body shot of Shaka the Good, and as stated, cool he is character. Daft Punk. Yes, what he a cool is caution tape character. on his sleeve. One of, yeah. like that. one of the coolest One Piece designs. He is very, yeah, like absolutely. just straight up cool. He's also with his very. Oh, sorry. He's also a Kingdom Hearts character. Oh, I was about to say with his with his stark blacks and whites, he looks like a nobody. Yeah, uh, I mean there is there is an X on his sleeve. I mean, oh shit! Oh no! Well, but X. That's is how the world's there. government follows you. Oh my god! Mm. Uh, Shaka intervenes in the Straw Hats fight, commanding the Seraphim to stand down, as well as locking all of the Straw Hats' future boots in place so they can't escape. Yeah, I knew the first moment they put those on that it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he asks the Straw Hats if they think this island is the future. And Frankie says, it's not just the future, but the super future. Uh-huh. I love that panel. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's so happy uh, to be he's here. He's so happy. And I'm happy for him. Yeah. Shaka responds, this place is the past. Huh? Mm. Pretty wacky. If I told uh, you... Tech. <laughs> if I told you that Egghead wasn't the only one, that there was once a kingdom just as highly advanced as this that actually existed 900 years ago. Would you believe me? I'm sorry, how long ago? 900. And we are shown this image and displayed Mm -hmm. prominently in the foreground is Jimbei's Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) (laughs) In the final panel, Luffy, Chopper, Jimbei, and Bonnie stumble on the remains of what appears to be an ancient Viking robot 
covered in moss and rust amongst a junk heap. Holy... um, Love the stippling and shit on this uh, panel to get all those different, like, textures. I was not... such a gorgeous panel. I was ready for basically all of this. Like... Right, you've been saying it the whole time, pretty much. and it's like, different components of what I thought appear to be all more or less true. I was not ready for it to be a Viking robot. (laughs) What is Elbaf like? Yeah. Is... Hmm. Which is... You should have been, They're because... They're actually all... Oda loves Vikings. I know, you're right. And all yeah. after after a thousand chapters, Vicky the Viking comes back to the to the center <laughs> of the main plot. Well, hold that thought for next oh, week, Dave. boy. Also, also, Dave, not to spoil anything, but they're all on hoverboards over in Elba. Yeah. Doing, like, kick, cool, sick flips. Well, yeah, stuff. like, they... I forget who it was. That one giant said, we're not all like those Elbaf savages. Like, what what does that mean? What it are they... Saul. That was Saul, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Saul. Like, what? What is Elbaf like? Are are is, are Elbaf the direct heirs of this ancient, technologically advanced kingdom? Well, we saw what Elbaf was like like sixty years ago. True, when Big Mom true. was there, but that was a small yeah. part of it. Indeed, the that was a small part. And, of it. And can I throw out a, a top of that giant tree? Yeah. Can I throw out a formless connection right now? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know what it means, but I want to make it mm-hmm. uh, because I brought up Sora earlier anyway. And now I want to talk about the Sora that was in the newspaper. Okay. You remember what this story was? Like, Remind. Sora fought against Germa. Okay, yeah. Right. They had a partner. Oh. It's like a... Was it a, a seagull or a bird or something? That was on their head, but they had another partner that were, they were fighting alongside against Germa. Mm. I don't recall. I don't remember. It was a giant robot. Mm-hmm. Of course oh. it was. Cool. Oh. Any <laughs> other thoughts for volume 105? Uh, I really like uh, Usopp's MI Vegapunk, and Frankie would be like, no! Yes. <laughs> Obviously not, Usopp. Yeah. The. Well. Oh no. Um, the things that Usopp says tend to come true. Yeah. The. the that um, is true. And he is a great engineer. But. Um, that is true. The, um, yeah, like, this is what I feel. I've always felt like the comic was building up to that, like, the One Piece world is the ruins of a technologically advanced civilization that left archaeotech everywhere. Yeah. What and yeah. now like the this appearance of this orbital strike com- coming from <laughs> Emu like actually mm-hmm. like like it doesn't fill in any direct hole but it like fills in a conceptual hole for me because I was mm-hmm. like there's we 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 go back to Impel down, right? The you know that the, the Impel down is clearly ancient and the government didn't build it. It was, it was clearly already there, and they occupied it and used it. So it, it mm-hmm. I've always, always seemed like... And now they need they need Vegapunk to make these things. To make these unfathomably advanced devices that it yeah. seems like... Vegapunk makes everything. E- like, everything important. Like, it... And, and I've just been thinking about this, like, especially... Like a little bit, but especially since reading this volume, that, like, Joel was like, you were sort of right like what you said last week or a week ago about like like it had it's not like these important things aren't the future they're the past and like it's not exactly what you were talking about but like it's kind of correct and so it seems I like think, are, you, are you thinking of the email that we got oh but it was an email yeah I, yeah. I, for some reason I thought you said no I think it, it was something Joel said I'm pretty sure 
It's because all the good ideas come from me. Don't worry, I will take credit. <laughs> so you're the Vegapunk of the podcast, you're saying. You guys, you guys are all my satellites, and you can do like the creative. Oh, we just didn't. Or, we like, just didn't eating we, or whatever. We just didn't know. Which of us we is got, the one that shits? Uh, we got that email, uh, Dave, that was saying that they suspected that the Void Century hadn't happened yet. Okay, I swear I remember it being Joel that said that. But anyway, um, the uh, you should take that as a compliment, Joel. Um, but, uh, so yeah, like it seems to be the case. So like, it's not that Vega punk is inventing these things, though. It probably is a combination of, you know, Vega punk being a genius, having new ideas, but also like reverse engineering and resurrecting this technology from the past. And yet the Marines are out there using guns that don't even, aren't even rifled. <laughs> like, and, and, and sailing ships, like these things already right. existed. But the government, the world government, goes back to the time when this did exist, it seems. So why don't they have any of it? What happened? Why is there no direct heir to the technological civilization that could do this stuff? Why do they have to reinvent, have this guy reinvent all of it? Oof, oof, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I didn't think, I, I thought I, it didn't feel like I was surprised by all this, and yet now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, yes, yes, I'm activated, I'm in. So, I just want to, uh, what's it called? I don't know the word for it. But just put a question into you guys' heads, right? I think we call that so, X-marking around here. Oh, okay, X-marking. Um, so... Do you remember when Atlas was introduced? They were talking about a bunch of stuff, like the ability to have any food in the whole world just appear in front of your eyes, or the ability to have an island. We didn't really talk about this, but the island the, air the air conditioned island. Yeah, to make, funny way to, to make the weather to to make the weather like habitable and livable for any person in the whole world. These are genuinely amazing. Yeah, they inventions. are miraculous. Like if these were things, if these are things in the real world, this would be. Fantastic. Now, clearly Atlas is pissed because, oh, they don't have the funding. They don't have the tech. They don't have this or that. To me, that is all bullshit. I think the world government could easily oh, make these sure. things a thing. But if they did, then what would the point be for... What would be the next that's, thing Yeah, that that's a lack bad? of control then. Exactly. They ha People have to be worse for other people to be seen as better. And I think that's so messed up. <laughs> Green Bull said as much. It's, it's also an element. Yeah, exactly. It's there's also an element of like you know I was talking about the you know the Marines having primitive weapons compared to this, but that's actually not really out there. Like without. So wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that we live in a <laughs> world potentially where there's enough lack of scarcity that we could feed, house, and clothe everyone millions of times over but we choose not to in lieu of consolidating wealth and power in a small it, handful it, it doesn't yeah it wouldn't the system wouldn't help the world this, government this doesn't so make any sense like, there's no, no politics there's it. no politics in one piece that's, that's pure <laughs> fiction that's pure fiction. but but it's one also like is not political. but it's also <laughs> just like you know like that actually is how authoritarian governments run their militaries like they are more afraid of their own armies than of uh, and of their enemies, yes, and like because if the army rises up, then they have nothing. And to defend and, I, themselves. and I think we are seeing, like I like I think that's why the Marines and the world government are separate 
like partially separate organizations with different flags, and the world government has its own fleets. Um, and that's what they have their own cops, right? And their own intelligence agencies, and like it's why. I mean, think about it. Like with the with the the Akainu and Aokiji duel, the world government had the opportunity to replace a guy like Sengoku, who was obviously far too decent and principled a person to control for much longer. They had the chance. There was the risk of him being replaced with someone who was like him, and so the five elders pushed very hard to make sure that didn't happen because it is much much more important for the commander of the military to be loyal than for them to be competent like and and they would much rather have an army with smoothbore rifles than they would an army equipped with vegapunk's technology that could actually <laughs> threaten their you know devil free users and shit like it all lines and, up it um, all comes together and who better than the guy with dog literally in his name to be the person who's following them? Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? Because we still got Zed's email to do. Oh, yes, yes. And then X marks. Yes. Okay. I liked Wano. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wano's pretty I like, good. I liked Wano, <laughs> but I'm going to be real. I'm so much more hype for this part. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the hype for this is, is immense. Yeah. Yeah. But immense I, for I, sure. It's got Early Bonnie... On. Come on. <laughs> yes. Bonnie's pretty... That, well, now that we have Bonnie, it seems like we're getting a volume with her, uh, an arc with her, that literally does only leave a rouge. Everyone else has <laughs> had a moment gonna have on a... screen with mm-hmm. those drives. It's gonna happen, baby. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not meaning on him. I do literally think that we'll get him next. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. I agree, but it is still very funny. <laughs> this this arc yes. has given me, like, a wealth of waifus. I got Bonnie, <laughs> I got Lilith, I got oh, York, I, I got a, the goth chick and sword. A last minute, a last minute dark horse title candidate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Wano's Wano's great. It would take me a long time to 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 get into it all. I think a lot of it we yeah. we we have covered, you know, as it happened. Like most of what I and would say, we have already covered. I assume yeah. that you all will want to uh, do like a post mortem once we've read our last volume. Probably uh, yeah. where we can get into like uh, deeper thoughts on the arcs themselves. Yeah, arc by arc. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It sounds very, very good. Zed's email, uh, which again is Zed's Theory Corner, Volume One Hundred Five Edition. Zay ha ha ha. Uh, hello, tis Zed again, and at the end of a volume again. So by the subject line, you can tell I am here to talk about Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. He's my third favorite character after Usopp and Luffy. He's a fascinating mm. character in his own right, but what mm-hmm. elevates him for me is how well he does uh, in his role as a foil to Luffy. Mm-hmm. It's done so incredibly well, I can't even think of words to properly communicate how much I love it. But that's a subject that I must put on hold, or we'd be here long enough for One Piece to have ended. This week, I want to talk about Blackbeard's actions in this volume as they have generated some theories. <laughs> First is why he went out of his way for Hancock's fruit specifically. Oh. He generally has a plan in mind when he takes action, especially when he personally gets involved, though in this case it seems his hand was forced as Hancock was also being hunted by the world government. So why risk directly attacking the world government and taking massive losses for this fruit? I think I know why. For you see, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, Uh that's Amore. And Blackbeard sure loves pizza and pie, though I'm not sure how the moon would fit into this specifically. 
What does something surrounded in darkness reflecting the sun have to do with the moon? Also, quick shout out to Hancock herself. I feel like she's often mostly reduced to her gag of being in love with Luffy, but here she has uh, her throat in the hands of an emperor and still looked him in the eye and said, Try me, bitch. <laughs> as, I, as I said in the Stampede episode... There is a real possibility that she is the strongest of the seven warlords. <laughs> like, I don't think... <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually don't think that's hyperbole. I think that she might, in fact, do a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, and a five-mile uh, run. <laughs> Whoa. Um, How does she still I, have her hair? <laughs> I, I can't... It's actually just a wig, a really well-made wig. I, I, I can't tell if my sensei is fucking with us or not here, and I that is that is appropriate to his teaching, so I won't question it. Uh, and I, now, I, mm-hmm. um, I will say that I think the real reason that Blackbeard might want a fruit like that is because of all the fruits, it's the one that's the hardest to undo. Like we, yeah. we have not seen Chopper come up with a depetrification medicine. We know Sanji's weird about it, but Sanji just has a lot of science <laughs> in his insides. <laughs> but like against almost any opponent, Blackbeard can instantly win, and they cannot recover. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you try to set a guy on fire in one piece, they can usually just hockey their way out of like it. Like we, yeah, we saw we saw Law hockey his gender back. <laughs> what a sentence! <laughs> but, but, but we have not seen anybody hockey way hockey their way back out of being turned into a statue. Yeah, it's true. Except for Sanji, though he petrified himself. Yeah, just by yeah. thinking about her. <laughs> oh, Sanji. Yeah. Uh, and now, on the opposite end of the tone spectrum, <laughs> Blackbeard's gonna drown. Ooh. Hmm. Yes, he is. I think his fight with Luffy will end in a similar way to the one against Don Krieg, a game of chicken over the ocean. Hmm. Hmm. But as we saw during his square up with Law, Blackbeard's crew is rather full of devil fruit users, which means that there won't be anyone who can save him if he falls into the sea. Yeah. He, None of them can swim. He is the exact opposite of Roger in so many ways, right. and that's one of them. Uh, none of them can swim, or rather, none would be willing to risk their lives. Uh, Back mm, on Amazon Lily, uh, we see Blackbeard was fine with letting his crew that got turned to stone stay like that. So I su- suspect that even the core Blackbeard pirates aren't exactly the tight unit that the Straw Hats are. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I every time like Luffy Sam falls... on Wolf would be able to help him, but... <laughs> That'd be a lot of effort. I don't know. If he's taken out of the picture, then yeah, then he'd be fucked. San Juan Wolf is the key. Yeah, if only we had uh, if only we had two people on the Straw Hat crew that have taken out giant people before. <laughs> some kind of tag team event. Or one that could literally turn into a giant. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, every time Luffy falls in the water, the first one to dive in after him are Chopper and Brook, without fail. <laughs> yeah. Usually that just means that three people need to be rescued instead of one, but I think that in this instance, they will be the ones to save Luffy because they are ready to risk their lives for him when it's very obvious they'd die. Though Brooke is already dead. yo <laughs> Skull joke. Uh, I also think Blackbeard will drown because he kind of has to. In One Piece, villains lose when their dream dies, but Blackbeard's introduction is him shouting that dreams don't die. Oh, no. He won't allow his to end. He declared himself invincible by fiat. <laughs> he has the ultimate not on no you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He will wait for any amount of time, take any kind of risk, and make any kind of enemy to see his dream through. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, killing his body is the only way to end his dream. 
What a thing to have to say. I have an interesting thought on that. Um, Do y'all remember at the end of Zoe, uh, Jack was revealed as a fishman, Mm -hmm. but because he had a devil fruit, he was stuck at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) What What if something similar happens to Blackbeard and he's just stuck? Unfathomable nightmare. Yeah, I, I, that, I feel like pod- that'd be awesome. Yeah, not for Blackbeard. For him, it would be the I... worst. But <laughs> that's that's a I... that's a JoJo villain fate right there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's part two right there. Instead of space, it's the ocean. I see. Um, but we've also, mm. I think we've talked about this specifically on the podcast. But like, we were introduced to the concept of Davy Jones, a man who was like stuck at the bottom of the sea during the Davy back fight. And so, like, if Blackbeard could become the new Davy Jones, that would it would fit perfectly. Oh, <laughs> the ultimate end note to his greed. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah, and I think he would, I'd say Blackbeard and he'd, Davy he'd Jones are definitely like the that. most two popular pirates. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'll leave things off here for now, but should future events become relevant to the theory, also I'll be sure to point noting, them out. Um, the real life Blackbeard, his body was never discovered. Uh. Hmm. Uh, see you next time, Zed. Thank you, Zed. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Man. Shots Zed. Hell yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe, like, Davy Jones could be, like, a distant relative to, like, Hody Jones? Hmm. I think people have talked Fishman about it before. Cursed like, to... sure. Hmm. Cursed to be at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Yeah, Pot- yeah potentially. There's also uh, Vanderdecken and the Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest pirate lore things. Yeah, that can't not be important. And think about it like this. Hody Jones, um, when he used the energy steroids, he looked a lot like Gear 5. Indeed. A lot like Gear 5. With the white hair, but then he got super exasperated and dried out. What if... He became a geezer. Uh, I don't want to just say, but what if Blackbeard <laughs> uses something similar? I think it's not out of the question at all. I think oh. Blackbeard would try to cheat and do anything to win. Yeah. So, how crazy would it be to see, like, I know this sounds so insane, uh, to see, like, <laughs> Gear 5 Blackbeard, <laughs> you know, the energy steroids or something. Jesus. It's it's one piece. I mean, it would be it would be so cool if Oda gave us Gear 2 back in chapter whenever Eni's lobby was, and he never gave us someone else whose devil fruit gave them, like, a, a temporary Super Saiyan until Blackbeard. He's like, I've been training, I've been watching anime for the last 40 years, boy! <laughs> Here it comes! Under a full moon, even. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. mm. No, under a I new mean, moon for Blackbeard, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, humans are all just monkey minks. It's true. Mm-hmm. We are all one people. Uh, and we know that uh, Kuro's bloodthirst gets uh, especially bad on Crescent Moon Nights, I believe. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yep. My man Kuro is coming back. I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, how about some X marks? Yes. Let's how about it? And again, just by the nature of where we are in the story a lot of these have to be guesses on my part but as was pointed out in this episode you know my guesses aren't that bad you've been doing this whole you've been doing this whole one piece thing for a while i'm not always right but i feel like a lot of the time i can sniff things out and be like huh i wonder why you put that there Mm -hmm. Uh, so for now we have the man with the burn scar of course the man marked by flame next Frankie's bounty is for the Sunny. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what that could mean, but every fucking time something weird has happened on these bounty posters, it's been significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that seems significant. 
No, imagine like a really like a, we meet a new very powerful marine, but they're kind of empty-headed as some of them are, and he just goes up and starts talking to the sun. He's like, "I've got to arrest you." Not going to say anything. That's kind of strange. <laughs> the, 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 resisting arrest. They, huh? they, you have the they, right they, to remain. They end silent. up not being able to hold Frankie because he wasn't Mirandized. They Mirandized the ship instead. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly just assumed that that this was a uh, just a throwback to the fact that. Tom was was criminalized for for building the Aura Jackson. Might be. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. And uh, on the topic of uh, Tom, this is actually an amazing segue. <laughs> um, something I'm hoping for in this arc, so so desperately, is for Frankie to give Vegapunk a Tom speech, because I think Vegapunk is gonna have this moment of guilt this moment of you know remorse like oh my god i thought i was doing all these good things for the world but now it turns out i did all these horrible things for the world and i want frankie to give him a speech that's essentially saying like no you didn't do anything horrible the people use them for something horrible existence isn't a crime yeah yeah that that, um that has not come back in a long time whereas chopper's like really strong feelings about medical ethics have come up quite a few times Mm-hmm. If Frankie ends up just a passive like passenger in Egghead Island, I'm gonna be so sad. Yeah, that's, that would be baffling. Yeah, I completely agree. Like it's not completely agree. Yeah, Marine Hunter Mihawk. Yes. Parallel to uh, Zoro. Right. Pirate Hunter yeah. Zoro. <laughs> uh, Dragon's connection to Cobra. Uh, an Emperor requires headquarter clearance to engage. Kobe's been kidnapped by pirates again. <laughs> again, it keeps happening. The circle, pure infertile. <laughs> uh, before Sabo's call came through, there were three clicks. There was sound effects of like gachunk, 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 uh-huh. and then he started talking. Okay. The elders, when asking where Sabo was located, called him unlucky when they heard that it was Lulucia. Mm. Can I can I throw an X mark in? Sure. Can I throw an X mark in? Is Moda the milkmaid alive? <laughs> uh, and Bonnie ran into Sabo at Mary Joie, but didn't bring it up with Luffy. Well, gosh darn, isn't that Bonnie convenient? I mean, inconvenient. Uh, we also have a couple submitted from the Discord. Uh, one from Autistic Dib is... Blackbeard definitely knows about Lunarians, because when he saw the little Mihawk one, he was like, wait a minute, yeah, dark skin, white hair, right, yeah. black wings. He is disturbingly well-informed about many things. <laughs> well, he and... is. He was on uh, Whitebeard's crew, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the guys of the One Piece crew. That's the, I just, that's, that's the root of why I think he knows about Emu. Knows about what? Emu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I uh, I think it's funny that the Lunarians have like three like characteristics, but two of them aren't really that strange in anime land. It's only the black <laughs> wings that really give it away. Yeah. Yeah, he could be from Ishval. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> uh, and from Zed, Bonnie aged Luffy into a different future. Specifically. <clears throat> and uh, Kuma is from a special people. The bear people. Uh, uh, I Jason. Mean, we see him carrying around a Bible. Mm-hmm. 
Jason. What's up? You got a star chart? I sure do. Uh, today we're going to be reading the horoscope of Dr. Vegapunk. Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yes. All right. Oh. Dr. Vegapunk has a uh, manga debut, not a manga debut date, an actual birthday of August 9th, uh, making them a Leo. Interesting. So, uh, Dr. Vegapunk, this is what the stars have to say about you this week. You might find that others have a me-first attitude that doesn't quite sit right with okay. you. You may need to wake them up and say, hey, what about everybody else? <laughs> Try not to whine as you deliver this message. Desperation or complaining will get you nowhere. <laughs> Be friendly and jovial in your approach, and you will have the world at your oh feet. Boy. Oh boy. I can't wait. Also, I just want to say happy birthday, Vegapunk, because when this episode comes out, that'll be this Wednesday. Uh. It'll be in two days. <laughs> happy birthday, Vegapunk. Oh my, oh my god. What? Mm. How old that is he? Do we have to get seven cakes? <laughs> I'm sure York would would seven I'm sure cakes. York wants them. Yeah, York just eats them all. Yeah. <laughs> Ask York how many cakes she needs to eat, and that's how many cakes you send. Yeah. You might just need the one. York took forty cakes. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's as many as four tens. <laughs> that's terrible. Thank you. Laura finished it. Uh. Uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you, Kev, for joining us yeah. for Volume 105. No problem at all. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. I do. I do want to add one final thing. That yeah. I, had a thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, we have never received the name of Bonnie's fruit, and I've had a really? thought that's popped in my head re- pretty recently. Since we just saw Wano, what if Bonnie has the Toki Toki no Mi? <laughs> I think that could be Maybe. very cool. We did wonder back when we found out about Toki that oh, we, we did wonder about like can more than one version of it exist at once at different points in time. Because if she's, like, traveling through time, she technically doesn't exist in the timeline until she reappears. Yeah, so, like, if she's gone, like, can it reoccur? Does it manifest? That that is very interesting. But at the point that we are in the story, Toki's already been long dead. Right. So it would already be with another person. Does the clock start, so to speak, from the moment at which (laughs) she was killed by Kaido in Wano? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Magic time powers. (laughs) Ah, yes. Ah, yes. We're going to take a break next week, because I'm going to be out of town. And then the following week, we're going to watch Film Red. Oh my god, yes. Fantastic movie. And then the week after that, it's going to be the last volume of Piecemeal, until another volume of One Piece is released. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. You're almost at the precipice. Oh, God. <laughs> Coming for you, spoiler yeah. chain. <laughs> and 106 just came out, so we're, like, we're going to have to wait a bit. Indeed, yeah, I think yeah, you'll November probably, you'll is probably the next have to wait three, four months. Yeah. Uh, so, Kev, where can folks find you on the Grand Online? On the Grand. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> uh, the Grand Online. Uh, I have a YouTube. Kev D O G, you know. Whether you want to call me Kev, Kev Dog, Kev whatever. <laughs> I know uh, Mr. Grand Line Review. He calls me Kev D Og. That's, um, that's strong. That's strong. Yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, if you enjoyed any of my my ramblings with the fantastic people here at the the Piecemeal Podcast, I said a joke when we weren't recording. I wish I could remember it. <laughs> um, oh my god! All right. Well, that'll that'll haunt me for the rest of my life. Yeah. But. Yeah. You'll wake yeah. up in a cold sweat in like an hour and be like, oh, God, that I'll was like, one. Ah. I know. You know. I'll be like Edison. I'll be like, oh, yes, there it is. <laughs> Eureka. Um, 
Yeah, Eureka indeed. So, but uh, thanks for having me on. It was super fun. Absolutely. Talking about One Piece for no joke. I'm checking my clock probably over five hours. I'm hoping I beat what? Hidden. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm just resigned to this happening now. Like, we can't. I did. There's. I did not. For some reason, when reading this one, I did not think it would be that long. <laughs> no, this. I was ready. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a long time so coming. Tired, I'm excited. Tyler. There was a lot to talk about, and I think we were very rowdy on this one. <laughs> uh, well, the tech issues didn't help oh, you. Oh, sure, but... Matt, how about you? Uh, well, hey, if you feel so inclined, you can find me on uh, Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Webtoons under the username DefineProg. That's D-E-F-I-N-E-P-R-O-G. Where I'm doing my rock zombie VTuber thing. Jason? Uh, yeah, you can find me usually streaming at twitch.tv slash jcavs. That's J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. I uh, usually stream whenever I get the time, but if you hit the follow button, then you'll just know whenever I'm live. And uh, J-Cabs takes you to any and all socials media that I'm probably not going to be updating. Joel? I have officially entered my grumpy old man phase, and basically I'm only ever on Discord. <laughs> uh, have a good week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura? Uh, I'm maybe kind of MIA because I just moved, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on... Oh, Jesus Christ. You can find me on Newgrounds, Instagram, Twitter. That's right, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not Zitter. It's not Zitter. <laughs> I'm not, not anything else. Not, it's not Diaz. Yeah, it might be Diaz. Though. <laughs> well, anyway. Hold on now, actually. You can find me on the Recusant Have we ever sigil. seen Elon Musk and Diaz Drake in the same room at the oh, same time? God. Dude, I, I would love to put a sword right through Elon Musk. I would love for that. <laughs> Uh, in Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, Newgrounds Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, YouTube. I go by Haha, I'm Laura, and I make art and animation and music. Yippee. Yippee. Dave. Scythe, P S Y T H E, on Archive of Our Own. Fanfiction is there sometimes. There might actually be something new coming relatively nice uh you can find melissa at christaya on most platforms that's k-r-i-s-t-a-i-a and you can also find her dogs at super golden kara on instagram and that's k-a-r-a you can follow this show on what was formerly twitter at uh, meal piece and pin there is an invitation to join our fan discord the mess deck where you can come and talk about the latest episode of the podcast and the volume that we read in it and there is also a spoiler section to talk about what is left of the series that we haven't read yet. It's going to be redundant real it soon. Is, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do at that point? Well, it'll still be there for anyone who's mm, trying to catch up definitely. or anyone that's not reading weekly. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Uh, there's also a hobby section to come and talk about any movies you're watching, any games you're playing, any books you're reading. If you'd like to have your email read on the show, you can send it to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would also appreciate it if you could rate and review us on your podcast service of choice and make it a five-star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can find it. This has been Piecemeal. I keep dreaming. I feel the shining sun.